episode 97. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. And I'm Domesticated Dave, and they are Leftovers. Oh, man, I thought he was going to sneak it in there. Hey, and we're the Leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, come on, bud. Nice. No, but I, I I am now our backup producer. What? Yeah, yeah, see that? <sighs> Thank you for bringing that up. Hey. No, we do need to talk about this. For those people that aren't on Facebook, aren't on Twitter, uh, and you did not realize, like, hey, what happened? What? I didn't get an episode this week. I didn't get an episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. Yeah. I'm fucking weird. I listened to a stupid podcast, and I didn't get my fucking episode this week. Right. Yeah, Dave's looking at me like, oh, my God, I can't believe you called our fucking listeners weird for listening to this stupid fucking show. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? Everybody has performance issues once in a while, and we had a little, you know, we exactly. had one letdown. Exactly. So, you know what happened? Uh, we were recording through a portable recorder that was hooked into my mixer, and somewhere along the line, it looked like it was recording, and it wasn't. And we didn't know that until the very end of the night, when I went to go listen to it on the way home, and there was nothing there. <laughs> Hooray! And I fucking, like, struggled. Like, until 2 o'clock that morning, I was at home. I, like, I got home, and I'm like, I'm gonna recover these files. Fuck it, I'm gonna recover them. Man. And I, like, got home, and I, I, I like, downloaded all, like, these fucking, like, uh, sound card, like, uh, memory card recovery tools. Right. And... Dude, I rec- I downloaded like eight of them. I probably got like twenty viruses in the meantime, <laughs> and like, dude, none of them fucking worked. I was so upset because I really like I and it showed like data had been downloaded, like recorded, like these. There's like kilobytes and megabytes and all this fucking bytes and shit, right? You know, Mick bytes for McDonald's. <laughs> I saw I saw tons of shit and like nothing. I no audio to be retrieved. Wow. It was not. It said invalid file. Invalid file was the error message I kept getting on it. So, yeah, nobody got an episode. Yeah. Four to five hours. Yeah, it was a four to five hour episode. Yeah. A lot of things happened in that episode. Did you guys want to talk about anything from that episode? <laughs> no. No, I mean, do you want to relive some of the things from I, that episode that maybe that they didn't, get to, they didn't get to hear? I have to confess. I sabotaged it because I was really upset about this whole numbering thing, and I needed it to work out just fine. So I confess it was all me. They don't know anything about the numbering thing, Dave. Well, you said you wanted to recap things. That's what I wanted. I was I, well, I had to get it off my chest. Then, Chief. Well, basically, because we, they have no idea what you're talking about. We've right got now. episode 100 coming up. Yeah, it's a big deal. You know, the last one, right? Right. Okay. So we're gonna we 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 got San Diego Comic Con coming up. We got Ant Man coming up, and it was gonna kind of fuck up the numbering for number 100, 100 was going to be Ant Man episode. Right. And so we were going to have a 99 episode 99, and then an episode 99.5. Which was going to be the Ant Man episode? Yeah, the and mini. Then we were going to have episode one hundred. So yeah, 
I guess uh, this is one way to get us back on track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's all right. The universe was looking out for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, hopefully this will fucking record. We got the we got we do we, we got a backup recorder going too, right? Just in case. Yes, sir. All right, backup producer, domesticated Dave. So now we've got a portable recorder backing it up. So if uh, <laughs> yeah, that's your job. <laughs> I'm important. Yeah. No, you think you're the fucking showrunner half of the time. Been on here for like fucking like ten episodes. Pre Madonna, man. Acting like you've been here for like the entire time and shit. There's brown M and M's in this bowl. What? <laughs> <laughs> He wants all green. <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode uh, that I've drank since last year. Congratulate! Hey, cheers, yeah. buddy. Ding, 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 ding. Speech. <laughs> so, sorry about last week's episode. You know, we, what did we talk about last week? What did you guys... Was there anything you guys wanted to bring up for Orphan last Black week? Goodness. Yeah, we talked about that. Dave is finally a member of uh, Clone Club. <laughs> yeah. So, after, you know, tossing it the first time around... Yeah, I wish I wish I could uh, be in that club. I'm going to start watching it. I like what you guys have to say about yeah. it. I, I do wish that had been in there. You know, so talked about would... defiance a little bit about defiance. That last sounds cool as shit sci-fi. too. Yeah, and then uh, you guys uh, praised the brain <laughs> on HBO. You guys praised it. Yes. I was a little long-winded about the brink. Yeah, you were. But uh, I was excited. I enjoyed the yeah. brink. You know what? I gave it a low taste it last week. I'm going to toss it. <laughs> I am tossing the brink. It's awful. It is horrible. I don't know how you guys sit there last week and tell me, like, this is the best show. <laughs> best fucking thing since sliced bread. And I fucking hate this show. Tim Robbins is God. Uh, no, I, you know, the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's got a great cast. A great cast does good not cast. make a great show. Yeah. This is not a good show, in my opinion. <laughs> this is like one of the lowest quality HBO shows I've ever seen, in my opinion. I guess if you're comparing it to the caliber of what's normally on HBO or even Like, a- if this was on True TV, yeah. I'd be blown away. Right. I'd be like, oh my god, Impractical Jokers and then fucking The Brink? Wow. Yeah. What a lineup. It does seem like but a lot yeah. invested in a show just to put on HBO and it's not up to the caliber, but mm. I don't know. And then we watch Ballers. Yeah, you guys Tupperware uh, the Brink, though. Both of you. I did. It, I love the Brink. Yeah. Yeah, I stand by I stand by my Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious yeah, Brink goodness. Yeah. I like to stand next to shit. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Stand tall. Firmly plant yourself in that pile of Brink shit. It's it's every bit as good as True Detective, every bit. It's just like funny and dramatic. I love it. It's good as True Detective. Yes, love me some True Detective. Love me some Brink. I I wouldn't compare it to True Detective. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? I understand, like you know, trying to stand by like what you say and shit, but comparing then taking it a step further and comparing it to True Detective. Amazing cast, check. You know, right? Intricate plot, checked. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I like them. Love You're them both. Fucking idiot. Nope. Good stuff. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's going to agree with you, Dave. <laughs> I doubt that. I, exactly. Me too. Everybody can see through your shit. <laughs> Any listeners you want to stroke while we're talking about things that you do? No, no ballers. Skip ballers. No, what? That, that, that one you can skip. Oh, ballers! I tasted it. I tasted ballers. It's it's yeah. it's still it's not it's 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 a little bit better than the Brink in my opinion, just because I enjoy sports a little bit more than I enjoy the subject matter in Brink. Right. But uh, yeah, it's not like a show that's like knocking like blowing my socks off and shit. Oh toss, shit! Toss ballers. Toss it. 
Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I taste it. No, I, I, I can't believe you're, ta- you're 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 tossing the rock. I can't believe you're tossing your Jack Burton. Oh, uh, you know. Oh man, can't be you know on what? all you know the what? time. Gonna, you know what? I'm sick. I'm, I'm actually I'm done with fucking '80s reboots. I'm done. I'm done with 80s. Uh-oh. I'm so sick of it. Uh-oh. I'm sick of it. Aren't you guys getting sick of this shit? Aren't you getting sick of them fucking shitting on our childhood? Yeah, it's going to get even heavier, too. I was going to say, I'm kind of nervous about uh, talking about Terminator Genesis this episode if you're uh, oh, already gonna, on no, this train. Hold on, hold on. I'm just getting sick. I'm, I'm getting I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about Terminator yet. No, I'm talking about reboots. Right. There's reboots. There's reimaginings. <laughs> Like it's fucking. You know, like I, 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 I want to play like that world of imagination song from like. What is that song from fucking Willy Wonka? Willy yeah. Wonka. Yeah, yeah. I want to play that when they talk about their reimagining. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, a fancy word for reboot. Right. There's no reimagining. Reimagine my foot in your ass, you fucking snooty fuck. Yeah. I hate that fucking word reimagining. There's reboots. There's reimaginings, mm-hmm. and then there's retcons. Yeah, retcon. Retcons is like you know X Men Days of Future Past and uh, the Star Trek movie, right? And then also Terminator Genesis, which we'll talk about later, which is like a retcon. Yeah. So, but I'm getting sick of fucking '80s reboots. Aren't you guys getting fucking sick of this shit? Yeah, come you, on. You know what it's like. Oh, hey, hey, did you did you like did you like Verhoeven's RoboCop? Well, wait until you see. Whoever the fuck we got for this new RoboCop. <laughs> Verhoeven got it all wrong. Verhoeven got it all wrong. We got it right in this one. Yeah. They're just, guys, they're just using names of things that we love and cashing in on them. Dave, of all the people, you should be pissed off about fucking Point Break. You gotta be. All they're doing is just taking the fucking Point Break name and taking everything cool and fun that we loved out of the original out of it. The least you can do is fucking throw fucking Busey in the movie for God's sake. <laughs> I don't even care like what he's doing. He's gotta eat, man. Yeah, he, can, <laughs> he can be flying one of those Omaha State kites in the fucking movie for all I give a shit. Look how high it is. Is, man. <laughs> he can be doing like one of those Amazon Fire commercials in it. I don't care. Just they've taken everything fun out of every fucking 80s thing. Like Total Recall? Yeah. No mutants. Right. There was no mutants in that. None. I mean, how can you have a Total Recall movie with no mutants? I don't know, man. It's like I'm sick of 80s reboots. Like you can do whatever you want to with like some of the older stuff. Like I'm glad that they decided to reboot the Planet of the Apes franchise. Right. I really enjoy what, like, Matt Reeves has done with that. Right. You know? I like it. Took it to a whole new emotional level. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, like, uh, of course, the technology is groundbreaking yeah. that they're doing. You know what I mean? The motion capture that, you know, with Caesar and the other apes and shit. But, I mean, that's, like, one fucking movie. And it wasn't a, it wasn't an 80s reboot. Right. It's just, like, now they're fucking with our childhood. You know what I mean? They're taking things. Oh, yeah. Dave. You have confidence in this fucking uh, uh, little uh, what is it? Big Trouble in Little China. I'm super excited to watch it. I really am. I I, I love The Rock generally, and uh, I I hope it's going to be amazing. I want Kurt Russell to be the new Lil Pan. I I, I I hope it rocks. Oh, that's like the most racist thing I've ever. <laughs> Kurt Russell is the new Lil Pan. Come on, man. That's a new low. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Lil Pan's a shapeshifter. Come on. <laughs> That is so fucking racist, dude. (laughs) 
Wait, it's free your casting mind. Come on. Dave's corner needs to be go think in the corner instead of <laughs> free your casting mind. Did, no, like have the studios not learned from Emma Stone being cast as a half Asian in Aloha and yeah. people flipping out about that. And now like you're wanting to – seriously, you're wanting to like Kurt Russell, like one of our nation's fucking treasures, Dave – you're wanting to have him in the spotlight as low pan? <laughs> Can you imagine? No, maybe it's, more, no, maybe it's more of a title. It's like it's Tom Cruise as like Street Fighter, <laughs> Ryu. It's like Tom Cruise as Ryu or some shit like that. Ryu is fucking Asian. Right, right. Free your mind, man. Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise would be free your mind. <laughs> Open your horizons, man. The fuck free your mind? This is not the Matrix <laughs> where like they fucking unplug you and you realize it's okay that Emma Stone is fucking Oh, okay, she's not Asian at all. Like, that's that's horrible, Dave. It's horrible. So far from me. It's like it's like it's like it's like 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 the Prince of Persia movie. Nobody right. was Persian. Right. There was not one Persian <laughs> in that fucking movie. Jake Gyllenhaal has kind of an exotic name. I looked on a map and there was no Persia anywhere. It's an imaginary land that can be any race they want. I don't know about that. <laughs> not when I think of Persians. No. <laughs> but yeah, it makes me sick that we're constantly being sold back our childhood. Yeah. And it's always yeah. in a horribly watered down version of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and kids. Kids who see this stuff, you know, they think it's fresh and it's new. Yeah. They don't understand how much it's been processed for the masses and how back in the day it was a little more, I don't know, you can't, I don't think you can ever recapture that feel of like Big Trouble in Little China. This and asshole, how- this asshole right here in front of me, I'm looking, at, <laughs> I'm looking at you domesticated Dave, you think they can for some reason. How, did you, did you enjoy the new Total Recall movie? Uh, no. The only, I'll be honest, the only part that I liked about the new Total Recall movie was some of the technology, like the, the, the technology that they used. Right. Not to make the movie, but some of the imaginative the technology. Sci-fi. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed that. Other than that, it was absolutely awful. It was another thing that sunk the career of Colin Farrell. Right. In my opinion. And I mean, the Robocop movie, I can't make it through it. I can't make it through it. I love the Paul Verhoeven movie. I love that movie. Me too. And, uh, as soon as he pulled out the stun gun, I was like, I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. just – I don't know if it's like the, the rated R cultural thing or if it's just like back in our day it was a little more free. I don't, I don't know what it is, but the feeling of those movies has never, ever been recaptured. They re- okay, number one, in the movies today, they're relying a little bit too much on the CG. Yeah. Okay, so you've got that. Like uh, you've got that go- – Tron, for instance, or something maybe – I, I enjoyed Tron. I, I liked it, but the CG took me out of, as opposed to like when I saw well, the originals. You know, see that's the thing. I, I, I kind of, it kind of makes sense. That I, now we're getting to something else. We're, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole with you, Jay. It's that's cool. fine. I like talking about it. The thing is with like with, like with Tron, it had been 30 years since the original one, so of course like technology is going to advance along with graphics. True. So I thought in that world it kind of made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. as far as like and like you go from like. The Star Wars where you've got uh, Yoda who's a fucking puppet, and then you go to like episode two, right? And he looks so fucking different, and it's just like, oh, check out my fucking huge Lucas CGI dick. <laughs> Look what I can do. You know what I mean? Lucas is just like flexing his fucking member and shit. Yeah. Oh, let me walk over your tail, Jabba. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Awful, <man>. Phallic, <laughs> dude. I just, I like, I'm just, I'm sick of them shitting on our childhood, and and even like with the Transformers films, 
It's, what if it was more, more, you know, more situational, like like a John Hughes film? Like, what if they tried to recreate that? Would do you think it would still fall flat in that it's not gonna? I don't know. Eighties, the eighties seemed to me like an age of innocence, and yeah, I was a young kid at the mm-hmm. time, but there was so much that just felt like questioning your innocence and, and questioning. I, I, right. It's so much different than what we're dealing with in today's world that I don't know if you can go back to that and. And put it in a way that people can relate to anymore. We can't because we grew up in that shit. Yeah. And every movie was kind of like that. It made you... Yeah. yeah. You're basically saying, like, take The Breakfast Club. Right. Take 16 Candles. And instead of having them be set in, like, the 80s, set in our time period now. I think there's too many obstacles, I think. Like, it was a more innocent time back then, I think. We weren't all connected to the internet. Exactly. I think the internet and technology that we have now creates a lot of problems when it comes to rebooting things, it makes sense in like shows like that we saw like Sense Eight, right? Where it's like everything is a little bit more connected. I mean, the world is a smaller place now, right? But it's you know what I mean, and that that movies like that kind of like work it in very well. But like, oh man, it's like uh, we're gonna be talking about Terminator Genesis, and like they've had to work around the technology that we have in today's society, right? For those films too, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, in most cases. It, I think it kind of works against these reboots. You it's, know, it just seems so hard. Like even mm-hmm. even a Breakfast Club like comedy type movie where you're mm-hmm. dealing with relationships. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Right. I honestly, th- I honestly think like a hor- horror movies. I wish it'd be. I, I think it'd be cool if they were like, okay, this horror movie is set in the eighties. Yeah. Why? Because then you don't have to worry about the explanation of people having cell phones or not having cell phones. True. You know what I mean? It'd just be like, okay, I'm going to set my fucking horror movie in the eighties. Right. That might be more interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they've tried that yet. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess I have a, a, a completely illogical enthusiasm for this film. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about Ghostbusters too. Like, and I'm well, according see, the to Ghostbusters the, is not. It's not. It's not a. The thing with the Ghostbusters is is. I think that, I think they're sticking to the roots. I have a problem with RoboCop and with. Uh, the total recall because it's like they took everything that we liked from those films and they tried to make it like a scientific Christopher Nolan type film. Right. A little bit darker, a little bit grittier, but still keep like a maybe a PG thirteen rating on it. As opposed to like the Ghostbusters, like Paul Feig and like adding some women in there, but still keeping its comedy roots, that's not such a huge stretch. Do you know what I mean? So you're okay with a reboot, but not a reimagining. I, I kind of get what you're saying. They're the same thing. Yeah, I kind of get it. Like RoboCop to me, um, when I saw it as a kid, was like, okay, this is you know this is technology we haven't really even fathomed yet, and it's coming up in sci-fi context. And so that to me was really super intriguing. But nowadays, when I see RoboCop, I'm like, yeah, what, what's the big deal? You know, he's a cyborg. Mm-hmm. But with something like Ghostbusters, it's not really about the time frame that right. it was that it was in. It's more about taking that feel of you know the comedy and whatnot. Right. Ghostbusters could really go any time period. You've I got think. scientists and you've got blue collar workers yeah. working together to stop ghosts. Reboot and reimagining are the same fucking thing. Now the thing I'm saying is that they're sticking with the roots of it. There, it's still a comedy. It's still like they're still sticking with like getting people from Saturday Night Saturday Night Live. They're not taking something and stripping it down to this gritty thing. It's basically saying like if because this Mad Max, I still think I is it a reboot or is it like or is it like connected to those other films? Yeah, it's a sequel. 
it's a sequel to yeah. the other films. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the same guy in there. I don't right. know. See, I'm trying to figure this out because it's like th- because I guess it's kind of like what they do in Terminator Genesis in a way because it's it's a sequel. Yeah, I, I think with something like Ghostbusters, it's just such a ridiculous, off the wall notion of it's always going to be fun talking about ghostbusting because right. we don't have really necessarily ghostbusting, you know. So it's a, it's a concept that you could take into any time period, and it's going to be okay. Yes and no. And I mean, things have changed since like the eighties. I mean, we look at um, the TV shows that are on there now. Like we've got, we can turn it on to like Travel Channel or Sci Fi, and we can watch Ghost Hunters. So I guess they kind of yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what I was kind of hoping that they would do if they did like uh, Ghostbusters. Three, I was hoping that, like, you know, like, in the first movie, uh, what was Venkman? What was he doing? What was Venkman doing? Parapsychologist. Parapsychologist. And the second one, you know, uh, he, he was doing, like, talk shows and shit yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping by, like, if he came back for, like, this third one, that Venkman would have be, would been doing, like, one of these ghost hunter shows. Like a reality. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, like, and then, like, they do it like the ghost hunter shows. Like, you hear a sound and they're like, oh, shit, I heard something in the other room. And then, like, half the time, you, like, you listen to these people doing interviews they're talking about like those shows and they're like yeah like one of our sound guys like tripped over yeah. something <laughs> in another room and so we just kept it in there's like 50 people in an old house right yeah, right. yeah somebody's bound to knock into a fucking vase it's true yeah I, I still think it's a i still think it's an interesting enough concept like those shows are kind of silly in a way and yeah. the whole notion of ghost busting is always i think going to be a little bit humorous in that in that way, and I think it's fresh to have these the girls do it this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just like something like Mad Max and RoboCop. Mad Max has a little bit better place because it's kind of out of time. Mm-hmm. It could be any, you know, it, it could be any future or whatever. This thing that's happening in Mad Max. Well, in the Ghostbusters reboot, they're using four new characters. It's not like they're trying to like say, okay, we've got Bill Hader. He's going to be he's going to be uh, Harold Ramis as Egon, yeah. and we've got you know like. Oh, here's uh, Tracy Morgan and Tracy Morgan or Craig Robinson or whoever, and they're going to be the new, you know, Winston. Right. It's like they're not trying to take those characters and shit on them and reboot those characters. They're giving us brand new characters. They're just giving us new Ghostbusters. Right. So, like, what we saw from like Total Recall is like, yeah, we've got new actors playing the same characters, same story almost. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. So, are yeah. we getting the Slimer? From what I. Here from the rumors, yeah, but Good. I would assume so. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it sucks. I just yeah, I I hate being disappointed by this stuff because I want to love it and I want to you know I want other people to be like yeah that was really cool you know instead of being feeling like I'm being raped every time I go see something yeah like when's the last time film. when's the last time that you saw like one of these '80s movies redone and left the theater and been like oh my god that was fucking awesome like did you hear people raving when they left the new Poltergeist film? I've heard shit. I haven't heard anything. About I, all I've heard is like negative. Like, oh, it's like it has none of the fun from the original at all. And why? We, and yeah. like the the Freddy the Freddy movie Nightmare right. on Elm Street the reboot totally with, disappointing. Uh, yeah, yeah. With what's his name from? Uh, I can't remember his name. Earl. Oh, uh, the guy that plays him. Uh, he played Rorschach. His name's Earl something. Yeah, right? I can't remember his name. And he's awesome. He's a great actor. Yeah, he is. But but you can't replace like the original actor. It's, Robert England. In that case, like too, with like the horror films that they try to do, it had way more impact on me back in the day when it was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know yeah. that's not eighties, but that's yeah. when I saw it. Sure. And everything that was coming out horror wise, even though it wasn't a big budget thing and it wasn't CGI. Right. And I don't know if it's just the CGI or just bad writing or 
I don't know what it is, but it's it doesn't have that feel. I don't think that they have many good directors and story writers in horror these days. It's got to be the case. Because I mean, like, I like Scott Derrickson, but I like two-thirds of his movies. And I'm talking about each movie. I'm talking about I like the first two I like the first two acts, and then the third act, he never sticks the landing. Like, the endings are always kind of like, eh. Like, it's like, dude, like, dude, you were fucking killing it in Sinister. Right. And then that, that last fucking, like, you know, half hour, I'm just like, eh. I feel the same way, yeah. <laughs> like, I enjoy parts of it, and then it just kind of goes over the top, yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I think all we can do is just stop going to him. Because like yeah. I'm not gonna go see Point Break, but you kind of, no but you kind of want to. Like I feel, I feel drawn to those things just because of the nostalgia value. That like, yeah, I remember. But this. Dave, Dave has like restrained himself from watching Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> so I think we all should fucking. You know what I Why mean? Why are you trying to put me in a bad mood right at the start of the episode? Nobody puts Dave in a corner, <laughs> except Dave. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. comic book corner. Yeah, oh. Oh. Spoiler. Wait, I go in that corner every week. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> all right, enough talking about 80s reboots. I don't even know why we started talking about that shit, but it's all right. I like I like talking about it because it, it yeah it's a big fucking deal being sold back your childhood yeah. and then you know feeling like you've thrown away your money and just being sad about it. <laughs> God, I don't think I can drink enough to be happy at those movies and it sucks. You know, I you, think you, I think every theater needs to hire a hug usher after those movies. Right. Like once you get how out, old are you? There's like okay <laughs> yeah exactly. You, you remember know. when this was good? So well and also I, we don't need any like uh, fucking. I don't know. We don't need him to be a sex offender and shit. No, yeah, that would probably happen. You've turned me around. I'll stop pulling for Kurt Russell to be Lopan. I definitely now want it to be Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Emma Stone is the new Lopan. I say aloha to her fucking career. Genius. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> All right, hey guys. Anything? Hey, do you want to talk about anything from your week? I, I like. I like ask you about your weeks and shit. <laughs> Jay always says the same thing. Yeah, yeah my weeks suck. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dave, my disappointment. Dave always talks about. Oh, here's my restaurant and what my restaurant happened at my restaurant because nobody nobody does anything except Jay. Jay works. Dave goes to his restaurant. And yeah, I masturbate all the time. <laughs> That's about it. I gave a haircut to my two-year-old son for the first time. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a barber now. Nice. As well as a backup producer. <laughs> you hit buttons. You hit a fucking button. Make babe. sure it's on. Yeah. Two, two, <laughs> two buttons. Two, two buttons. distinctly different buttons. <laughs> yeah, you press my fucking buttons every week. Son of a That's bitch. my job. I, I have to say, thank God it stopped raining because this was actually a, a good week for me, just coming home, fucking cooking out, enjoying the weather without it fucking downpouring and flooding my basement so that that was pretty cool other than that yeah i worked and it was great yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right you guys ready to read so- hey we're gonna be talking about terminator genesis this episode but yep. we're, you know what you know, usually we dedicate the whole episode to like you know the, the the fucking movie and shit we're gonna give like people a little taste of like what our other episodes are like we're gonna talk about terminator genesis so chill the fuck out we'll get to it yeah Settle down. But we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do like an abbreviated little good pop, bad pop bullshit or whatever. Always fun to do. Some, Always fun. Yeah. Always fun. So you know what? But we're gonna we're gonna dive into emails. Let's get it. We're gonna dive. Let's get it. Hey, d- speaking, <laughs> speaking of diving, don't talk about pools. 
That's that's something from the last episode too that I wish we kind of had. <laughs> what the pool? The pool story. You had a great story about yeah, pools. I, oh shit! <laughs> I, totally, I, I, I missed the pool story. That was that's the maybe one someday. Loss. Yeah, maybe someday, someday we'll uh, talk about the pool. Story. I don't even know if I want to bring any attention to that. <laughs> don't do it. Don't. Do it. I'm just saying it was a good story. Yeah, it was. A good <laughs> but um, the last episode. Speaking of diving, did you guys see the the, the Greg Luganis uh, HBO uh, documentary that's going to be hitting sometime in July? Huh. It looks really interesting, man. Hmm. So I'm going to be watching that. Man, I remember when that happened. It was so crazy. Yeah. Man, that was when I was actually watching, you know, sports and stuff. And yeah. I was like, I was really into that. I don't well, know it's, why. It's going to talk about like the like him hitting his head on the diving board. It's going to talk about like him coming out and everything. And it just, it's, it's, it's really so good. weird how all that happened and yeah. it led to that chain of events. You know, can you imagine like if it would happen now? Like if you would have came out now, endorsements out the ass. I right. mean, he would have got. You know what I mean? He would have been like, everybody. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. But because it was like fucking twenty years ago, dude was like chastised and like disappeared off the face of the earth for all i know you know he so. did some commercials or something maybe but that was crazy yeah yeah but that makes him a trailblazer like would we have legalized gay marriage across the country today if guys like him hadn't made those bold decisions who knows yeah but it wasn't see the thing is it's like even back like back then it's like yeah he came out but like it like he didn't do anything to change the nation yet right you know what i mean it's like that was when like everybody was just like oh you can't talk about that you can't talk about that. We but don't it want made that in your people face. talk about it. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, but it made people t- hate, like hate talk. It wasn't people. It wasn't people like opening their minds and being like, oh, "Okay, I accept Greg Luganis." Yeah, yeah. But the media, it, no, like the media back then was like, you know, oh, fuck this, fuck this guy, and you know, oh my gosh, he's got HIV. We don't know anything about AIDS. Oh, it's a, it's a gay disease. But mm-hmm. if it made that one kid on the diving team who wasn't comfortable talking about it or. You know, comfortable with himself. Well, realize, I need to hear those stories. Wait, then. I'm not the only one. I need to hear those stories then, because I don't know anything about that. Like, I haven't seen like anything in our nation turn around except in the last few years. Yeah, you're right. And it felt like this guy was just like, and he's. St- I don't think he's still regarded. People look at him like a tra- as a trailblazer in that. Now, yeah, we look at like uh, like uh, you know Caitlyn Jenner now, and we're looking at you know other gay people in the community. I just don't think Greg Luganis has ever gotten the respect that he should have gotten for like what he did for this country. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, at my age, God, I don't even remember how old I was when that happened. Um, but that was kind of the first time I had even encountered, you know, talk about AIDS, you know, on yeah. a, on that kind of level where I really learned a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that age, I was just like, man, this this sucks sucks for him. You know, that's a horrible fucking disease. And I didn't know. I mean, and you're right. Like the media didn't like explain any of right. it. We didn't learn. I'm hoping this documentary does. Yeah, I'm hoping this documentary does. Like Dave, like you're talking about the one kid on the diving team. I hope that we get to see that in this movie. Absolutely. Because we ne- because the media didn't bring that to our attention back then. It was just about you know what I mean. It's just like they ostracized him. Pretty much. Yeah. I remember that. I totally remember that. Just not learning a damn thing and just kind of being a dick about it as well just like everybody else like you go to school and people would make fun of them and it's like you know because you don't understand it right yeah yeah you're right it was it wasn't for another like 10 years before it started to become okay you know this isn't you know fucking mary lou retton i'm not trying to take anything away from her but like what if she would have came out like right after that would she have been as regarded back then as much no no it was a different time man it was crazy and I'm not saying like if she would have like I don't think she's ever come out. Of well, here, here's I think she's straight. Here, here's the thing I think we learned from the Greg Luganis story is that <laughs> people found out about gay people because of that. They're like gay AIDS, AIDS gay, right. 
And that's how I that's how I found out about yeah. it. I mean, I was naive, and that's I how I found yeah, out about. You it. You want to know? You want, uh, do you guys remember, do you guys remember how you found out about gay people when you were growing up? Do you remember? That's exactly how I found out. Not me. Mine was a little bit earlier. How? Huh. I was watching an episode. This is going to sound ridiculous. You guys remember the show Give Me a Break? Yeah. Yeah. With Nell Carter. Yeah. Was it Give Nell me Carter? A break, I shoot yeah, and it had Joey Lawrence on it. Joey. Like the father was the cop. Well the cop, the father, the cop, he was working at the pre- like the, the precinct. He was like uh and, and one of like uh I think it was his partner came out. Oh wow. And he said he was gay and like they kept using the word gay, gay, gay the whole episode, and I finally looked at my dad and I go, Dad, <laughs> what's gay? Right. And I, I was maybe like five or six. And he's like, it's when another man loves another man. Mm-hmm. I go, like like the way you love mommy? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. And I didn't understand it. I didn't understand because I'd never seen it before. I'd never heard of it. I just, you know what I mean? So that was my first introduction to it. Yeah. So Very I, special episode of Give Me a Break. It was a toy. <laughs> Dude, fucking, you want to talk about trailblazing? Holy shit, they were doing it. Wow, a fucking episode of Give Me a Break? Yeah. That was crazy. But at least in a positive way. This was yeah, not was. spun in a positive no, way no, no, whatsoever. No, 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 no. Yeah. Even even when Magic Johnson yeah. came out with having AIDS, oh, I know. they kept saying, oh, he's gay. Like, yep. it's a bad thing. Right, right. The whole, right, the whole every right. news, whatever, and, you know, they all have their yep. agenda. But yep. Yep. that's that's how they've been pushing up until recently. Very recently, which oh, is yeah. so crazy. So it's like when one man loves another man. So... I love Joey Lawrence. Right. Is that the same thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't love Joey Lawrence. <laughs> you don't even know him. <laughs> I love Joey Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, shut your mouth. Take that t-shirt off. <laughs> Melissa and Joey. I think it's the final season. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. Go go, go uh, look up another 80s reboot of some... Beloved franchise and have The Rock fuck it up for me. <laughs> it's going to be great. You watch. The Rock is going to be in the new Goonies movie. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Are they still doing that? Are they still doing I don't think it's Goonies? ever going to happen. Like, I'm, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, they've been talking about Goonies. They've been talking about Gremlins. I mean, are we ever going to see these things happen? Yeah. That's another one I don't I don't really want them to touch that one. I think you have to have a big star get behind it at this point. In order for it to happen, you'd have to have like a huge star come out and say, Yeah, let's do it let's like like Channing Tatum. Right. Or like Jonah Hill. Like those guys are like, Yeah, let's do a fucking you know what I mean? Like we're getting a Sandman movie because of Joseph Gordon Levitt. True. You know, I mean, we're getting fucking preacher on fucking TV because of you know fucking Seth, Seth Rogen. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have like like this huge like eighties geek be like, Yeah. Man, you know what? I'd really like to get a Gremlins. I'd like to be in a Gremlins reboot, and like hey, Max Landis could write it. You know, right. I mean, that's what we'd have to get is like a great fucking writer, and then like, like, like a huge star behind it. I'd be all for like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt Gremlins movie. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, I w- I do have some hope in a Gremlins kind of. I don't know if they need to reboot it, but a Gremlins new Gremlins story would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want him touching, like, stuff like Last of the Starfighter, you know, all those really... The Last Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. fuck, all those really well, that's cool. coming. You, you know that's How coming. can you, though? You, it's just the same thing. You can't recapture that. It's not going to happen. You're going to get another Flight of the Navigator. You're going <sighs> to get another Last Starfighter. Then why are we excited for Star Wars? Why are we excited? I mean, seriously, guys, if, if you can't capture that... Because we're gluttons for motherfucking punishment. 
We 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 need the payoff of more Star Wars being good that we never got in the, in the prequels. Yeah, that's true. It it's is, like it's like we need closure. Yeah, we need it back. Yeah. Like it, not like what if this, what if this movie? Like I mean, there are, there are going to be people like okay, think about it. What if it's great? What if it's great? That's awesome. But there's going to be people that hate it. Yeah. But like, what if it's like universally like, like universally Jake. like a <laughs> shit bomb? Like it sucks. Fuck, man. Yeah, that, that would just break my heart. I don't know if I could recover from that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? I don't know what it is about Star Wars, because like, even when you look at something like Lord of the Rings, like, okay, that story was told. I don't need necessarily anymore. I didn't need the prequels to that to, yeah. to be like, okay, that was enough. Yeah. But with Star Wars, I think we saw it as kids, and I don't know if it's the same for like people growing up with only the prequels as their introduction, but... You're just always constantly thinking after that. Where's this? Where could this go next? And I and 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 maybe it was just the combination of Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher that you just want to see more of that story. Like it wasn't finished to you. Yeah, but I mean, we can. I mean, you can you can want and wish all you want, but I mean, if the, if the movie shit, it's shit. That's true. I mean, it, it was bound, it was bound to happen. We were bound to one way or another. Whether Lucas died and somebody. You know what I mean? Lucas never made another movie, and he right. died, and somebody bought Star Wars. And it, it would have been Disney anyway. And somebody would have made Episode Seven eventually. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way, guys. This is what I'm worried about. Like, I, I loved what J.J. did for Star Trek, the first film. I hated the abomination that we got in Into Darkness. Yeah. I hate that fucking movie. Yeah, but it just seemed phoned in. Like I think he was already on, like moving toward the Star Wars train at that point. He was he was he he's, he was he took Star Trek, but he loves Star Wars, and so he just finished it up. Star Wars is going to be good, Brian. It's going to be good. I mean that that is true that <clears throat> he was kind of already like you know we all know that he was a bigger Star Wars fan than Star Trek fan. Yeah. I don't know, but I I, I think okay I, I I think I don't know if JJ just phoned it in on that one. I don't know, man. I don't know if he phoned it in on that one. I know Joss Whedon phoned it in on Avengers Age of Ultron. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you look at that fucking mid credit scene that we got. Here's the same fucking mid credit scene that you got in the last movie. Hey, remember when he turned around? He didn't put <laughs> anything imaginative in that. I mean, it was it was so phoned in. He was so done with Marvel at that point. Yeah. J.J. Abrams, if you're listening to this right now, I trust you. I trust you. And, and the problem is you can't God. you can't blame the studio because the studio probably had absolute faith in Whedon yeah. in this, and they yeah. probably weren't questioning too much of what he was going to do. Oh, I mean, he made them the most money that they've ever seen from right. that one movie, and so you can't say, well, the studio, you know, that's the reason that it sucked. I don't think you can say that in the case of uh, Age of Ultron, and that is a big concern. Like, I didn't get worried about Star Wars until I saw Age of Ultron. I was like, well, this is the road that it could go down. You know, maybe they're going to have absolute different faith studio, in this though. guy. It's still different studio. But still the same kind of concept where somebody bigger is taking over this. So it's like, oh, it's a shoe-in moneymaker. So we don't need to really be concerned. And J.J. Abrams has a great track record, and we can trust him. So it's like, well... See, part of me was like thinking to myself, like the reason that they got J.J. to come in there and just do the first one was because of Into Darkness. Like they saw what he did for that first film, you know what I mean? Like, oh wow, that fir- that first Star Trek movie was awesome. Yeah. And then they saw what he did in the sequel, and they're like, okay, let's just have him come in here and set the tone for this first movie. He's got great ideas for this first movie. It's like that's what he does. It's like he just like comes all over that first movie. 
<laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. like everybody's fucking balls are fucking empty after that first movie. And then the second movie, it's just like, Ugh. yeah. And then it's so they got Ryan Johnson to come in there and take over the second movie. Right. That's what I kept thinking. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. That would that would make sense as to why he's not going to continue. I, I don't. I honestly don't. Yeah. I don't. Man, I'm so torn. I don't think he's going to fuck this one up. No, no, no. I'm not saying that he is. Yeah. Like by any means. Like I, I'm just having a discussion. Right. Right. But I'm saying like he could. Yeah. But, no. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. We, like all we've seen is just like clips, and all we've heard is like. Hey, Chewie, we're home. And, like, everybody's just expecting this movie to be awesome just because of, like, the eye candy that we've seen from some of these fucking shots that have blown us away. Right. And the hope of practical effects mixed in with really awesome CG. We're, like, thinking that this movie is going to be great. Now, can you fuck up an entire movie by just having one fucking thing thrown into this movie that it just pisses off fans? One fucking thing. One thing. One thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can fuck up this whole movie. This is Star Wars, dude. You throw one fucking fucking monkey wrench into this thing, you can fuck up the whole movie. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you fucking did that. Right. Oh my god. You know, he does one thing to, like, fucking tamper the original trilogy. You can fuck up this whole thing. Yeah. I'm still super excited. I saw the announcement about Shattered Empire coming out in a couple months, and, like, I immediately called my comic book guy. I was like... You better give me this. You better give me it as soon as it comes out. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely putting that on my pull list. It's like the, it's the the it, everything pre the Force Awakens. Yeah, it's it's the bridge between sure. Episode Six and Episode Seven, and and yeah, I've I'm excited have, for that too. But I, that, that has I've, nothing to do with the movie. But I've been burned by every other Star Wars. I'm using it as an example. I've been burned by every other Star Wars comic book I've read, with the exception of Kanan, the Last Padawan, and I'm still just. Foaming at the fucking mouth to read Shattered Empire. You're just a, a glasses uh, half full guy. I get it, Dave. Well, it's not about glass being half full You're, or no, half You've got to be optimistic with this because we really, we really are in the dark with this whole movie. The glass can be refilled at any time, my brother. Like JJ is going to just pour out all his awesomeness and just say, "You guys run with this. It's going to be good." I'm just saying that you're you're optimistic. Yep. And you have uh, we none of us have any reason to be optimistic because we don't know anything. I'm just saying, like trust the force, Brian. <laughs> trust the force. <laughs> I, I did. I did ten years ago. I did fifteen <laughs> years ago, and I got the prequels, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's jump into some emails before we go off on another fucking. <laughs> Hold on. How long have I? Go- how long? Okay. You know what? I'm going to stop right here. We'll come back and we'll read some emails. Okay. All right, hey, we're back. It is time for uh, some emails. Let me play an email bumper here. I don't know which one I'm going to play, but we're going to play one of them. (laughs) I think it's Kevin's. I like them all. Got mail. It's not spam. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Master, I have mail for you. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. A letter for me? It's now time for the leftovers to dig way, way down deep into their sack of mail. 
All right, it is time for the mailbag. Yeah, love it. First email, <laughs> and, and you know what? I want to apologize to everybody last week. We read those emails from last week. We had yeah, a lot we, of good emails. Yeah, we talked. For, we talked fucking forty five minutes of emails. <laughs> and guys, it, the, the thing is, it's like when you send us those emails, um, and we read them. To, for us to like read them again and recreate those conversations is kind of impossible. Yeah. Um, so I've only included one of those emails to this one. I want to be honest with people because it was from like a first time emailer. Yeah. Um, but uh, everybody else, we did have discussions about your emails, and I want to thank everybody whose email did not get read last episode. We did read it. It was just between the three of us, and we had a lot of fun with them. So, so thank you. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> whose email did you have a problem with? Uh, the guy we're going to reread. What? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just being difficult. Well, I got to get you riled up, man. I got to get the dark force rising. He's always riled up. Oh, no, not he, enough. He was born riling. <laughs> he was born riling. Oh, I think I could rile him some more. <laughs> oh, you probably could. Here we go. Give, you, hit me. When you stand your ground against asinine bullshit, <laughs> that pisses me off. For instance, we did discuss Orphan Black last ep- episode, and I talked about a certain Orphan Black comic book. Oh, I know. You're going to rub Kusima, that in. where... Her, and I don't like it. Her previous lover died <laughs> under mysterious circumstances at the end at the end of this uh, this particular uh, issue. So you know, foul play. I don't like it. Kasima is not a cold blood, and I don't like what they're doing with the character. If they're making a cold blooded killer in the fucking comic and doing it on TV, I don't fucking like it, Dave. He'll turn. He'll turn. Everybody. Cold blooded dick. <laughs> Kasima's gonna be my new favorite, man. Damn it. We'll talk about Orphan Black some other time. <laughs> All right. Uh, first email comes from our buddy. He's been on the episodes before. He's your arch nemesis, Joseph. Hey, Broseph. How are you, sir? He says, hey, Leftover Brian and anyone else there. It's Joseph. <laughs> he says, it's Joseph again. Just wanted to chime in real quick and ask if you had seen any of the YouTube shorts titled Justice League Gods and Monsters. Have any of you guys seen these? I haven't watched any of those. No. no. Okay, I haven't either. Mm-mm. So the answer's no, Joseph. Thanks for the email. See you later, brother. Bye. All right, next email. No, he goes... Uh, I'll, I'll watch it, Josephus. Don't worry. You're asking for it. I know. <laughs> I want the pain. Damn it. It's, it's called Justice League's Gods and Monsters. Speaking of monsters, I watched uh, this morning and I fell asleep at, right before the ending. Must have been good. Percy Jackson and the Sea of CGI Monsters. Have yeah. you guys seen these Percy Jackson movies? I saw clips from that. I haven't watched the movie. They were kind of cute. Like, the first one was kind of cute and shit. And then I, I tried watching the second one. But, like, the CG is so fucking bad on these. Yeah. Like, uh, this one had... Um, dude, why can't I think of this fucking name? Uh, from Firefly, our boy. Nathan Fillion? Yeah, Nathan Fillion. I was thinking David Filoni for some reason. And then I was thinking of Oscar Mayer Bologna, and then yeah. I started getting hungry. Can't help it, man. It's just fucking. <laughs> Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Johns? Anyone? <laughs> oh, don't bring up Jimmy Johns. <laughs> That's weird. Oscar Mayer Bologna, Nathan Fillion, Nathan's hot dogs, Bologna. Oh my! I just made it. Nah, no, I'm in. That's some Illuminati bullshit. <laughs> no, um, I was watching that Percy Jackson. And oh my god, can you believe that they fucking, like, some people wanted that fucking kid as Spider-Man? Yeah, that would have been ugly. Very ugly. What's yep. like, I mean, I loved him in, in Fury. Sure. But he's not Spider-Man. No. Which kid was that? Was it Ada, or are we talking about somebody else? What are you, what are you talking Percy. about? Ada Butterfield? 
No, Asa Butterfield. Asa. Was in, uh, he was in Ender's Game. Oh, okay. What what actor are you talking Ada about? Ada Butterfield. <laughs> yeah. that, sounds, that sounds like an old lady that like lives next to you. There's Ada Butterfield. <laughs> she needed some more blankets. <laughs> She's she's knitting a doily over she's there. She's still in her car. She makes delicious <laughs> apple butter. Yeah, she does. She's no good Spider-Man. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Ada Butterfield. <laughs> I always get these names wrong. I can't believe it's not Butterfield. <laughs> you know, yeah, but like, yeah, like uh, fucking dude, whatever his name. I loved him in Fury. He was good. But dude, he's not fucking Spider-Man. No. Tom, they, Tom Holland is, They did though. good. Tom Holland, I don't know. They did really I don't good. know anything about Tom Apparently, Dave, 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 Dave does. <laughs> Apparently, we learned last week. That's, Yo, when we first started talking about Tom Holland, he wasn't raving about his fucking performance no. in this fucking musical. Last week, Dave, like, springs it on us that he saw him in a goddamn musical. Not the first time we brought him up. <laughs> when last week, Dave's like, hmm, I saw him in this musical. Blah, 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 he's amazing. What the fuck? I was, I was more awake last episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You did pontificate about that a bit. Yeah, well, you know, what do you do? You know, apparently nobody wanted to hear it because it all got destroyed. So. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> all right, Joe. Back to Joe. Another thing, I, I I declared my favorite uh, listener, and oh. nobody heard it. Yeah, we'll get to it. No one. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to your listener. Chill the fuck out, showrunner Dave. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Here's let's get. Dude, back. Do I need to hit my button? Am I good? Am I good? <sighs> Did you not? <laughs> Don't you, worry. You are fucking with him. I hit, you know my, I hit my butt. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to his email. Uh, Joseph says, and if you have, wanted to know what you thought of them. We think nothing of them, Joseph, because <laughs> we haven't seen them. And my arch nemesis, Domesticated Dave. What's up, buddy? If you really want me to throw down a challenge, I challenge you to a no smoking contest. Shit. <laughs> Cigarettes are bad for you. Chime the no, the more you know jingle. Ding, 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 ding. You know what, Dave? Every fucking week, every fucking show, this motherfucker. Oh, I've quit for five days. I've quit for this. I've quit for that. <laughs> and he fucking starts up again. I'm sick of you fucking making these declarations that you've quit smoking. So just stop it. Dave, you're in or you're out. <laughs> just say you're just a smoker. You just smoke. That's what you do. I'm sick of you every fucking two weeks. Yeah, guys, just want to announce that I quit smoking again. Whoopty shit, you quit for five days and then you start up again. We just need to do, I'm still smoking today. You know what, Dave? <laughs> when you've quit, when you've quit for fucking two months, then announce it. Until then, just shut the fuck up on my podcast about you quitting every other goddamn week about smoking. He's smoking right now. <laughs> Making it look pretty cool, too. Hope Jake's doing, <laughs> hope Jake's doing well. Your pal Joseph. <laughs> Thanks, Joseph. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Had to take a breath from all that cigarette nicotine. It's <laughs> one, one to grow on. He's he's so concerned about my health. He, I, he I, is. He's a, I, I feel the love. It's tough love. I, I need some of it. Yeah. Thanks, Joseph. I don't think I get enough tough love from Brian every week. This this fucking guy though. Every fucking like every other episode, you're like, oh yeah, I quit smoking. It's been five days, and then like next time I see you, you're fucking smoking again. It's like, ooh, I'm fucking impressed, Dave. Good for you. Way to go. You, no, seriously. With no, a support no, no. system like this, I don't know how I fail. <laughs> what, what do you want? What do you want, dude? Seriously. It's like, okay, you know, like, uh, you're like Lucy with the goddamn football. 
every fucking week. You stick it out there for Charlie to kick, and then you pull it away. <laughs> this is like going to the same prostitute every week, and then you get hard, and she stomps on your dick. Oh, shit, Dave. You're doing the same thing. You gotta thing. pay extra for that. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Why are you doing that to us? Because you know it's like <laughs> it's like when Wol- in Old Man Logan when Wolverine puts away his claws. Yeah, you just if you're the best there is at what you do, you just got to do it. He's the best smoker. I'm good at destroying my lungs. <laughs> Way to go, Dave! <laughs> Keep it up, man. Thank you. <laughs> you're great at not giving a fuck about health <laughs> for your for your health. Don't, wh- but what if I didn't have this uh, sultry, smoky voice? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, what we'd, if I we'd just, lose some viewers. What if I just yeah. talk, what if I just talked like this during soundcheck every time? You almost you, you did, did kind of. <laughs> See, I hadn't had my I hadn't had my juicy nicotine to start me off. Let's reference things that the listeners have no idea what you're talking about. That's really like the whole episode. <laughs> Next email comes from Diego. He says, "Hey guys, whoever is actually there anymore, probably just Mrs. Mac at this point." <laughs> talking about my cat. Deep pull. I like that. Brian, mad props for dropping Public Enemy on us this last episode. Six hours is still not enough. Keep it going. And it was not the longest episode, Dave. It was the second longest episode. We can do it, man. We can we can top ourselves. We're going to go longer than six and a half hours. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll, you will not last. Yeah, you're right. We got to get more <laughs> cigarettes. Dave can. <laughs> I'm getting a carton. Six hours is still not enough. Keep it going. Just make sure to attach some sort of intermittent shock device to the bearded man baby sack to keep him awake. Talking about you there, Chief. That's Dave. Looking at you, buddy. Looking at you to keep you awake. Sleepy so I got to grow a beard for next episode? <laughs> Sleepy time, Dave. <laughs> Your show continues to provide the right blend of information and entertainment, and I am so glad to have jumped on board many, many episodes ago. Also, great to hear Jay again as he continues to bring his A-game in his rare appearances. <laughs> oh, it's not rare anymore. You're like a Yeti at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw Jay. He went... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> guys, he I, smells bad. Guys, I truly hope episode 100 is an episode filled with F-bombs, gotchas, Frank belching, slurring, and then ultimately passing out. <laughs> Along with everything else that makes your show a must-listen to week after week. By the way, your review of Sensei pretty much made me stop the episode and run to my TV so I can see what it is you were praising so much. Yeah, you guys were right. It is a fantastic show that just pulls you in with solid characters and a storyline that gets better with each episode. Good call again, PCL crew. Keep up the funny, and let's hope that whoever took Jake's stuff feels the wrath of the PCL army one day. Your loyal listener and proud leftover loyalist, Diego, hoping to get a PCL t-shirt one day. Oh, man. Diego's awesome. Yeah. He, he deserves a T-shirt, if we can get some. <laughs> Thank you, Diego. That, like, makes us – it gives us the feels. Sensei was so easy and fun to talk about. I'm yeah. glad that he uh, jumped on that. I hope more people do. I, I want to see more of the show, for sure. It's ah. it's crazy, man, how, like – you know, you know, and I'm, I'm – I don't give a shit, like, what other critics are saying about this show. Yeah. I could give a rat's ass. Yeah. Because yeah. it's amazing. Sense8 was fucking amazing. Did you finish it, Dave? Oh, yeah. I, 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 great start to finish. Yeah. What he said about getting better every episode? Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Diego. Next email comes from Ron White. Hey, Ron. Ron White. Ron White. Not, the, the, not the comedian. Oh, okay. Not that guy. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> he says, hey, Brian, and whoever the hell decided to participate in this <laughs> 
whoever the hell decided to participate in the podcast this week, that, 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 and Frank. Like, I'm the only sure thing on this fucking show right. anymore. You're, you're, the con- you're the constant. <laughs> We're all just variables to be uh, derived from the constant Brian. <laughs> I just wanted to write in and express a few opinions, as I am a relatively new listener. Oh, welcome. And haven't yet dropped you an email or given you a rating on iTunes. Well, thanks for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, like all these uh, reviews you're putting on iTunes, keep it up. I I searched comic books the other day in iTunes, and we were one of the first ones to pop up. So keep those reviews coming. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we've got. I read them last week, but I'll go ahead and read the new ones this week. Cool. You know what I mean? (coughs) Not right now, but I'll read them here in a moment. First of all, I Tupperware the hell out of this podcast. I recently got a job where I had to drive 100 miles a day to get back and forth to work, and it goes without saying that I spend a shit ton of time in my car. Then why the fuck did I say it then? (laughs) Before I sought out and found the pop culture leftovers, I was burning through a lot of half hour and one hour podcasts. New and old. And I was starting to hear all the repetitive sponsor breaks. It was really starting to suck balls. Besides, this is pop culture. It's not like there's a whole lot of merit to going back and listening to someone review a movie that came out a year and a half ago. Right. Suffice it to say that audiobooks put me to sleep, radio sucks, and podcasts are totally the way to go for me. I relish the fact that your podcasts are as long and interesting as they are. Although I guess they put Dave to sleep from time to time. (laughs) And he's making the damn things. He says that in his fucking... I love you, dude. Fucking Ron White. No, listen. No, hold on. You shut the fuck up right now, dude. You shut the fuck up. You back away from that fucking mic. Smoke your fucking cigarette. You know what? Chew on some Chulies gum, Dave. You know, the thing is... The thing is... No, Ron, listen to this. Listen to this. Dave used to give me so much shit about the length of the podcast. If it was up to fucking Dave, these things would be a half an hour or an hour. No, 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 no. They can't get through them. They're too long. I didn't make them for you. I didn't make these podcasts for you, Dave. I made them for Ron White, you fuckhead. I don't make them for people that only have like 20 minutes or 30 minutes to listen to a podcast. I make it for people like Ron. He's taking notes. Maybe he's – I hope Dave's writing down how wrong he is <laughs> about short little podcasts for people. You know, that's the thing. It's like Ron's on the road and he's on the road a lot. And so it's like he gets sick of like lurch, look, like searching for podcasts. He just wants to listen to one for a while, maybe maybe six hours. You know what I mean? Maybe like a quarter of a fucking day. You know what I mean? He's got a quarter of a fucking day to kill. You know what I mean? He wants to listen to a six-hour fucking podcast, Dave. Let him. Yeah. If it was up to you – Ron would be listening to like an hour, and then Dave would go to sleep. I've been uh, working on my uh, podcasting endurance, gentlemen. Don't you worry. <laughs> He's been training. Yeah, doing, doing crunches. I'm, I'm doing crunches right now. He's just been smoking this whole time. <laughs> but I've been doing Kegel exercises the entire time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, and you know, like, I like how Ron brought up like uh, how they were talking about like how they talk about their sponsors and shit. We talked about this last week. It was yeah. funny like how I talked about that. I got an email from like somebody that wants us to like sponsor possibly sponsor their product and shit. Right. Check this shit out, dude. I told you guys last week, yeah. but I'm telling the listeners now. 
like it was this like company and they were like, maybe we can do something like with your website or like the podcast, like get in contact with me and we can talk about our product and you guys can talk about it or maybe we can work out a deal. And like the product, like they want us, like we talk about pop culture, we talk about comic books, we talk about, you know, movies and TV shows and they want us to like in the middle of our podcast start talking about spices and hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like that makes fucking sense. That makes fucking sense. Domesticated Dave Spice Rack. Hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The fucking light bulb just went up. Here we go, here we go, here okay. we go, here we go. Okay. Guys, dude, I think we can all agree that Sense8 was fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what else is hot? This hot sauce. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Do you guys like hot sauce? Love it, man. I love, I love it. hot sauce, too. Well, I only want it if there's habaneros in it. Well, Dave, have I got a deal for you? <sighs> such and such company happens to make such and such hot sauce with habaneros. But only if there's no MSGs. Dude, no MSGs, <laughs> no trans fats, zero calories. I would pay $20 for that. <laughs> Dave. Really? Twenty dollars? No. They're not gonna they're not gonna charge you twenty dollars. And if you use the code PCL <laughs> you're gonna get your first order half off. How does that sound? Sign me up. Wow, it sounds <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that fuck sponsors. Yeah. That felt that made me feel a little dirty. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You feeling dirty is something I don't want to like dive into. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Let's going, go off on that tangent. You know, <laughs> we're not going down that rabbit hole. He goes, uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, well, I really want to thank you for your efforts. Your group's passion on the topics you cover is quite evident. I do get sad thinking about all the work that must go into to making a four-hour recording every damn week. And without any sponsors or apparent income from this, I feel like someday something will piss you off and you'll ask yourself why the hell you're doing it. <laughs> and you go back and look at our backlog of episodes. You'll, you might you'll, find that. You'll hit that episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, doing what you're doing with no sponsors the way you want it, how you want it, and seeing that people appreciate it must motivate you at times. But for my own selfish reason, reasons, I hope you guys never stop what you're doing, the way you're doing it. I will try not to stroke you guys too much more. But just know I really enjoy listening, and you've probably stopped me from falling asleep at the wheel at 5 o'clock in the morning on the highway. Wow, we saved a life. Yeah, we haven't stopped Dave from falling asleep. This guy, we have. I'm going to stay awake just for Ron. <laughs> He goes on with some comments here. He says, I don't have anybody I can really geek out with, so I have a lot of pent-up commentary. Please bear with me. I am 47 years old, and most everyone I interact with has grown up and moved on. However, I simply reject that idea. Anyway, trying to talk to my friends, one of which thinks the Iron Man movies just keep getting better. (laughs) Really? Wow. And everybody really loved Avengers Age of Ultron. But this movie really made me feel hollow inside. (laughs) Wow. Somehow it was a hot mess, completely contrived, formulaic, and lacked any heart or any passion at all. I never once was moved. I never once felt like Ultron was a real threat. Seriously, did everyone turn into a snarky one-liner machine? (laughs) Maybe that was Ultron's secret power. I don't know. Thor's magic swimming pool was just stupid. (laughs) Nothing can punch the Hulk into submission. Right. Being robbed of Pepper and Princess Amidala was total bullshit. 
Okay, Thor's on the planet, and his girlfriend can't be bothered to hang out with him? The world could end, and Pepper doesn't even send Tony Stark a Snapchat of her flawless breasticles. <laughs> really? On the other hand, I can't toss this movie. It's frickin' Avengers. Well, I can, Ron. Yeah. I can toss it, and I did toss it, and I'm proud <laughs> that I tossed it. I'm proud I did. I am so proud that I tossed Avengers Age of Ultron. Fucking people drinking the fucking Marvel Kool-Aid. <laughs> you, you motherfuckers in your Marvel Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. It's still kind of rotten in the garbage, isn't it? You can still kind of smell it from when you tossed it. And it's not like I toss all the Marvel movies, dude. I love, like, most of the Marvel movies, dude. Yeah. But, dude, I, like, I'm just not going to just, like, uh, fucking go off like this. I'm just be on this Marvel high just because Marvel's made all these great movies, dude. I'm going to call them out on bullshit. I, I, I think I mentioned this to you, um, at least in a text or something. But the, the further I've gotten away from Ultron, the more yeah. I've thought about it and the yeah. more I don't like it. Yeah, well, even Jake himself, if you listen to our um, – what movie did we review, Dave? Oh, Jurassic World. If you listen to the end of that episode, Jake takes his Tupperware down to a taste it. Right. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I feel kind of the same way. I tasted it, um, but the more I think about it, the more I hate it, and the more I don't, I don't want to support it and say, "Go watch this." You know. God, I wish you were on that episode with me, Dave. That was the only episode I wished you were. On with me. <laughs> but Dave also tossed Avengers: Age of Ultron, so it was like. You know, and I understand, like, it's my opinion is subjective. Like, if you love the movie, if you got something out of that movie and you loved it, more power to you. I wish I would have. Yeah. I wish I would have been able to watch that movie and left the theater and just been pumped up. Yeah. And just excited for all the Marvel projects coming down the pipeline. But that's not what happened. Yeah. Like, I watched this movie and it was just like, I hated it. I, I was just like, and I, I, and I was, and I was sitting there in the theater. Hating this movie and thinking in my head, Brian, you are hating Avengers. And it's like, what right. is going on? You're spending more of your time wondering why you hate it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, why am I hating this movie? I should love this. Yeah. I've been waiting for this movie ever since Avengers ended. Right. And we saw Thanos turn around. I'm like, this is the movie I've been waiting for. What the fuck? How can I fucking toss this movie? Please get better. Please get better. Like, I'm pleading with the movie at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you saw it twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it twice. I, I saw it in IMAX 3D. I went back, like, the next day and watched it in, like, 2D. Like, I wanted to, like, give this movie another chance. The the most disturbing thing about it, and, and a reason why I don't like it the more that I think about it, is yeah. because it's the flagship title. Oh, yeah. And so everything else hinges on right. that. And right. if you're not interested on that after the second movie, mm -hmm. then why should you really get invested in the rest of it? And are they going to carry the same tones? Mm -hmm. You know, they keep talking, oh, it's going to be a little bit different. Well, I think everybody, I think movies are going to be a little bit different to an extent because you got different directors. Right. But, you're, but I don't think that it's going to be like... Uh, you know, that's what I'm worried about. Like, like, how much of a different tone are we going to get in the Doctor Strange movie? Yeah. How much freedom is is Marvel going to give Scott Derrickson? Dave, what are you thinking, man? Scott Derrickson doing a fucking... He's a horror director, typically. I mean, we've seen Scott Derrickson do, like, Sinister and, like, that... What was it? That Eric Bana movie that I saw last year with Joel McHale, which I really enjoyed the movie. I think I gave it a taste it or a high taste it. And, I mean, you know, it's like, how much freedom are they going to give Scott Derrickson to do what he does... In a Marvel movie. Well, I, despite Mike Keanu not getting his uh, due role of Doctor Strange, 
I get more and more excited about it because I, I like Scott Derrickson's stuff. I, uh, the casting for Baron Mordo, excellent casting. We saw that. Well, I, li- I like Chuetel Ejiofor, but like, um, I, I really like him, but I, I, I have never, I've never thought about him as a villain. So I want to see that. Serenity. Serenity. Yeah. I know. I know. He's I know. a great villain. I know. I know. I've never thought of him as like, but since I, I guess I'm, I'm just thinking about like 12 years of slave and things like that. But I know in Serenity. But it's just like, I think that there, I, I just don't, I don't view him as a villain, as an actor. I don't. So I don't okay. know. Well, I, I think, I think we're in good hands. Okay. Yeah. Now, the, yeah. This, if, if he, if he makes Keanu Reeves Wong, I'll, I'm sold. <laughs> It, sh- it shouldn't depend on Keanu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the movie shouldn't depend on Keanu. <laughs> yes. Get him yes, out of your fucking head. It should. <laughs> I'm uh, up to 350 likes on the Facebook group. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> hey, man. It, it, what started out as a little joke now is a joke being shared by 350 people. All right. Here we go. Let me read the rest of his email. He goes on to say he can't toss the movie. It's the freaking Avengers. Scarlet Witch was the best part of the whole movie. The one lift. Here, here. You. Here, here? Yeah. You hated Scarlet Witch. Oh, I. I oh, sorry. I thought, <laughs> thought he said Black Widow. <laughs> he said Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Johansson. Oh, I was thinking of Scarlet Johansson. And sorry. she was horrible in the movie. She was great. You're an idiot. <laughs> Her and Hulk's relationship was adorable. It was horrible. Totes You're just dorms. trying to rile me up. Totes and dorms. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for it. You're just trying too hard. The one lift the hammer scene, even though we saw most of it before we even stepped into the theater, was Tupperware as fuck. I hated that too. Sorry, Ron. Yeah. So when I listened to you guys review it, my first episode listening, I instantly was delighted to hear passionate opinions that mirrored my own from all the leftovers on both sides of the fence. It was a real comfort to know I wasn't the only asshole in the universe that thought this movie was a big heaping pile of crap, stained Disney sellout bullshit. Dude, you just said you can't toss it, though, Ron. Right. You're killing me, man. You can't possibly toss it after saying all (laughs) that. (laughs) It's okay, Ron. You're still our kind of asshole. What what is it? Fucking Dave stroking the list. (laughs) What what is it about the Marvel rah-rah gotta stand behind, like, attack the people that... That yeah. talk bad about it. Right. What, what is that? Is that some kind of brainwashing shit? Or like, why? Why do I have to go on every like message board and see all these comments? Like, well, don't yeah. you talk bad yeah. about? Well, yeah. No, I mean, like, 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 listen, like, here I am. I hated Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah. I absolutely hated this. You don't feel good about it. No, I don't feel good. Well, no. it's not my fault though. Right. It's not my fault that this movie to me was an abomination. Right. And. I, but I loved. I still love Iron Man. Yeah, that first movie. I still love Iron Man. Right. Okay. And uh, I still. I, I actually still love like Captain America: The First Avenger. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I love Winter Soldier. I absolutely loved it. I, and you know, I know you didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I, I truly enjoyed the movie. Right. There are Marvel movies that I love, but just because I love certain Marvel movies doesn't mean that I have to love them all. Yeah. And I can find fault in movies where I think there is fault. And there were a lot of faults with this movie. Right. In my opinion. So, um, but you know what? To those people that did enjoy the movie, I have nothing against them. I have, you know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like, I wish I could have left the theater and been like, wow, this, wow that was awesome. Right. Holy shit, that was fucking amazing. But I didn't. Yeah, you, you don't really see the opposite of, like, you don't see people attacking people that like the movie necessarily. 
But it's always it's always just just bashing. Yeah. If, if somebody's like not liking the movie, they're like, "Oh, you're you're fucked in the head." Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. And then, then people get uh, pissed off. Like, there's certain people that were getting annoyed that I was comparing Joss Whedon's work with like some of the things that some of the choices that he made in Avengers: Age of Ultron, and I compared it to like. Man of Steel. Right. I still think. I still think that they were. I, I when they were when those people were getting taken off of that floating yeah city, that rock city that was floating in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Great decision there. You know, like when that was happening, when those people were like being taken off by Shield or what was left of Shield. And they were being, you know, rescued. Yeah. I was thinking, like, this is, like, in direct response to all the destruction that happened in Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, if you can't see that, then you're blind. I, I, I honestly think that that's what it was. It, it was basically saying, you know what's <laughs> different about Marvel? Is that we care about these fake people right. in our cities, and we, we're going to keep them safe. Yeah. Don't worry. Zack Snyder's going to kill a bunch of people, but not us. <laughs> And you saw, like, even, like, the one little dog that was, you know, like, they, they made a point to that, like, the one dog that's in the city, like, got on the little yeah. shield air tram. <laughs> they spent a lot of fucking time taking a jab at the DC movies, and I felt like the whole time I was watching that scene, I'm like, well, you motherfuckers. I, Dave, did you not think, did that, like, not connect to you? Like, the Marvel and DC thing with, like, Metropolis being destroyed and all the death and destruction, but, like, on the flip side, like, you know, like... Here we have like you know Shield showing up to save the day and the people getting... and Hulk killed nobody. Hulk killed nobody. in either movie apparently. There, 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 were, <laughs> there were no fatalities. I mean, and like all the fatalities, like like there had to be some fatalities with the Battle of New York with the Chitari, right? Yeah. And I mean, like the thing is, like that's a real city too. Like that's happening in like Manhattan. There's too and, many like, people there to not kill somebody. And Metropolis is like a fake city, like you know what I mean. So like people are more like in an uproar about like the destruction that's happening. And well, but, I don't, I don't think they actually saved them because it, they took them off in a shield helicarrier, which always true. falls out and dies. So, so it's it's okay. That's don't worry, true. DC. They all died anyway. <laughs> that that was something you brought up before. That's good. That's good. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's go on. Uh, yeah, he goes, I can't toss it because I am hooked on all these big franchises, and I will have my butt in the theater for all the Marvel, Star Wars, Terminator, Star Trek, etc., etc., etc. I kind of started to get a twitch in my face when Dave was... <laughs> I love this guy. Ron, you know what? You kind of lost me when you said you can't toss things, but when you start fucking with Dave, you bring a smile to my face. <laughs> so here, here we go. I kind of started to get a twitch in my face... When Dave was going on about wanting to see a strong female character in Jurassic World. Oh, buddy. Firstly, I would argue that she was a strong female character. Let's see Dave be the bait for a T-Rex and see if he doesn't shit his fucking corduroys. <laughs> you in and my your cords. <laughs> How did he know? In my opinion, this is a symptom of a plague that is ruining our country. Uh-oh. Why does every female have to appear as a strong, independent superwoman? Why? I'll tell you why. It's because the media is so obsessed with the liability and political correctness that they are avoiding at all costs anything that could ever be perceived as a stereotype. Just pay attention to any commercial you see on TV that shows a family or part of a family. 
you will find in most every case that the dad takes the kids to school, stays at home, does the dishes, etc., while the woman is the breadwinner, smart one, competent one, etc. God forbid we show a woman that is a housewife. How insensitive. I'm serious. You would be hard-pressed to find any media produced in this day and age that would be could be mistaken as a stereotype. What do you say, Dave? What say you, Dave? Well, I would say that I uh, <laughs> I enjoy movies that have strong female characters, and when I oh, we know, feel, <laughs> oh, we know that, Dave. And when I feel like that a movie would have uh, been more enjoyable to me with that female character being portrayed as stronger, I will express that uh, without apology. So I'm sorry you didn't like it, Ron. You but- never did answer my question on that episode, though. Which one? Every movie needs to have a strong female character. You never did answer it. I was asking you. sounds like a statement. Every movie – I asked you in the episode. Okay. You're acting like you don't even remember the question. I I can back you up on this. I asked you multiple times. (laughs) Would I like to see every movie have a strong female character? I said, does every, every movie need to have a strong female character? And you said you kept saying just one. I just need one. So your answer was in every movie there at least has to be one strong female character in every movie. For my enjoyment, yes, I would enjoy a strong female character in in my movie. You know what, Dave? That's not the real fucking world. That's not the real fucking world. Right. Like it's a in movie. every exactly. So I mean, I think there's room to have weak male characters in movies. And weak female characters, and honestly, like you're like like Bryce Dallas Howard's character in this movie, like you said, like she wasn't empowered. Well, you know, sometimes asking for help empowers a character. She didn't have like the knowledge that fucking like Chris Pratt had in this film. I think that he, you know what I mean? I mean, she's. I thought she was a smart businesswoman, and to claw her way to get to the top of running like the top park in the world. I felt she was a strong female character. I, I guess I not. Just, everybody is going to know how to react when shit hits the fucking fan, and you've got an Indominus Rex running around the park, and you've got like people telling her what to do. In this case, she wanted to be the strong female. She wanted to be in control, and not everybody knows what to do. Part of that is asking for help. Not everybody's going to know what to do. If they would have okay, like if this fucking movie was like. Wonder Woman was in this fucking movie and they made her out to be like some woman that couldn't take charge. I would have been like, what the fuck? They fucking ruined Wonder Woman in this movie. Right. But this is a all brand new character. Anything that she does in this movie, even if it's con- perceived as weak, that's fine because it's, it's, it's not a character that they fucked up in my opinion. Right. And I think she made some strong moves in this movie. I do. I think she made some strong moves in this movie. So I don't know, Dave. I guess not every fucking character is going to be this strong, empowered female. I'm not saying everyone has to be. I've just I, I've been uh, I've had the lucky uh, experience of getting to know some really amazing, strong women who have expressed their dissatisfaction with um, pop culture and modern fiction, and their uh, not including strong female characters and now that's part of a litmus test that I apply to uh, most of my things and find that I enjoy uh, media with strong female characters and I, I don't see a problem with 
showing a woman as a breadwinner. I don't see a problem with showing. I never a man. said that I did either. Right. I, well, he was just he was just saying that that the, the no, the, he's the, saying that he's saying that there's room for both. He's saying that they're going out of their way to be politically correct to appease. Every, you know what I mean? Like you, like he's saying you can't have a woman in there being the homemaker. You know what? If you're going to show a woman in there as the homemaker, show her being a strong, empowered homemaker. She doesn't have to be this woman like in the infomercial where like, are you sick of like the laundry getting – oh, no. You know, and like laundry's getting out of control. You know? You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> oh, no. They, they, they can show they can show women being strong and a homemaker at the same time. I think homemaker is a very tough job. Staying at home, taking care of the kids, doing the laundry, stuff like that. Whether it's a man or whether it's a woman, I don't think I, I think they can show that either sex can do it. It's almost like it's a sin anymore to show a woman in that role. Is what he's saying? Like that's a bad thing. Like it's a like a woman can't be smart and just be a homemaker. And I'm saying just be a homemaker. Fuck that, dude. I don't know if I could do it. Wow. Oh, my God. That's a lot of responsibility, taking care of a home and then keeping up with the kids. And they're acting like, 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 like a woman can't be empowered and just be a, and be a homemaker. Well, I, I, I think it's just a it's – a, it's a, the pendulum swings back and forth. And for so long, women were portrayed in negative, weak ways. And now it's swung back the other direction. So you and, think being a negative – like being a homemaker is negative. Like that's a negative, weak thing. Not at all. I'm saying I don't that, either. I'm saying that that if it is prevalent that you see certain themes of female empowerment being pushed. Yeah, but on the flip side, on the flip side, not showing it at all anymore and going being like so like like basically what what Ron is saying like oh you can't show these things anymore because it's like that's oh my god that's fucking taboo well, now that's, oh that's my god ge- that's generalization because the 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 like I just saw Anna Gostmeyer former SNL cast member uh, doing a a uh, a commercial she's doing commercials now and talking about fragrances for the home and stuff like that she's she's being portrayed as a homemaker and she's a, she's a wonderfully funny comedian who. Felt that it was she was totally comfortable in doing that role as a homemaker. I'm so, a little offended. No, I think I, that she, well, they should show her in her role as being a comedian, a strong, empowered comedian. You know, commanding an audience, not you know worried about she's, fragrances she's and the, frilly. She's shit. the face of the of the entire product line. Oh, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended that she's the the face of a product line that scents scents like 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 no like the mm, smells pretty. Well, I'm oh, saying no. that the pendulum no. may be swinging back to a more, no. you know, comfortable equilibrium. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, my takeaway, I listened to that episode, and my takeaway is, like, it, 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 does that need to be in every single movie for you to enjoy it necessarily? I find that I enjoy them more when there's a strong female character. And I don't need everybody to be strong. I just, just give me one. It doesn't have to be that way, though. It's I'm like, not I, saying it does. I'm yeah, for, no, that was for, like your for, for me to yeah, enjoy. You do, it. Yeah, you do. For me to enjoy. Exactly. It. Yeah, for me to enjoy. Well, it, here, I enjoy here, it more. Here's the flip side. Okay, here's the flip side. Is I that think that's fucked up? Is that we see many weak male characters, and it's never talked about as oh, I can't believe you saw yeah. that. Yeah. When did Jake Johnson's character get his fucking? You know what I mean? Like he tried to kiss the girl at the end, and he didn't. We see plenty of, and it was, it was a big laugh for everybody. Right. The geek. Oh, the geek tried to kiss the girl at the end, and she didn't. 
He tried to man up and be a stronger character in that moment. Nobody had a problem with that. It was just a big laugh for everybody. But, like, you know, if Bryce Dallas Howard's character doesn't turn into fucking, you know, Laura Croft Tomb Raider by the end of the fucking film, there's a big fucking problem with it. It's, it's, I don't get it. It's not in everybody to be, like, this fucking badass and take on the, take on the fucking world. Right. And, and, and if there's an Indiana Jones-type character in the, in the thing that's a male... <laughs> And the woman doesn't, you know, I don't get it. Not every character is, I don't know why we're fucking talking about this. <laughs> well, it, it, it almost feels like, you know, you, it, it, like you said, it would make sense, like, when you're talking about Miss Marvel or Wonder yes, Woman. Yes, yes. And you have, like, you know this character is supposed to be a strong character. Right. But should you knock it necessarily when they're, you know, when it's a female and they're not a strong character? It's a horrible way to rate something, in my opinion. I think it's bullshit. I do. I think it's bullshit to rate something and be like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a taste it now because I didn't have a strong female character in this movie. Something I, somebody I thought was a strong female character. I think that's bullshit. Well, you know, I will be incensing Ron and you for as long into the future as I'm able to stay awake. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a horrible way to rate things. I think it's bullshit. Well, it's 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 one of those that if you uh, no, it's like you, it's like everybody's gonna know. Everybody's gonna know from now on when going into a movie, going into a movie now. That when when we watch it, if we notice that there's not a strong female character, we know going into the rating system when it comes time for Domesticated Dave to give us this rating, it's not going to be anything higher than to taste it. There wasn't a strong female character. I'm proud to be a consistent voice. <laughs> I thought for a minute you were going to change. <laughs> Whatever. Dave. If 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 I if I make people upset by uh, saying that the enjoyment of a film uh, does somehow get affected by the fact that it was uh, a very weak, um, there was no strong f- female characters in a movie, uh, I can live with that. I, I I'm proud to say that I. I enjoy strong female characters in the media I consume. I think everybody can say that too, Dave. I don't think it makes you better. No, I'm just I'm saying, saying like I don't think it makes a movie worse if a movie doesn't have a strong female character in it. Not every female is going to be a strong female. And it's like if a, if it's if a story's good or if a story's bad because of it, I don't think it should affect your rating of a movie one way or the other. Like, oh, okay, going into this, I'm looking at I'm, – I'm, I'm, one of my criteria for this movie to be a Tupperware is this character needs to be a strong female. She needs to be a strong female. Otherwise, it's a fucking automatic taste it or a toss it. It could be like fucking like, – like one of the best movies ever where this woman is like – you know, she just, she just doesn't get it. She's just a weak – Weak character throughout the movie, but everything, every other performance in the movie is fantastic. It's a great movie. Dave's going to give it automatic taste it because it didn't live up to his empowered female character standard. And I'm happy to hold that standard high. Oh, Jesus. Fuck off. All right. Anyway. <laughs> he goes on. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's a plague that's ruining our, ruining our country. I'm just reading. Yeah. Dave is a, a symptom of a plague that's ruining our country. <laughs> Why does it? I'm Damn a symptom. <laughs> Okay, he is much like the unfair body type that supermodels teach our young girls they have to look like. Now we are working towards telling women that there is something wrong with you if you just want to stay at home and be a homemaker. Okay, I'm chill. I'll chill. Keep, <laughs> keep on keeping on, leftovers. You guys rock. Whew, he got no. Thanks, Ron. Ron White. <laughs> he says, no, not that Ron White. 
<laughs> so he is a comedian. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Ron. Keep you know it up. What? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump ahead. I'm gonna jump ahead. Fuck it. Why not? Because we're gonna get back to it anyway. Here we go. This uh, this email comes from Chelsea Nickerson. <sighs> Chelsea. Uh, Fuck me, Dave. She's, she, you said you declared your favorite listener, and I declared mine in the Lost episode to be none other than Ms. Chelsea Nickerson. All right, that might change. Uh, <laughs> oh, nope, shit. not going to change. Uh-oh. Hello, leftovers, dot, 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 and domestic, the letter 8 Dave, or dot, 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 Frank J, slash other podcast guys, slash Mrs. Mack. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd cover all the bases. So, confessional time. I've been a loyal listener since last November, but I've been four weeks behind since, like, January, hence why I've never written in. However, for the past couple of weeks, I've been furiously listening in the car, at work, in the shower, trying to catch up before episode 100, and I'm proud to say that I have climbed the steps and my Rocky music is playing. (laughs) Currently listening to episode 96. Chelsea, I'm going to get back to your email. Hey, uh, guys... Have you heard of a listener called Eric Haberin? No, it's, is it Eric Haberin? What's his name? Yeah, I think it's Eric Haberin. Have you heard of him? Uh-uh. The guy who's doing the complete thing? Yeah, he's doing a marathon. He's going back. Uh, he's the anti-domesticated Dave. He's going back and listening to all of our episodes, all of our long episodes. Wow. He's going back like to episode one and listening to them all in preparation for episode 100. Dude, really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It is awesome. impressive. <laughs> He's going on a pop culture leftovers marathon. So, oh, man. Yeah. I commend you. Yeah, that's awesome. It's crazy. He strapped himself into the clockwork orange device. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. That is awesome. That's like the hugest compliment ever listening to, you know, just normal guys talk about shit. Man, Will they let him finish the marathon once he's in the insane asylum? Do you think? I don't know if he's going to be able to finish. I don't think there's any strong empowered females in any of <laughs> So I don't know if he's going to be able to finish, Dave. <laughs> anyway, he says, uh, oh, Chelsea Nickerson says, I almost couldn't contain myself after listening to the great female role debate of 95. Being a female, I have opinions on this matter, but... I told myself to fucking chill out because there'd probably be follow-up emails on 96 and you don't want to be that douche beating a dead horse. (laughs) Well, turns out I was right and most of the shit I was going to say was said. So I'll just say this. Wonder Woman is my goal and Claire, Claire being the character in Jurassic World, Mm -hmm. is my journey. Ooh, deep. (laughs) strong women don't come out of the womb strong it takes a lot of trials and tribulations to become a strong female lead what we saw in jurassic world is a woman encountering a few of those trials being a very career-oriented woman myself currently writing this on a break from what has already been a 12-hour day and what is turning into an all-nighter to make deadline and having zero thoughts of children in my future amen That was me saying amen. (laughs) I related to her. As horrible as it may sound, I wouldn't have thought of the kids first, and I would definitely have rolled up my sleeves in a poor attempt to look tough to Chris Pratt. One day, I hope to be the Ripley or the Diana or, hell, even the Holly Gennaro, the way she cocks the reporter right in the face at the end. Awesome. But for now, I'm the Claire, the girl finding her strength, 
and hopefully getting the insanely attractive Raptor trainer in the end. <laughs> yeah, I'll objectify Chris Pratt. He said it was okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. All I'm saying is both roles have a, pos- uh, have a positive place in the industry, especially for young women. Something to strive for and something to relate to. But if I can make one request to the all-powerful movie gods, enough with running in heels. There is no way in hell, I don't care what is chasing you, that any woman could run that fast in pumps. She could have been T-Rex chow. She should have been T-Rex chow. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. So this is getting pretty long. Please don't make fun. It's not a Cameron Wilson email. (laughs) Yeah. I am notoriously verbose. And I am seeking help for it. I'll sign off with compliments. Brian, you had me at sex criminals. You're an amazing showrunner. And you kill it every week. Dave hates sex criminals, by the way. Dave does not like sex criminals. That's, I mean, he's over two this fucking email. Fucking. I am surprised by that. He does not like, like sex that. criminals. Huh. No. Dropped it after three issues. Seriously? Yep. Well, we'll talk about you that know, some other time. empowered females within three issues, <laughs> and I dropped it. It's my empowered female comic book rule. Jake, you slay me. Welcome back. He's not back. <laughs> he's not going to be. I'm sorry. Jake is not going to be back this episode. Right. He'll be back next episode. He will be back. Next episode of San Diego Comic Con. He'll be back for that. Yep. Welcome back. I hope you're actually here. He's not. (laughs) Also, I started watching Survivor Tonight, season one. It's on Hulu. Thanks. It's seriously helping me to get through this nonstop work fast. Nice. Domesticated Dave, your voice is like a good piece of rich chocolate cake with velvety frosting and cookie crumbles on top. Fuck, now I'm hungry. That's a huge compliment. And that's why Chelsea Nickerson is my official favorite listener. (laughs) Stroke. Listen to that bass. Stroke. <laughs> Frank, you're just, well, Frank. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, damn right. Come back soon if you're not already back. I miss your belches. Just kidding. Brian, don't kill me. <laughs> Chelsea, seriously. <laughs> she likes the belches. Fucking talking shit about your like empowered female bullshit. Frank's a They're endearing. Yeah. They're endearing. <laughs> Jay, your laugh is adorable. Oh, thank you. And end scene. Much nerd love, Chelsea. Thanks, Chelsea. We, we love you, Chelsea. That was nice. She tore you a new butthole. That's okay. <laughs> it was way too tight anyway. <laughs> No, that's very interesting. I'd like to hear more from the, the female listeners on, on that viewpoint. Bring the pain. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I, uh, one of our listeners, one of my favorite listeners, uh, if I had a second favorite listener, it'd be, uh, it'd be uh, Bree Jordan, True Breezy. Bree. And, uh, yeah, she agreed with me. So she fucking rocks, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's just like one of these fucking white knight politically correct motherfuckers all the time damn me and my social justice (sighs) so yeah (laughs) bedwetting liberalness all right next email comes from shell she's a long time listener like shell's been like with us like since like when we first started the podcast man that was a rough road the dan days (laughs) the dan days i'm serious she's been with us since the dan days and shit awesome she says hi she says She says, hi, Leftovers. This is Shell again, and I wanted to write in to thank you for the Star Wars Republic recommendation. Mm. I'm sorry for the delayed feedback, but much like Jake, I was in the middle of a move to a new apartment. 
Just a random side note, I was willing to pay for the larger rent since the unit actually had a washer-dryer in it. Sorry, I just had to gloat after years of using the laundromat. Understandable. Uh, agreed. If it wasn't for your long episodes and domesticated Dave's quirky comments, I wouldn't have kept my sense of humor while unpacking. While I haven't been able to grab Star Wars Republic issues, I do plan to sign up for Marvel Unlimited and look them up on Amazon once I get settled in. Oh, and Brian, never apologize for being just who you are. Your Darth Brian attitude is so refreshing in a world saturated with political correctness. Nice. We were just talking about that, weren't we? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) White Knight Dave. (laughs) My best wishes to... Uh, That's Sir Domesticated Dave. Oh, God. (laughs) God. I wish the new mixer was working because it has a mute button. (laughs) That thing's going to wear itself out in like three episodes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We got to change the channel again. Put put them on channel four. The mute button still works on that one. (laughs) My best wishes, my best wishes to Jake on his move. (laughs) I was sorry to hear that he was robbed. Don't worry. Whoever it was will still get their just desserts. Please keep the long episodes coming. I'm looking at you, Dave, you motherfucker. (laughs) He is too, guys. For for ages, Dave gives me shit about these long episodes. Right. He does. Suck on it, Dave. (laughs) I'm looking at you. Please, she's, Shell says, please keep the long episodes coming and great work, guys. Five stars in my book. Always Shell. Shell, I'm I'm shelling out like seventy dollars an episode for babysitters, so don't you worry. We're we're doing it. Seventy dollars. <laughs> you know what, guys? You know what it took me to fucking be here. I took my car to the shop. I had okay. Took my car. I took my car in to the shop this week. I got a, somebody hit my car, and so like I had to take it in to get a dent popped out. And so I'm not going to get my car back till Tuesday. So I had to rent a car. So yeah, this episode is costing me three hundred and fifty fucking dollars to be here today. You big, me so, small. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and he bought a new mixer. And I got a new mixer. Incredible mixer. Yeah, but it's not working. Right. <laughs> it's uh, working fine. We're not working. Yeah, we don't know how to work it. <laughs> That's uh, how good of a mixer it is. All right. And then the last email that I wanted to read here, it says, Hey, Leftovers, Chris Stabel here. Longtime listener, first time email. Emailer, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now and just love the dynamic of everyone on the show and how it just feels like discussions and arguments I'd have with my friends. I just needed to tell you that because of your rating and discussion of Netflix's bloodline, I went and binge-watched the entire season in one day. Nice. (laughs) Shit. Total Tupperware. Kyle Chandler continues to be an amazing force, especially in his stillness. I still think he'd be a great Batman someday. Yep. Speaking of Batman, was Ben Mendelsohn not basically as close to the Joker as you get without actually just being the Joker? Fantastic performances all around, and I can't wait for next season. So I'm glad, you know, that's what's awesome about this show is like, you know, we get to watch these programs like Bloodline on Netflix and stuff like that, and we get to talk about it. Same thing like with like Sense8. And like, like sometimes like people weren't wanting to watch these shows had we not talked about them. And so like our recommendation, like people are now watching these shows because of us, and that blows my mind. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many times where, like, especially with a show like Bloodlines, where I was, like, looking at the synopsis, and I'm like, okay, this is a drama, you know, and I'm more into comedies, but, uh, and I didn't just watch it for the show, I was checking it out beforehand, but, 
sometimes it does take somebody to kind of explain it to you before you you know get interested in right. something like that. It, it's it's kind of a twisty, weird tale, but it's were there enough uh, empowered female characters in uh, Bloodline for you to really? Yeah, there keep, were a couple. There were a couple Good. that I could stand behind. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, it was a really cool fucking show, mm-hmm. and and I think there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't necessarily watch it unless somebody kind of explained. A right? Little bit, yeah, so. agreed. Would say it's you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it quiet. <laughs> don't want to hurt anybody else. <laughs> yeah, Bloodlines is great. I don't know how in the world you power through that. Beat him up of an emotional. <laughs> yeah, that was hard. Yeah, dude, that dude's tough. <laughs> it took. It literally took me like six weeks to get through the whole thing. You had to kind of reset and think about yeah, every episode. It was pretty heavy. Oof. Yeah, that's some masochistic shit doing that all in one day. So hats off to you. You're tougher than me. Yeah. He says uh, next up is next up for me is Sensei, and I'll be sure to let you know what I think. Awesome. So I can't wait to hear about your thoughts were on that. Side note: Now that we finally know what our new Peter Parker looks like, what are the next things Marvel Sony should release images? on from the Spider-Man milieu and it, we you know this is that this is that email that we read last week and mm-hmm. I, I think that I, I mean we, we kind of discussed this last week and I thought like you know like the first images should be like you know like they've always done like Entertainment Weekly like we saw that with like the Batman Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill the Trinity the cover right. of that this week but like like I was thinking like you know like what if like we talked about last week like what if one of those like there's two post credit scenes in Ant-Man from what we hear, what if one of them is like Dave? You said last week. What if one of them Spider Man? Yeah, I want to. I want to see. I want to see Spidey's head pop up or something. It doesn't have to be necessarily Tom Holland. It just has to be the suit. Yep. So yeah, forget yeah. Entertainment Weekly, man. Give us an awesome post credit scene. We've been we've been jonesing for a good post credit scene for a while. I mean, yeah, like they've said, like the first time we're going to see Tom Holland as Spider Man is going to be in Civil War. But, like, what if the first time we see the suit is in the movie? And I think that's the smart thing to do. I do. Yeah, I do, too. I I think Entertainment Weekly stuff is cool and all, but I think it kind of falls flat when you think about the introduction of of Thanos and, like, how you always are clinging on to those end-of-credit scenes now Mm. because of what Marvel has done. And I think it's the perfect opportunity if you're going to have two post-credit scenes before Civil War comes out. Right. It's probably the perfect opportunity to just put it in there. And it yeah. I think it would be way more exciting than, than some magazine, even though I, I do enjoy that right. stuff. It has more of an impact when it's on the screen, and you're just kind of like, yeah, you know. Mm. I was thinking, like I mentioned last week when we actually when we recorded and nobody got to hear it, I thought one of the post-credit scenes that would be cool was like if General Ross, they show like William Hurt getting injected with like a – you know, like not injected. Excuse me. I'm thinking like everybody gets injected, irradiated. Yeah, when he gets radiated uh, with like the gamma, like to become Red Hulk. You know, so it'd I don't be know. a good way to set that yeah. up without wasting right. too much time in a new movie when everybody really kind of knows who the Red Hulk exactly. is. Exactly, and there's going to be a lot going on in Civil War. I mean, they're they're going to put in Spider Man, and we know we know that um, Crossbones is going to be in this. We know that Winter Soldier is going to be in this. We know that like Falcon and that other Avengers team is going to be in this, and we got Iron Man in this already. Yeah. And then now they're talking about you know Mark Ruffalo being in this possibly. Ant Man. Yeah, I mean, start setting this up now. So yeah, there's no reason not to. You, you don't waste that opportunity with some other juxtaposition yeah. in any other market. I, I don't think it it'd make much sense. I mm. think in the movie for sure, just bring it on. Yeah, yeah. But Dave, I'm with you now. Like I thought, like I didn't think that they would put like a Spider Man, and I don't know if they're going to. 
but I think the smart thing would be to do the smart thing to do would be to put the suit in the film in Ant Man. Oh yeah, like if 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 they do that, people would be coming out of the theater doing cartwheels. Well, the, the, your first look is in the actual movie yeah. instead of like an, on a magazine cover. Absolutely, you get to see it maybe in action for a second. Something the poor the poor hugging usher will be so like overwhelmed by everyone wanting to hug everyone. <laughs> right, right. He's gonna <laughs> hold me. <laughs> we saw Spider Man. We saw Spider Man. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, his fucking sleeves are getting ripped off and shit. Yeah, it, hugging it, him so tight. It's a huge moment, and it's kind of been taken away by the, all the internet talk over mm-hmm. the years about how they should switch. You know how Fox and Marvel should work together, Sony and Marvel, yeah. whatever. But it kind of takes away from that. But it's still going to be a fantastic moment whenever they show it, and it probably should be now. I mean, yeah. it's coming yeah. up, so do it now and, and get people excited about it. All right, uh, he says, I uh, can't wait for more podcasts to keep my subway, subway rides bearable. Remember not to cross the streams, Chris Stabel. So thank you for the email, Chris. Nice. Good good email. Very good email. Uh, we are going to stop. It took us an hour. Oh, it took us a fucking hour to get three emails. Yeah, nice. Not, no, that was pretty good. Pretty we, good. We could have went hour. on. Only an hour. It was a nice sweet hour. (laughs) Sweeten. So we're going to take a pause here real quick. We're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk about some other shit (laughs) before we actually get to Terminator Genesis. I got to go get some more Preparation H for my uh, sore butt. Oh, you're getting more. (laughs) No. You know, okay, hold on. All right, here we go. Hold on, Chief. Here we go. (laughs) I know we're not going to, I know you're not going to back down. From your empowered female, you know, true shit, whatever, <laughs> fucking white knight, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, whatever. I mean, hey, at least he stands by what he, you know. And it's just, it's like I don't want people to get confused and be like, oh, Brian doesn't want empowered female characters, and Brian's a chauvinist motherfucker. No, I feel like there's room for every kind of character in every fucking movie. In every fucking movie, I don't have to have an empowered female character in every movie for it to be a Tupperware. Right. Gloria Steinem, if you're listening to this right now, I hope you're proud of me. Did you get more bassy on that? (laughs) People liked my chocolate (laughs) velvety boys, so I... I had a little sprinkles, too. Yeah, brother. God damn it. (laughs) I'm going to hit stop. All right. (laughs) Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Hey. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, yo. <laughs> that sounded so fucking fake. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> Hey now. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we are going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about some shit this week. This is kind of like, when you say this is kind of like an abbreviated, uh, what do we call it? A good pop, bad pop? Yeah. Yeah. So this is an abbreviated good pop, bad pop. 
It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. First thing in Good Pop, Bad Pop that we're going to talk about is humans. But you know what? We're going to rate this fucking thing. Yeah. And sometimes, you know what? We have new listeners. Right. People that haven't listened to the show before. Gotta help them. <laughs> and, if, and if they've made it this far, we want them to be familiar. Yeah. With, you know, they're waiting for us to talk about Terminator Genesis, and we haven't talked about it yet. Not yet. So they've left us already. <laughs> so I think maybe there's maybe Where's one. Where's the timestamp? Exactly. Fuck this. There's like, maybe there's one straggler sticking around. Right. There's like, you know what I mean? When are they going to bring it up? When are they going to talk about Terminator Genesis? <laughs> hey, guys, I was thinking about, like, wait, but, okay, what would you name the porno version of Terminator Genesis. I am saying Sperminator, get in this, and the tagline is come on me if you want to live. <laughs> Spermi- <Whoa. laughs> Sperminator, get in this. Oh shit, I haven't even thought about this. Sperminator, get in this. Do you think it's I love it. How the fuck can I top? How can anyone top that? Yeah. <laughs> you threw down the goddamn infinity gauntlet. Well, everybody, okay. <laughs> Sperminator is not like that original. Well, everybody yeah. knows Sperminator. Right. Spermination time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's thinking. Come on me if you want to live. Come on me if you want to live. Wow. That's the tagline. God damn. Yeah. You're smarter than I am, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I profoundly disagree. You should have been like, Dave, you've watched a lot more porn than me. Yeah. I'm going to phone a friend on this one, Dave. Denarius does Dyson? <sighs> a little too subversive. That's a little too smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, people might get it confused with the vacuum cleaner. I mean, you know what I mean. There's a lot where right. your mind can yeah. go. <laughs> Ooh, vacuum cleaner porn. <laughs> Door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman. Doctor, are you Sarah Connor? Sarah Hoover. <laughs> All right. You know, uh, yeah, we have a rating system here. If it's your first time listening and you made it this far, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. Yeah, thanks, guys. This is a thank you to you. Oh, sorry, Brian. God damn it. No, no, Jay, keep talking. Blah, blah, blah. What do you you have to say that's so goddamn important? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What's more important than Clive right now? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Well, there's usually like a 45-second delay, so he figured he had some time. Clive's a little short on the old draw. Here we go. Clive, talk to us, Chief. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. And if a female is empowered enough to be a Tupperware, then I don't know. (laughs) I'm just giving Dave more shit. All right. Yeah, we're going to talk about humans on AMC. What night was this on? Sunday? This is like a this is like a summer thing. Yeah, that's when I watched it. it yeah, Sunday. it was um, humans on AMC. It's a summer thing. It's uh, the synopsis is in a parallel present, where the latest must-have gadget for any busy family is a synth, a highly developed robotic servant that's so similar to a real human, it's transforming the way we live. And you know, like this, I think this kind of drew comparisons for me with a lot of things that have been coming out recently. Uh, the comic book, Dave, you can probably agree with me, Alex and Ada, a little bit of that in this, possibly. 
You know what I mean? Maybe even a love story later on that we'll find out about. Um, and then also I'd say, uh, Dave, you could probably agree with me on this case too. Ex Machina. A little bit of Ex Machina going on in here. And maybe like this is like the like you know, the sequel to her, you know, with Joaquin Phoenix. You know? Like so Well, I think that uh basically what we're dealing with here is the media right now are uh, being hijacked by all of the uh secret uh Illuminati run by the robots, bringing about the robot apocalypse. And every time that we uh, partake in all of this propaganda by uh, Cyberdyne and uh, Genesis, <laughs> we are just contributing to the upcoming robot apocalypse. There's no zombies to worry about. It's the robots that are going to kill us all. Shit. Mm. Take it meta. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah I mean that's pretty much what uh, I don't know if I agree necessarily wholeheartedly with that statement. Yeah, I, I don't. Resistance know. is futile. <laughs> can I can I get somebody to give me a real opinion? Um, I'm going to go ahead and rate it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And rate All right, it. Um, I tasted this, and you know I agree it is kind of uh, relevant to our times. Okay, Topper where the brink, and you taste this. Yeah, go to hell. <laughs> God. All right, I'll see you guys. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You tasted it. Um, it, it. It is dealing with you know things that are relevant to our times. You know, we're getting more and more involved with technology. It's becoming more and more uh, a part of us. We're attached to our cell phones. We're you know our computers are everywhere. Everything's smart mm-hmm. these days. Yeah. And so I think this was uh, just a great story about some of the kind of pitfalls that maybe that might introduce and I'm not necessarily I'm not saying it was like a negative tone necessarily but there are stories in this much like something like Black Mirror there's another thing that kind of deals with at times technology surpassing humanity I need to watch that yeah you, I, I think it holds a lot of parallels to Black Mirror to where like you watch this and you're like man the, this could this could actually happen. Right. And how are we going to deal with that as a human race? And that's why I think that's why it's called humans. Mm. It's a look at both the synthetic and it's, it's a look at human beings as well. And, and how we kind of mirror each other mm-hmm. and how we kind of see each other and how that's going to play out in the right. long run. Yeah. Dave's just still <laughs> deer in headlights. <laughs> Don't know where to go, Dave. All right, if you're done, if you're done, if Dave's comedy session's over, with, <laughs> what, what did you, what did you think about, what did you think about humans? Well, he, Brian has already pushed Alex and Ada on me as well as Ex Machina because he uh, he's a willing accomplice in the robot. <laughs> Dude, 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 check this, check this out, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to say that I'm not. I love robots. Like, I'm obsessed with robots. I am obsessed with robots. On a previous episode, I talked about how obsessed I am with, like, robots. Like, I'm talking about, like, personal robots. Okay. Like, fuck these Roombas, dude. Like, I want a personal robot in the home now. Like, this shit's getting done in, like, fucking Korea, in fucking Japan. This shit's being done now. I want a fucking robot in my home now. I'm obsessed with this shit. I want a fucking Honda, what is it, a Honda Simo in my fucking house right now. I want one of those motherfuckers like walking around and shit doing all weird robot shit in my house. No, dude, I want to just be like, dude, I want a fucking robot. Like there was like, uh, like I look up personal robots all the time because I want one. Like there's a company called Robodynamics and they made this robot called Luna and they were going to roll this thing out like three years ago. And then I was just like, okay, first time. And they were going to do it for a thousand dollars. It was, they said it was going to be like the, it was going to be the robot, 
like the Apple robot. Like this thing's going to have apps that you can download to it and it's going to be able to like go around your house and stuff. And they said you're going to be able to buy it for a thousand dollars. Wow. And I was like, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I want it. I want this fucking robot. I want a robot in my house. Like I want to be able to be like, uh, play, you know, music and it plays music. I want to ask it the weather and it tell me the weather. You know, I just want a fucking robot. Yeah. chill out in my house. You know what I mean? Like, ever since I watched, I watched, like, fucking Rocky 3 and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that robot, you know? That's where it all and then, started. And then Polly had it, had the woman. Happy she, birthday, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, dude, I wanted that, I wanted a robot. And, like, I've watched, like, tons of movies. Like, I watched Robot and Frank about the old man and teaching the robot to, like, break in the shit with them. And I, like, love that movie. I love Alex and Ada. I love fucking... Um, I was Alex and Ada. I loved Ex Machina. I love robots. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm part of this, Dave. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> and I think America hates fucking personal robots, and I hate America for that. I want to live in Japan where you can probably, like, buy a personal robot to, like, hang out with. Because, like, fuck, I, ooh, ooh, oh, I got a personal robot that'll clean my floor. I don't want a fucking little, little sil- disc to clean my floor. I want a fucking humanoid. <laughs> I want a fucking I want C3PO walking around in my house and shit. Right. That's what I want, Dave. Well, it's the 4th of July, and I don't want to live in any other country. I love America. Oh god. And so <laughs> I didn't where this is going. I didn't know anything about this uh, show. It was just another homework assignment that uh, Brian gave me and uh, as soon as I was like 5 minutes in, I was like, "Wow, this is like Brian's like dream reality. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> there, there's just everywhere these characters walk. There's 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 these little synth guys all walking around, and they're. No, all- I don't necessarily want them to look human. Okay, I don't want them to look human. Really, really, Brian. Dude, 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 dude. If Anita showed up, okay, no, if, no, if I, if I said, no, dude, hey, listen. I've got an Anita for you. No, no, Anita is like my Oculus Rift. Okay. Anita is my Oculus Rift. Like, that's virtual reality. I'll put on a headset and see that. Right. Okay? Like, I want to put on a headset and see that. Okay? No, I'd fuck Anita. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. Truth. Truth. God damn. Yeah, <laughs> She's but, gorgeous. like, honestly, no, like, seriously. Like, I like I never thought, like, I don't know, dude. Like, honestly, if I'm going to be real about it, like, having, like, a human-looking robot in my house would kind of freak me the fuck out. It would freak me out, dude. Like, if, if something as real as Anita in my house, it would freak me out. I don't know how I'd react to it. But having something, like, that I know is a robot that looks like a robot, I'd be cool with that. I wouldn't want to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but. But. Bullshit. <laughs> Come on, dude. Give me some credit here. <laughs> if I'm a white knight, you're a robot fucker. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the robot's holding a sock, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a reason this only cost $1,000. <laughs> you know... Uh, well, I... I, right. got, I you're, got, you're more talking about, like, droids. Like, yeah, Star Wars yeah, droids yeah, type exactly, scenario. Exactly. That's what, like, I've always wanted. But it does kind of freak you yeah. out when we're talking about maybe more humanistic. Human... human, Yeah, human-looking fucking, right. like, robots. That's so kind of freaky, dude. He's not totally on board with the conspiracy. It does right. kind of worry him a little bit. All right, bit. let's unpack this fucking show yeah. and not talk about if Brian was like, <laughs> fuck a humanoid. Please email us, would you fuck a humanoid? <laughs> Check us out on Facebook. <laughs> we got yeah, our guys. plug. Facebook. Just last week, I fucked my toaster. Yeah. <laughs>
It was being enticing. So. I'm just a man <laughs> or, well, or a woman. I, uh, I I I went into this show with just sort of like, all right, another one of these robot things. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the lady from the IT crowd showed up as the mom, and I love her in that performance. Never seen it, so it's great, man. Okay. You should totally check it out. She played the mom of the family, and. Uh, the scenes that involved the gentleman who's trying to liberate the synths and oh, are you, ta- are you talking about uh, Colin Morgan Merlin? Uh, Is he, that who you're talking about? No, the I'm, younger guy. The young guy, yeah, yeah. That's Colin Morgan, the the, the dark haired gentleman. Yes. I love him. I, I, when, I didn't even know he was in this series. Like I loved Merlin the series, and when I saw him in this, I was like. Fuck yes, I'm on board. So go ahead. So I, I I I went in with just like just wanting to brush it off and just toss the shit out of it. Watch Brian get upset. And uh, I, I, I got I got I got I got to the end of the episode and was just like, man, I cannot fucking wait for the next episode. And as much as I don't want to be a sympathizer in the robot apocalypse. I got a Tupperware of this shit. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. <sighs> shit, Dave. <laughs> oh man. Okay, dude. Um, I, I. That's the thing. Like, like as far as like the whole series, how it's gonna go, I have no idea. But like this first episode, I loved it, and it made me want more. And so, um, as far, god damn it, because like. Like I was thinking, high taste it, but yeah, like I love this. I, I I'm a sucker for this. Like like the, the, like these humanoid robots. I, I'm a sucker, so I got a Tupperware of this. That, that little eighteen plus thing that that he handed the dad. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The adult options. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. thought I, I saw Brian's face just smiling <laughs> on it, just like a big thumbs up. <laughs> I rewound that like four times. <laughs> Slow mo. Same, same reaction every time. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Anyway, um, let's. I'm gonna Tupperware it too. I, I really enjoyed the episode. I had a lot of fun with it. And I can't wait to see where it goes. And I'm glad that this is an ongoing thing. Um, I don't know how many episodes they're planning on for the season. Did you guys go to IMDb and look? Eight. Eight episodes? Yeah. Okay, so eight episodes uh, this summer. So that's that's exciting. Hopefully it'll get greenlit for a second season because I really like this was where this was going. And we're looking at, like, is it three different sets of people or is it four? That's my question because we have um, the family. The family with the, the mother that had been away and hadn't been with the family. So the father felt like there was a lot of, like, work not being done around the house. The kids were getting neglected. And he didn't have enough time to keep up with everything. So we've got that storyline. Then we've got the the whole storyline with, like, you talked about uh, Colin Morgan, uh, the robot freedom fighter. You the, know. the scene with uh, the the escape synth that had been recaptured mm-hmm. that was in the brothel yes. was what made this a Tupperware. Okay. That whole scene, that character, I want more of that character. She Where she was she was talking about how she she, she can't not feel it. Yeah. She she was made to feel it. Right. Like that I was just like, okay, I'm sold what, on this what show. What pissed me off about that was that why did uh, you know Colin Morgan 
his character, I don't, Leo. I Leo. Yeah. Why he would send her there? Like they paid money for her, for her to live there. Couldn't he harbor her somewhere else other than that place? Well, I, I don't think I don't think it was his choice for her to be there. I think she got recaptured, and then she she reached out and said, "This is where I'm at. Wasn't Come he, help didn't me." Didn't he talk about money being exchanged though? That they paid a lot for her. I, Didn't yeah. you hear that line? I, I think what they were trying to say was that that would be the last place they would look for somebody like her. Okay. Without spoiling anything for people who haven't right. seen it yet. Right. There's right. a difference between some sense. Right. So I think that was the safest place for her to go where she wouldn't be sought out by Yeah, others. but I mean, you know, it's like she – she of course, like these, these synths for some reason – much like okay, in and Alex Ada the comic book, like there are certain like uh these these robots that like they can get you know, like how you get your Apple iPhone unlocked and you can do all this right. crazy shit. Well like that's what happens in Alex and Ada with the robots. They get kind of unlocked and like they're able to like feel and like you know, like uh, be their own robot and figure out like what they like and what they dislike. Right. Like so somehow like these Fucking humanoid robots have like feelings. They have their own. Um, I don't know. I don't. They have their own wants, their own desires, maybe their own dreams, memories, memories. And it's like, yeah, you're 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 fighting. You're fighting to give these robots freedom, but at the same time, like she's like in she's a slave, right? Right now. Well, the branded numbers slave. on their forearms was a very powerful image. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. we we know the yeah. history of. Of numbers on on people's arms. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's the fucked up question this show poses: is that, I mean, how human are these? Right. Sins? So okay, so far I've gone over the, the the two different groups here. Okay, then we've got William Hurt. Yeah. In this, as the older guy who <gasps> has like the outdated humanoid robot that he's keeping around. And that was really sad. It was like it, this robot shares a lot of the same memories with his deceased wife. Right. And, you know, he's doing everything within his power to keep this outdated robot around so that it's almost like a walking, talking, like, uh. Memoriam or memoriam. something. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it keeps the, it keeps the, it keeps his wife alive to him for some reason. Right. You know what I mean? And then I'm thinking, so that's three of them that I know. But like, is there a fourth story in here that connects them all? Yeah, the and guy who's hunting them. The guy that's hunting. Yeah. yeah, the guy that. Um, are you talking about the guy that uh, that wants him to destroy? That wants William Hurt to destroy his robot. No, uh, I was thinking because like they showed him going home to his wife and his wife asking about his day. I think I he's going to stay connected to. He's going to be the one who's going to be hunting down William Hurt's character yeah. because he's going to take off with the with the other robot. Right. Okay. But I am talking about the one who's hunted he he found the the African American gentleman working yeah. in the in the in the field. Yeah, that uh, that, the, that, that, that android. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be a continuing okay. group. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that and the the story with Leo, the kind of resistance. You know, what what is this? Is this a uh, is he protecting them because they're a robot uprising against humanity? Which is what this this other guy uh, uh, Webb. Mm-hmm. You know, he thinks that these robots are going to take over, so he's trying to hunt them down. Mm-hmm. And then you have this other story of this guy trying to lead them out and, and collect them and gather them together 
and protect them. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I think you're right that those two stories really tie the rest of yeah. these other smaller stories together. Like, I don't, I don't even think they're at a point in this, like, whole series to where, like, robots are, like, looking for equal rights. So there's not enough of them that have been, you know, like, that have well, been exposed. But then they said in the in the media report where no synth has willfully injured another a, a human being right. and like Anita totally on purpose burned the shit out of that mom. That's true. Like she she willfully did that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, but on the flip side, like William Hurt's robot in the grocery store did not mean to punch that, yeah, that woman was, in that the was face. A that was a malfunction. Yeah. So yeah, Anita's was a willful act. Sure, because she pa- played it off like she didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, but watching it, did you not want her to do that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I totally did. <laughs> yeah. It play it plays that whole thing is like are these things slaves and the more they evolve and the more they become aware of themselves like they were saying that you know we talk about the singularity where uh, technology surpasses humanity these guys are the singularity these synths that we're talking about that can somehow have almost a consciousness yeah and how does that happen and is it human yeah and and when they do stuff like react against their owners you know in kind of you know half-handed ways like burning her like is that human yeah what is what's the difference right that we're doing to that we are treating them like slaves and they say that a couple times like yeah we are treating them like slaves they are slaves oh yeah they're not people agreed yeah, the yeah. daughter, the oldest daughter is not having it. She does. The mom and the oldest daughter just do not like the entire situation. Yeah, and I, and I well, love that you, scenario. You know, you, I mean, we saw in the episode how the dad's looking <laughs> at Anita. Oh yeah. yeah, he was cruising her the whole time. Okay, off topic, but still <laughs> on topic. Um, no, I'm not going to ask you guys if you'd fuck Anita. <laughs> Don't worry. Ooh. <laughs> no, uh, I love Olivia Munn. And yeah. I love that she's cast as Psylocke, but watching this, I kept thinking to myself, oh my god, this Gemma Chan, yeah. who's playing Anita, she would be a really good Psylocke, too. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? I agree, almost better. <laughs> Just by appearance. See, that's the fucking thing. I love... I don't know, if you've ever listened to past episodes, I have like a fucking huge crush on Olivia Munn. Oh Martin, yeah, I so. get it. Yeah. I get it, but I thought the same thing. I couldn't help it. Yeah. Where I was like, man, she's got the the look, the eyes. Mm. Something about her fucking eyes were so intense. She was so scary in the at the dinner table scene. Yeah, I Yeah. That was so fucking unsettling. Uh, the, the whole situation was unsettling. I love that scenario that they started off with this family unit. So and, what are we saying? We're saying watch humans on AMC. Give absolutely. it a shot. You know what I mean? I still think like there's great books out there like Alex and Ada, that's a great image comic book. There's a great movie out there right now, uh Ex Machina. But there's still room, I think, for great stories when it comes to these humanoids, and I think humans is proof of that, and I think that our listeners should give this at least one episode and give it a shot. Yeah. I think Contribute to the robot apocalypse. <laughs> dude, I'm all for it, man. <laughs> I, dude, I'd rather have fucking uh, Anita on this show than you, dude. I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. All right, hey guys, let's talk about Scream, okay? Last week we talked about... Imagine if you could just turn me off just by touching under my chin. I will next week if we can get that new mixer working, I'll hit mute. <laughs> I will hit mute all day long on your ass, domesticated day. All right, hey, let's talk about Scream. Um, you know, last week, nobody got to hear it, but we talked about the eight minutes that, uh, you know, that we got to see. There was an eight minute extended kind of like teaser yeah. for Scream. We got to see the entire first episode now. 
So let's talk about this. I, I did find it interesting that Wes Craven is an executive producer on this. Yeah. So he is involved in some capacity. Uh, it's uh, Scream. It's after a cyberbullying incident results in brutal murder. The shocking violence stirs up memories of a killing spree from the past that has haunted some, intrigued others, and maybe just inspired a new killer. A group of teens with two old friends struggling to reconnect at its heart become lovers, enemies, suspects, targets, and victims of an assassin uh, of an assassin who's out for blood. What did you guys? I mean, we got to watch the full episode. What did you guys get to? Th- what did you guys think of this Scream TV series? Uh, I have to say, I, I I might be the most surprised out of all of you. I don't know, just based on our conversations on the first eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was pretty hesitant about getting into this. I tasted the first eight minutes, but right. I was really like, okay, if this doesn't hit the right beats for me as far as what I expect out of a Scream TV series then I'm going to toss this immediately and I'm sure. not going to continue it. It's understandable. Um, I Tupperware'd this. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had a great time watching this. Um, and it did hit all the beats. It hit all the uh, cheesy teen moments, the cheesy dating movie moments. It had the right uh, chemistry between the different you know archetypes that you would normally <laughs> see in a screen movie. It hit all those notes. You know, you had the jock, you had... The extrovert, the introvert, you had uh, the popular girl, mm-hmm. um, and, and it explored a lot of different things. It had the geeky kid that was like the Jamie Kennedy that was like very meta and exactly. actually explaining things. Yeah, yeah. and it, 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 it really covered all those clicks that you kind of go through when you're going through high school, and that's exactly what I wanted. And I wasn't sure if, if the first eight minutes after watching that that this was going to hit it, Okay, and it definitely did, and it was definitely the, the best part about it for me. Was the whodunit aspect of it mm. and the backstory? There's a very cool backstory in this that I was not expecting. That mm. kind of delves deeper into the history of this area. I fucking love that, and I love that the the thing. Every every time you're introduced to a character, every time they're on the screen, you're like, "Is that the one that does it? Is that the one that does it?" Mm-hmm. You don't know, and that was what was yeah. fun about the screen movies was you don't know until the reveal. You the know? big question that I have is. Was there an empowered female in this to give Dave the uh, <laughs> the incentive to give it a Tupperware? Yeah, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Dave. Dave, <laughs> what did you think about Scream the TV series? Well, uh, the only thing that I liked about this entire first episode was everything after the first eight minutes. Oh, no. I did not like that first eight minutes at all, and then everything that came after it, I just fucking loved every goddamn minute of what it. What was your problem with the first eight minutes? I just, it, it rubbed me wrong for some reason. I, I thought it was such, it was just so gimmicky and half-assed. I just didn't like the first eight minutes, and then, god damn it, if they didn't just, like, follow through with every, hitting every beat and... Knocking it out of the park by the end of it, I, I can forgive the first eight minutes Tupperware all the way. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be watching a goddamn MTV show every fucking episode. I still watch Catfish, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Tupperware. Um, yeah, guys. I mean, I was the one like, okay, last week. What did you you tasted? The yeah, you were very. Yeah, I tasted it. Dave, I you, tossed you it. tossed, you tossed it. it, and I, I Tupperware. I was very trailer. on the ropes. You'll be surprised. I actually, when I watch this, I, I give it a taste. It. It's something I'm going to continue to watch, though. Okay. I'm going to taste this pilot episode, um, the full episode. I'm going to taste it. Um, I 
I did not walk away from it like this is the best thing I've ever seen. But on the flip side, it was not an abomination to scream movies. Right. Uh, I th- thought it paid a lot of homage to it. Um, but <sighs> well, I'm trying to think of like what I really didn't like about it. I-, I guess I had a problem with like it felt like it was very like 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 high school hasn't changed though like in the past like 20 years from like when the first movies came out like i thought it'd be a little bit different right you know what i mean i thought like maybe the kids in school and i don't know because i don't know i don't go to high school i thought maybe kids would be more accepting about you know like uh gay people in school but maybe it's not that way i don't know you know what i mean like that whole uploading the video to the internet with the with the with the bi-curious chick making out with the other girl and like everybody like flipping now i don't know like I don't know. It's still it's still kind of like telling you about the popularity contest, yeah. I guess. I, yeah. I think they just use that as an example. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily fitting to the time. I don't know. Because I, I have no idea what yeah. fucking kids are like these days and shit. I was going to say, I found it to be incredibly accurate. Because I, I work with, you know, 16 and 17-year-olds in my restaurant every yeah. week. And, like, I... I thought those representations were incredibly accurate. Okay, I see. I have no idea because I, I like like I don't talk to fifteen and sixteen year olds, so I, I really don't know. I don't yeah. know what uh, high school is like these days. Yeah, I just have to wrangle <laughs> that side of behavior uh, at all times. The, and the other thing that I kind of had a problem with was um, what something that you liked was like the backstory with this, with, right? Like, the with the. They had, like, the whole... It was basically, like, taking, like, the story of Sloth from the Goonies, some kid that's, like, in a fucking basement and falls in love with some girl. Pretty girl. Pretty girl, and then, like, gets out, and he's, like, the original killer. Yeah. I kind of had a problem with that because it went went away from, like, the original Scream movies. I thought, like, maybe, like, they could have just... I I guess with a new mask that they're using, that it makes sense that it's not, like canon with the original films you know because like they would copycat the original mask but like i just guess i had a problem with like the new origin story of like where everything came from so so let's have fun who who did it let's call it now (laughs) place your bets do you really want to do that yeah i totally want to do that who do you think did it (laughs) Come I, th- on. I think, uh, well, you know, I think it was Cosima from Orphan Black since she goes around, <laughs> she goes, apparently she goes around killing everybody. She's a cold-blooded killer, right, Dave? <laughs> no, but who, who do you think did it, Jay? Uh, honestly, like, I, I, I had a hard time kind of wrapping my head around that. I, I, I thought everyone was suspect, and that was something Not I liked. Not the bi-curious girl, because, like, we saw her at the end, like, while while something was going on. Absolutely not, because they, they did prove that it couldn't Unless have been Unless they're doing, like, the classic tag team. Murderers. From, like, scra- yeah, murderers. <laughs> right. From, like, the original and even from the sequel. And that it was, like, fucking, like, Roseanne's sister and shit. That's highly possible. It could be a bunch of copycat killers. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. But I think the main guy we're talking about... And I hate to call it now, but I think it's the cop. I think it's the cop dad. I, I agree. I think it's the sheriff and his son. He's the only together. one. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I totally agree. I didn't think well, about the son, but I thought that See, the cop. I was thinking it was the son because it's like none of this stuff started happening again until the son came into town. Like, you know. Very you know shady I mean? past. Yeah, well, and his parents, aren't his parents dead? Dead. Yep. He probably fucking killed them too. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it's the sheriff and his son. Like, they even made a point to say... 
when he when she was talking to the sheriff when Daisy was talking to the sheriff yeah. about you know after he after he disappeared we met soon afterwards like right. like it's, it's okay. totally the sheriff for this so thing. my question to you is like how do they keep the show going so is it going to be like a kind of like a true detective or an american horror story where like they finish the season we find out who the killer is and then like it's another town with a copycat killer and yeah. we, we go through the same thing again or is it just like or I think it's one and done I think they one tell, season and that's it. Yeah, they tell their story. Yeah, they, but what if it's dip. a uh, yeah? I, I'm saying like, oh, what if it's a huge season for them and like n- almost just barely a one million people watch like the, the 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 original pilot episode. So it's not like this show has really come out of the gate strong for MTV. Right. I mean, it might not even get a full season. So wow. It is hard to say, like, and that was my biggest, like, question with the first eight minutes was how can they continue this story of Scream over series after well, series? And, and the, the series itself asked that question. Like, the uh, the bi-curious chick, her best friend, the, like, the kind of, like, I guess the geeky guy was talking about in class the difference between horror movies, like, with Freddy and, like, Michael Myers and Jason compared to slasher films. Like, how you can't have a series go on because in a slasher film, things come to a halt because people just keep dying and pretty soon all your main cast of characters are dead. Right. <laughs> so well, they've still got a, they've got a few episodes before they start killing the mainstays. Like you've got the you got the creepy teacher, you've got the vicarious girl's girlfriend, you've got the 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 geeky guy's love interest. You you've got some side characters. The jocks, the new guy. Yeah. I know. I, I I agree with that. I'm just saying like the show itself kind of addresses like why they haven't been successful successful because these characters die eventually in the in the slasher movies, you know what I mean? Like they're gonna have to die eventually. True. You know, it's the, like The Walking Dead. It just keeps bringing people into the series, new people into the series because you're like forced into the zombie apocalypse. Well, eventually, like in one of these slasher movies, like somebody's got to get caught. Right. Somebody's got to get caught, or like the town is just gonna be like fed up and be like, okay, we're leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sick of people are just dying. And yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. But uh, hey, uh, I want to say like didn't you guys think like me- do you remember the garage scene? Like when when, yeah. the, when the when the girl went into the garage and didn't your mind go straight to scream when Rose McGowan went into the garage and she tried to escape through like the doggy door in yeah. the garage and I was thinking like is that going to happen here? I kept thinking to myself like that's going to happen here. Like she's going to get her neck snapped. In the garage doggy door. Oh, yeah. Well, they had a lot of homages, like the scene where they were sitting in the courtyard Mm -hmm. and the one guy busts out that the boyfriend wasn't actually where he said he was. was a total callback to those two being the killers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it always did that where you you thought you were safe with one person or character and then it kind of like made you think, well, maybe they could be the killer as well. Mm -hmm. But again, how long can you keep that up? It's kind of like Dexter, like you have the serial killer and eventually they're going to find out who he is. You can't kill that many people. And then how do you wrap up that, you know, and then you wrap it up horribly like that series did. Hey, real quick, Jesse Candelori, she's one of our listeners. I wanted to let you know that today, you can stop giving me shit, I started watching True Detective. All right, season one. Nice. So I'm, uh, I finished episode one and I'm halfway through episode two. There's eight episodes, so. Oh man, if you're, if you're a fan of the Percy Jackson franchise, <laughs> you're, you're about to get brain fucked, man. No, hold on. Just, you'll know what I'm talking about when it hits. No, I'm not. No, you, you will. Make no sense. You, it'll make sense what you hit about episode three or four. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't know either. Jess, <laughs> Jessie's laughing right now. She's like, no, she's, oh, she's, shit, yeah, she's yeah. Like, oh, I don't know what Dave's talking about either. <laughs> scared. It's fucking weird. You'll see. Tune in next week for Brian's sh- shocked and alarmed reaction as a Percy Jackson fan. No, it was fan. cool. Like, Jesse sent me a... Fuck off, Dave. Um, Jesse sent me... Ding. Jesse sent me a video of her and, like, you know, her boyfriend, Ron, and Ron was opening up one of those fucking, like, uh, boxes, you know, those uh, nerd blocks and yeah. shit. You know, and it was him opening the box and talking about everything he got inside. It was cool to watch. It's like, uh, these are our listeners. Like, these are your listeners, and I get to see him and get to hear him talk. And, like, you know, they send in emails and they post on Facebook. But it was kind of cool seeing him talking shit. And, like, you know, Dan West sent me – he sent me a couple videos and stuff like that in the past. And it's just kind of cool to, like, get, a, like, a, like, a, like, a you know, look behind the curtains on our listeners' lives. Because, like, they get to see us on the show. Yeah. And they know us talking on the show. And they get to know a little bit about us from the show. But, like, we don't really know that much about them other than their emails and stuff. But yeah. It, it's really cool, dude. I ought to show you guys the Dan West video that I got. I got a new one. You saw one of them. Yeah, the first one was epic. No, the second one is like way, way more epic. It's like it's like it's like a look into his life and shit. Like wow. he walks us around his house and he talks to, up to us about shit, and it's cool. So thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I love Dan. He's cool. <laughs> He's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, dude. Fucking, did I rate Scream? What the fuck did I give it? Taste it. Oh, yeah, give it a taste. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep, still awake. Tasted Thank you, Dave. It's <laughs> the only thing you've ever done that I've really appreciated. Had to do something eventually. In all our life. <laughs> and, he, and he's still recording. He's doing a good job. Yeah. Backup producer. Nice. All right, Dave. <laughs> hey, did you watch The Falling Skies Season 5 premiere? Of course. What did you think? Um, well, I, I've been begging for, uh, Noah Wiley's character to stop being the teacher and the, the bookkeeper and just rage out. And I uh, got it. Yeah. He kind of turned into Rick from the walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. it it's, it's, it's definitely the end game this yeah, season. Dude. He's, he's, he's going to die, dude. Oh my <laughs> he's God. He's going to go out in a blaze of fucking glory. Dude. Uh, I wasn't predicting his death, but. He is definitely like grabbing his fucking nutsack and kicking some ass. So, wow, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with this season so far. Yep. Yeah. I give it a high taste. They they definitely uh they they're bogging themselves down uh with the whole uh love triangle bullshit with the two brothers and we got hardly any pope and pope is my unquestionable favorite character on this show i love got, pope and we, i haven't even seen it yeah yet. we got we got we got we got just a little bit of pope so give me some more pope and you'll, oh, you'll go up into tupperware we're gonna get more pope okay good we're gonna get more pope but yeah it's a sure. high taste it right now damn uh let's see here yeah yeah i loved it i thought it was great i'm gonna go ahead and give it a high taste it as well i really enjoy i really enjoy falling skies for what it is you know i was impressed by it so final season by the way so. Wow. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Brian K. Vaughn's new comic book, We Stand on Guard. It just came out this Wednesday. Um, who, uh, Scrochy? Is it the, the Matrix trilogy storyboard artist? Yeah, Steve <laughs> Scrochy and Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn, of course, is the writer for uh, uh, Saga, which is out now. And, of course, he did Why the Last Man. He did the, the original Runaways. Um, trying to think what else he's done i know he's done some other work yeah, didn't he work with on under the dome well yeah he did the under the dome he was uh tell he did the teleplay mm-hmm. for under the dome but comic books he's he's done some other comic books in the past like some marvel stuff and uh but yeah this uh we stand on guard came out 
I didn't know what to think about it after reading the first couple pages. I was just like, oh, I'm not really into this. This is weird. Um, uh, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a Tupperware. I fucking love this book after reading it now. I fucking love this comic book. Uh, it, it, it talks about how it was so weird. It's uh, the year 2112, so it's 100 years in our future. And United States and Canada are at war. And the United States basically drops a bunch of uh, missiles on Canada. And uh, we blow the fuck out of Canada. <laughs> and then it jumps to 2124, 12 years later. And uh, the family that they showed at the beginning... The daughter is the only survivor. I'm seeing the 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 boy didn't survive, did he? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, she mentions that uh, he he, she, he got captured. Recently. He got captured. Okay, he got captured. But but uh, she's she's a little questionable because their their points about her being out in the middle of nowhere with no gear and that the brother supposedly got got uh, captured uh, weeks ago uh-huh. seems a little, a little questionable. A little little. little. A little bit of a question mark because she's very uh, she's very uh, dressed uh, provocatively, um, you know, sort of enticing to a bunch of freedom fighter guys out in the middle of nowhere. What are you, what are you talking about? She's not wearing a <laughs> fucking bikini, Dave. What the fuck are you talking about? What book are you reading? I'm saying that she she's she's meant to look very very appealing. I think we're gonna get. I think we've got a Trojan horse on our hands. What are you talking? Provocative look, Jay? Is that you get a boner looking at that? What's going on? That's like a Princess Leia Hoth outfit, right? I'm, I'm not getting a boner. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> Next up on stage, I mean, come on, Dave. What the fuck are you talking about? Provocative. You act like she's I'm wearing her, a fucking g-string I'm out in the her, fucking her story, Great White North. What her story doesn't doesn't seem to completely. I don't, no, no, she's no. Not I'm back honest. on the outfit. I'm back on the outfit. What are you talking about? Her outfit. I don't get that. Okay, does, she's dressed does, provocative. Does that look like? Does that look like someone who's been out in the wilderness for weeks? It's white, man. Like you get dirty. Yeah, Where, but where's she, she doing? Where's her? Where's her extra clothes? She's out in the snow, though, so she's wearing total white as like camouflage. I would assume. You know, that would be the perfect gear. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but if she's been on her own for a couple of weeks, she hasn't gotten dirty. So, at all. so what you're saying is she's infiltrating the That's other what I'm saying. the other camp on purpose. She's purposely getting caught. Yes. Okay. Hmm. But basically, I don't. I don't. Basically, basically, we have a we have a political commentary uh, that by Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, it's they they mention that that the the White House is destroyed and. The media and the media is covering this nonstop, and the family is sitting sitting around trying to speculate on who might have done it. Mm-hmm. And then the the youngest son says, well, "What if we did it?" And the mom's like, "No, no, no! Don't don't even say that. I could lose my security clearance for you even joking like that." And then the feed goes out on the TV, and they say, "What's going on?" And then the bombs rain down, right? And they make a point of showing all the bombs with all the. The star of the United States Air Force on all the bombs. Right. And then we time jump to like 12 years. Was it 12 years 12 later? years later. Yeah. And we have this, this young woman. Dressed who, provocatively <laughs> in an all-white hoth. Dressed provocatively. And she. Snow outfit. Strutting she, her shit out there in the fucking ooh, great white north. She's attacked by. Fuck me eyes. The, the, the design on these robot drones are phenomenal. They they have like uh, different animals they're patterned on. Some after. of them are provocative animals. <laughs> 
the one that attacks her is sort of like woven. I know. I and she's butt fuck that thing like you had no idea. She's saved at the last minute. Uh, fuck by that these, thing six ways from Sunday. These freedom fighters who uh, the, the 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 two fours I think they call them. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah. And they they save her at the last moment from certain death, and she uh, she. She's questioned uh, what you know your story. I don't know when they are immediately beset upon by what's called a gorilla, which is a giant mech mm-hmm. that yeah, they mech. they have a plan for when they were going to encounter one of these. They take it down, um, and in that in that lead up to that gorilla, there is an amazing scene that makes this uh, comic <laughs> just phenomenal with the medic. Um, Treating the young woman who's been blasted by the the the, the wolf uh, robot, the Superman, and, and scene? yeah, and yeah. he explains how Superman is Canadian, and it's <laughs> it's, it's just it, like the well, okay, like he even has a Superman tattoo, he's got the Superman balls to image for whatever licensing they had to do to release a comic with a Superman logo yeah. in it. And yeah, she goes, "What the hell?" When she sees a Superman tattoo, and he goes, "You got a problem with the Man of Steel?" <laughs> Jake. And she goes, <laughs> the guy who fights for truth, justice, and the American fucking way, because she's Canadian. Right. And like the Canadians bombed the, the, the Americans bombed the fuck out of her and her family growing up. He says, ah, that's just some horse shit. The company that stole the character shoehorned into his story. Really, Soups was made by one of us. <laughs> she goes, I thought he was created in Portland or something. He says, Cleveland. But that was just where the writer was from. The guy who first drew Superman, who did all the real work, he was born and raised in Toronto, just like me. So he goes on to say, Superman's a motherfucking Canadian. <laughs> and then, then we notice behind him that huge mech. And it looks fucking amazing. And they do they, they take down the mech, and the medic gets the... The doors to the gorilla open and is immediately shot by its pilot, which these things were previously thought to be uh, unmanned, unmanned yeah, drones. Like drones. Yeah, and, uh, right here gets shot in the neck. Oh wow! And they're, you know, he's he's shot in the neck and mortally wounded, and they're trying to decide what what they should do with this pilot who's saying, "I surrender, I surrender." Under the Geneva Convention, you can't kill me. And they're talking about, yeah, you know, we probably shouldn't. He's unarmed. And they're like, yeah, we can't shoot her. We can't shoot this guy. You got to shoot this guy, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the yeah. young woman. Yeah. And to as pro- to prove, you know, that she's not, you know, right. And as they're and as they're having the the argument about should they or shouldn't they shoot, she puts a bullet through this guy's eyes, and they're like, oh, well, I guess you're cool. Welcome to the two four. So right. Yeah. So it, it's definitely it's there, there's a lot of direct commentary about the imperialistic nature of the. Uh, the military-industrial complex in America. They say that the only reason that they really invaded us was because they wanted our water, and uh, which is a direct comparison to the Iraq War. Right. And uh, but despite all of the the subtext of political stuff, it's it's a phenomenal comic, and I would highly recommend it. It's a Tupperware. Brian K. Vaughn kicking yeah, ass. I loved nice. it. And the art 
by uh, St- uh, Steve Scrosh. I think it's uh, Scrosh. I don't. I'm not familiar with his work. Yeah, it's like but, one letter away from Scrote, right? <laughs> but, but no, it's it's really really good. And I mean, they even have a character who just unapologetically speaks French the whole episode with with no translation, and I, I, that was a ballsy choice. I hated that. That was like the worst part of the comic for me. Oh, I liked it. Oh, of course you would. <laughs> You're a fuckhead. I hated that. I don't see. I can't read like you know like French. So it's like I have no – I can't like understand what this guy's saying. So it's like that was a – No français? Yeah. Oh, well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> no français? <laughs> I say allons-y. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway, I thought it was stupid. I didn't like it. I'm not French-Canadian. <laughs> right. You're not. That. No. <laughs> and it was, it was perfect French. No Quebecois. <laughs> I I uh I got the skim. I'm leaving. You guys, I'm. I'll be right back. I, I got to. I can't listen to that bullshit. I got to skim through this without reading it, and I still kind of caught the gist of it. And I love the fucking artwork on it. So that alone enough for me is to check it out. Let alone Brian K. Vaughn's writing style. So, he's the best. Yeah, I was definitely intrigued. And while he's out of the room, check out. Nine other comic books. <laughs> we we are Robin number one by DC. It's really really good. Uh, Secret Wars issue four came out this week. Holy crap! Mic drop moment. God Emperor Doom looking like a badass. Guys, check it out. The Omega Man issue two. Really 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 good. Yeah. DC Comics is great. Oh, oh he's uh, back. Shh. Um, and um, Shh. we stand on guard for the. Um, is excellence <laughs> empowered French female character? <laughs> All right, welcome back, Brad. Yeah, nothing was going on. <laughs> we we weren't passing notes or anything, man. All right, so yeah, Tupperware. Uh, we stand on guard. Yeah, that's something I said. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we had some iTunes reviews. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> I, I love how he just keeps putting off the Ant-Man box. It's like he doesn't even want to do it. It's no, sitting I'll there. Do I'll do it. <laughs> I don't even want it. Fuck a pop bullshit. Yeah, guys, I got uh, I got the Marvel Collector Core, the Ant-Man box this month. And I'm, you know what? I don't do the videos because yeah. half of our listeners fucking hate me. <laughs> fucking... Click dislike on my shit. So For no know. reason. Fuck your Our listeners love you. Fuck off, Dave. <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> and so I won't open them in videos. I won't put any any videos of myself anymore because you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> if he does, he will flex his abs at you. He flex his abs at you. <laughs> Go read some French comics, you fuckhead. Go watch a French fucking indie film. French. Oh, I, I love that part. That was great. Criterion Collection. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Where's the... I gotta find our... Where's Where's our iTunes review? <laughs> yeah. They're somewhere. Yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. I t- here we go. It's time now for our iTunes reviews. All right, yeah, stop snapping. It's not the fucking Adam's Family theme song, you dumbass. Uh, this, uh... 
da 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 fuck off da 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 knock it off da 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 Dave's a douche alright um this first iTunes review comes from Han's illegitimate love child this might be the best pop culture podcast keep up the great work oh thanks for the review hey yeah Definitely did not come from Cameron Wilson. No. <laughs> this next one, it's uh, it's titled. Uh, oh, that one was titled. It's better than Convergence. <laughs> this, sorry, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> uh, this next one is titled uh, "Good Podcast to Keep Me Distracted," and it's by Isaac underscore Clark. I've been aboard the USG Ishimura fighting necromorphs at every turn, so this podcast gives me the much-needed humor to distract myself from the terrors around me. Their good sense of humor gives me the confidence to walk down creepy hallways. If I ever get off the ship, I'll keep listening to this podcast to help me get through my long shifts as an engineer. It can get pretty lonely in space. Wow. Man, he thought that through. (laughs) I didn't know we affected people on that level. Their day-to-day goings-on. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. No, thank you for the iTunes reviews. If you want to give us an iTunes review, you can do that. Just go to iTunes. Give us a review. <laughs> <laughs> Type in iTunes. <laughs> where, where do we find those reviews again? Just go to iTunes and give us a fucking review. Don't be too detailed. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know? Give us a caveman review. Me, me like. like me like podcast <laughs> yeah. or me no like podcast so much. I can just imagine somebody reading our reviews and being like, "What the fuck is this milieu word?" <laughs> Dave is gonna he's gonna leave his review in French. Oui, oui. Sacre bleu. Are you guys you guys want me to open this Atman box? Yeah. All right. Hey. Uh... <laughs> Hey, yeah. Uh, here we go. I think we should just cue the music right now. Oh, shit. The Rocky theme. Dude, have you seen the previews for Creed? Yeah, I saw it. Fuck. What? You're excited about it? Yeah. Michael B. Jordan? Well, yeah, I like Michael B. Jordan, yeah. too, but uh, there's nothing in that trailer to get me, like, pumped up. Dude's blowing fire? Come on. That's good shit. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people blow fire. It wasn't very cool. <laughs> no, I, mean, I get like Beavis and Butthead like, on I, that no. shit. And I'm just like, yeah, fire, yeah. I like Michael B. Jordan too, but like I saw the trailer and I wasn't blown away by the trailer. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's okay, dude. It's all right. Yeah, it's Apollo Creed's son. He's going to box. Sloan's going to train him. I don't know what you're so blown away by. Yeah, I, he speaking? I didn't hear any French subtitles. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it could have used those. Yeah, I'm not too excited about it yet. Oh, I am. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What did you like about that French character in that fucking book? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Let's dig a little deeper into this whole French thing. That was the worst part of the book. God, that was annoying, trying to make out what that guy was saying. (laughs) And then Dave's like, oh, I told where that character. Google Translate. Google Translate. (laughs) I'm not sure that's a good idea. I'm yeah, still, those are usually inaccurate. <laughs> I'm still trying to open this stupid. <laughs> you can't even fucking open it. No, I was talking to the guys before about these Marvel Collector Core <laughs> and like how I subscribe to it and how that first box was such a disappointment. Like I tossed the whole box. Like <sighs> I don't like fucking. I'm. I don't and, like bobbleheads. And it is being opened in front of us right now. He doesn't know what's coming. I have so. no idea what's in this stupid thing. Here we go. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! 
It's uh, it's another patch, guys. Ant Man comes jumping. Oh, I out. fucking love patches. It's <laughs> it's another patch. It's a Marvel Collector Corpse patch. It's got Ant Man screaming on it. Ah, uh, I'm Ant Man. He does that a lot. Yeah, what on the box he's screaming. <laughs> he's got like that. Uh, somebody stuck their finger up my butthole. Scream. Maybe he's screaming silence. <laughs> silence, dude. A patch. Another fucking patch. <sighs> Who, do, do people do patches? These I need days? to buy him a denim jacket. And you know what? <laughs> Here's the second item in this fucking shit storm of a box. Tell us about it. You know what? <laughs> My fucking cohort may Tupperware the fuck out of every button in every fucking box, but that doesn't mean I have to. I toss the fuck out of this Ant Man bullshit button. What does it say on there? It says, uh, uh we fucking suckered you out of $190 fucking dollars <laughs> for this subscription. Again? He's still screaming. Yeah, he's still screaming. Same, ah! same picture of fucking Ant-Man screaming on a fucking button. It's a button that says Collector Corpse. It should say Collector Corpse. It should say we just fucked you out at $190. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Cats are going to put that down the vents. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa. Whoa, hold on, whoa. guys. Whoa. Did hold they, on. Did they fuck up and give me two or did they just... Hold on. No. These are these are mystery minis. Uh-oh. Oh, hi. And your favorite bobbleheaded minis. Bobbleheaded minis, because I love bobbleheads. Big fan of bobbleheads. Brought to you by Funko. So I'm going to open this first one. Okay. Here we go. Let's open this piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Let's get Michael Douglas just standing there looking all decrepit with a bobble. Oh, my God. Are you... F- Look at this fucking piece <laughs> of shit. Seriously. <laughs> Look at his head. It's this Ant-Man, this black, black and red Ant-Man. And a little bobblehead. Look at this. <laughs> it's a very popular color scheme. This is shit. <laughs> this is fucking shit. When was he ever black and red? Was he ever black and red? It's Chicago Bulls. It's color. stealth mode. Not yeah, the, you can put a little Bulls logo on dude, it. Dude, I had no. Go. You want to hear about my dream that I had last night? And I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. Okay. Like, my dream is to like meet Michael Jordan. I had a dream that I met Michael Jordan last night, and it was the it was a fucking nightmare. Like, <laughs> that like he made sweet sweet love to you. No, <laughs> I do that. I would do that. I would like no seriously. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like like okay like what if like okay like who's your favorite actor? Like who's your favorite male actor? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Like like would you like like if you're like hanging out with Keanu Reeves and all of a sudden like he was like you know he's your favorite actor like he's like you know hey you want to make out. Like, would you make out with Keanu Reeves just for, like, the experience? Just to be like, you know, and it's not like you're gay, Dave, but it's like you could walk away and just be like, you'd have, a, like, a, like a story. You could be like, yeah, I fucking made out with him. We fucking made out and shit. I fucking made out with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, would you make out with him just for, like, just to say, like, for the fucking experience? I'm not saying, like, you're going to walk away and, like, enjoy it and shit. I'm just saying, like, for the experience. Like, would you make out with Keanu Reeves? I mean, seriously. Like, would you... Yes or no? Would you make out with Keanu Reeves? Just to be like, okay, I made out with him. Like, I'm not saying you have to make out with him for like an hour and shit. Just like maybe like, I don't know, like 30 seconds. It's not love, man. It's not love. It's just like, oh shit, you know, like I love this guy and I I had his tongue in my mouth for a little bit. Get a little bit closer. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. You know? (laughs) Into your ear. I know Tung Fu. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I probably wouldn't even be able to stop myself. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I'd make out with Keanu. I agree. I would yeah. probably make out with He's a beautiful Keanu. man. Yeah. Come on. He seems very sensitive yeah. to my feelings. His touch is gentle but firm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's okay. 
Oh, he, he's a gentle lover. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the second. They gave me two of these things. Slowly, Brian. Okay. Slowly. Oh God! Is Another it, fucking bobblehead. Give me the same figure. Just it's color same figure. different. It's just silver. Is this exactly the same figure? Yeah, just one's different colors. Yeah. Wow, Marvel Collector Core. Seems like they have nerve damage. You were right. They, <laughs> they gave you the exact same figure. Okay, here. Oh, Twice. yeah. Ooh, big. Here's my Funko Pop. It's uh, a fucking uh, Ant-Man uh, with a little miniature Ant-Man. Oh, that's cool. Oh, God, I Tupperware that. Because <laughs> he, he, he gets small in the fucking movies, so they gave me a really small one here. Oh, God, that's fucking amazing. I Tupperware that. Yeah, oh, he doesn't have his helmet on, so I get to see his stupid little Funko Pop face. Oh, that's awesome. He doesn't have a mouth. Oh, I love that because that's Funko Pop. They, don't, they never have mouths. This is awesome. I love Funko Pops. Funko Pop. Blah, blah, blah. You got, like, stuff b- bouncing around in there. He's got, like, little, like... Like Dude, little... I actually knocked the fucking Ant Man out of his little spot. He's gone. Like he's over. <laughs> I was hoping it was like. I was hoping it was terrible like... packaging. <laughs> Toss it. It's like, <laughs> he's all it's... over the place. <laughs> it's like actually, this is like more fun trying to get Ant Man back into his spot than the actual. It's a uh, Sex Panther cologne. Dude, it's like a puzzle game. I toss these Funko Pops. You people, I'm sorry. Like, if you love these Funko Pop figures, I'm sorry that you are addicted to buying these things. They are a waste of money and they're dumb. Tossing it. And uh, let's see here. I got a shirt. And let me take this out. It says Ant-Man. It says actual size. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he's he's small in the movie, Oh, he's dude. small in the movie and he's small in the shirt. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. And I got a comic book. Comic genius. Like in the last box, it's the Marvel Collector Corpse Ant-Man book. It's number five. It's a variant cover for Ant-Man. <laughs> and... Who did the variant? Huh? I'm just curious which cover it is. Uh, Johnny Ripoff. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Johnny Ripoff did this. Mm. And, and based uh, on the movie and, design, uh, I would Billy Shyster did the artwork. <laughs> Johnny Ripoff and uh, Billy Shyster. It's uh, quite a quite a combo there. And uh, oh yeah, uh, looks like uh, Sylvia got your fucking money. Did uh, the lettering for this issue? Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Phenomenal lettering. Yeah. God, that was worth it. Great lettering. <laughs> Thank you, Sylvia. The miniature Ant-Man go. is actually a bobblehead, too. Oh. Oh, I love oh, the, the detail. Wow. I'm sorry. If you people like this shit. Funko's smallest bobblehead. Honestly, I, I honestly think that there are people out there that are talking themselves into liking this stuff, and they actually know it is garbage. Let me touch it. <laughs> I touch this. <laughs> That's my review. This is fucking garbage. I love you, Jake, but this stuff is crap. Yeah, that's not fun at all. This is a bunch of knickknack bullshit to sit on your shelf, and it's not impressive. You didn't even get Yellow Jacket to complete the. Uh, he's fighting set. a. He's fighting a pink Hulk in this. <sighs> God, why do they keep fucking with the For Hulk? For real, like it, it's a pink Hulk. Why? <laughs> garbage. Ant Man can take the Hulk any day, guys. It's funny. All right, we're going to stop recording, and we're going to come back, and we're going to finally talk about Terminator Genesis. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're done with this. Fuck Marvel Collector Core. There goes our sponsorship for that fucking... (laughs) It's garbage, dude. Yeah, this that's not crap. Yeah. I'm a 37-year-old man. I don't want fucking bobblehead... And patches. Uh, patches and buttons, <laughs> and then and then this. It's not even Funko. Is this? No, this is Funko. They gave me three fucking bobbleheads. Yeah. In this thing. What is with the Funko connection? I'm at man. Yeah. Tell people. Yeah. Tell people you're into screaming Ant Man. 
The Ant-Man Corp. <laughs> Hashtag screaming ant <laughs> That's a good thing Wasp isn't in the movie. Apparently. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> Most fun thing about this segment was we found out that Dave would make out with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. You knew that. <laughs> yeah, no news here. Oh, my God, get these off my table. You know, was, no, seriously, you know what was, like, cute about the, the, the fucking Ant-Man uh, Marvel Collector Core box? It was smaller than the Captain America box. Oh my god! I'm gonna write that in my notes. Hold on. (laughs) It's like it's like good Ant Man on my shoulder and bad Ant Man. Oh, take a picture. That's so funny. Oh my god. Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) Marvel Collector Corpse. You are selling. You are ripping people off. It is shit. Yeah, you fucks, (laughs) dude. And I got a fucking. I actually. I'm never subscribing to another one of these fucking boxes ever. I subscribe to the Nerd Block Comic Block. And that's going to be coming, like, next week. Uh, maybe I'll open that on the next show. I hope so. I fucking toss this entire fucking box. I toss the fucking Captain America box. It's all garbage. So, yeah. Hey, hey, people, if you want to fucking own garbage and have garbage <laughs> sitting on your fucking shelves and shit, yeah, subscribe to <laughs> Marvel Collector Core because they're going to send you garbage. We're very bad at these endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of garbage, do you guys like hot sauce? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. God damn it. Jay's like, of course. All right, guys, we're going to stop here real quick, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Terminator Genesis. Oh, yeah. The new Alan Taylor film. Yes. (laughs) Be right back. We'll be back. Yeah, we're going to give you a little time to get uh, on uh, uh, ClickterCorp.com <laughs> and subscribe, you know, just in case you want shit sent Put to your home. some of that hard in Would you like shit sent to your home every two months? Subscribe to Marvel Collector Core. Made in China, guaranteed. Hey, kids, do you like shit? <laughs> I was talking to, uh, on Facebook, uh, Amy, Amy, our friend Amy Fosdick, she said, like, one of hers, one of her things that came in the box came broken. <laughs> Came broken. One of the heads maybe didn't bobble. A non-bobbling head. Well, it's better than these fucking heads. This is ridiculous how much they bobble. This stupid little. Is Michael J. Fox in this movie? (laughs) Oh, damn. Oh. Oh. Oh, buddy. You should have stopped recording. That kind of hurts. I love Michael J. Fox. (laughs) Oh, dude. Wouldn't it be awesome if he was like in a, if he tried another sitcom and it was called Park and Sons? (laughs) And it was like him and like all of his shaky kids and shit. <laughs> stop. Stop. I'm sorry. The stop button. Stop. 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 stop, stop, stop. Ah! No. No. <laughs> stop. We're going to come back and talk about Terminator Genesis before I lose any listeners. Ah, I need medical attention. Empowered females, bobbleheads. Maybe he's driving. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe they're all driving cars and it's called Parks and Recs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love Michael J. Fox. Yes. And the cool thing about him, though, is like ever since he got Parkinson's, like he can joke about it too. Like the episode of him on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where like oh, that was brilliant. Phenomenal. It's awesome that he has a sense of humor about it. And I, you know, seriously, I, I love Michael J. Fox because he's like, he has a sense of humor about yeah. it. Like, I don't think it's funny that he has Parkinson's, but at least, at least he's come to terms with it and he can deal with it. Yeah. And I, I love him. I wish that the the show that he was in, like that last Dave, is just <laughs> you are flicking that bobblehead like Ooh. You're, like Ooh. like you're tickling a clip. 
Davis flicking the bean over there, the Ant Man bean. No, but like, why did I have to turn that sexual? Like, no, dude. Like, I love Michael J. Fox. People are gonna say, "Oh yeah, I can't believe you made that joke." Dave made that joke, and blah blah blah. But well, it, it's like Christopher Reeves. If you have a breath to give, regardless of your situation, why not? Yeah, impart some positivity. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, make like fun. I love the episode of Smallville where Christopher Reeve yeah. was in that episode. It was so cool, man. He it was so much more powerful than even his portrayal of Superman. So Michael J. Fox is the same thing. He's a fucking personal hero, and I think he has a fucking phenomenal yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. Stop fucking flicking that! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you can hear it on the mic, guys. Like seriously, <laughs> like like honestly, when I open this box, like I I I know what you both were thinking. Like, oh my god, thank god I did not waste my fucking money and Brian did. I, I live through your eyes. I live through your, your... I'm just jealous. I, I want all these bubbleheads. They're so amazing. I want something new to hate. <laughs> I, I need these patches right now. Dude, this fucking patch, dude. Seriously, a button? They give you, dude, I spent $190 for six fucking boxes. Yeah. $190, and they give me a fucking patch with a screaming Ant-Man. And they give me a button with the same screaming Ant Man. Like what the fuck, dude? So it's like thirty bucks. Okay, a box? okay. So I don't know what the be- dude. I don't know what the next box is gonna be. Okay, but let's say the next block box is Black Widow. So my guess is I'm gonna get a screaming Black Widow. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get a screaming Black Widow patch. I'm gonna get a screaming Black Widow button. I'm gonna get two fucking bobbleheads. Uh, Michael J. Fox bobblehead, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet- <laughs> It's Black Widow. Excuse One of them me. broken. <laughs> One of them broken. And then I'm going to get a t-shirt with, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson screaming as Black Widow. And then the Hulk peeing his pants. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's funny. And it says on the t-shirt, isn't this funny? Dude, this is a joke. This is crap. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, you have to, like, you have to just, like, be, you have to be, like, a Marvel Kool-Aid drinker to, like, love this shit. Even as a kid, that's dumb as shit. I would be pissed at my parents if they subscribed to this. No, part. it's like, like every, it's like every month. Like I know what to expect now. I'm gonna get a fucking patch. I'm gonna get a fucking button. I'm gonna get some bobbleheads and a fucking shirt and a comic. Yeah, they, like, you're never gonna it. wear that cancel shirt, it, dude. It's just like cancel like, that shit. No, but it's more fun that he opens them. No, it's hard. <laughs> you want me to like come? I want you to keep every two them. months. No, and, like, it is fucking hard trash to watch. <laughs> it's garbage. Hey, do you like patches? Do you like buttons? Well, uh, we've got the fucking box for you. <laughs> Dude, you, you, seriously, he could go like resell this shit at like a comic book store that does that, and it could be all unopened, and he'd be lucky to get five bucks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it just it's just mocking the people that are. Oh man, what a rip off, dude! And I would never collect <laughs> these Funko Pops. Like, there's Funko, so many of yeah. them. Funko, stop! I mean, seriously, <laughs> there's so many. It's like I, I don't know. How is that cool? This is not cool. <sighs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I'm trying to like think of something redeeming about that. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, uh, we're gonna stop. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about Terminator Genesis.
Hey, yeah. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, we're back. What are we going to be talking about? Terminator. Terminator Genesis. Oh, fuck. You know what? Real quick. What, <laughs> <Come on>, Jay? <laughs> no, go ahead. We're going to be talking about Terminator Genesis in a second, but you know what? I just checked my email. Yeah. And today's the 4th of July. It is. And I got an email from our listener, John Butler. And John Butler says, Thanks for the great podcast, Brian. Have a great holiday. Johnny B. Nice. Thank you, John. That's fantastic. He's a long-time listener. He's been with us for a while. Yeah. So thank you. It's a nice well-wishing for this fourth. Yeah. What's what's the email address? Huh? What's the email address? I think his mic's unblocked. (laughs) Did you mute him? (laughs) What's the email address? What do you tell us? I don't know. I don't email us. (laughs) Oh, shit. You're too busy falling asleep. (laughs) What? Huh? All right. If you want to email us... You can send us an email, comments at popcultureleftovers, or you can send us an email, popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, you can send, Dave, what's your, what's, your, what's your email address so they can shit on you? Domesticateddave at gmail.com. Yeah. If you're an empowered female, send Dave an email. Brighten his day up a little bit, because he's a little sad if he doesn't... All hope is not lost. <laughs> so... I'm a happy man. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's right. We're going to be talking about uh, Terminator Genesis. Yeah. On this July 4th weekend. <laughs> you guys realize as we're talking, there's going to be totally like explosions and shit going off? I know. People are going to be like, wow, mind blown. Synchronicity. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the fireworks are like. Uh, you know, like on top of Jay's house, and once that starts, we're probably gonna have to pause. We might all share it together with our yeah. listeners and just kind of hold hands metaphorically. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I want to plow through this episode because I want to go home tonight. Um, so yeah, guys, it's time for uh, Pop Culture Leftovers movie review. 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 Sucks. I'm going to change that to Dave sucks. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to be talking about Terminator Genesis. This is the fifth Terminator movie to come out. Uh, synopsis. When John Connor, leader of the human resistance, sends Sergeant Kyle Reese back to 1984 to protect Sarah Connor and safeguard the future, an unexpected turn of events creates a fractured timeline. Now, Sergeant Reese finds himself in a new new and unfamiliar version of the past, where he is faced with unlikely allies, including the Guardian, dangerous new enemies, and an an unexpected new mission to reset the future. Uh, This movie is directed by Alan Taylor. He has directed... um, Game of Thrones episodes in the past. He was also a director for Thor The Dark World. Uh, Justin Lin was the first that was asked to direct this movie. He turned it down He was uh, because he was busy directing Fast and Furious 6. Brett Ratner, he's, what was he, uh, fucking the director for uh, the, uh, what were those, uh, Jackie Chan fucking Chris Tucker movies. What were those called? Rush Hour. Rush Rush Hour. Hour. He did the Rush Hour movies. He also did the third X-Men movie, Last Stand. 
He was asked to do it. He turned it down because he chose to do Hercules. <laughs> Good choice. Great choice. <laughs> uh, another director considered was Ang Lee. Hmm. You know, the Hulk director. He was also – didn't he do uh, Life of Pi? Yeah. I fucking love Life of he Pi. He did some great shit. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I love Pi. Why would I not like Life of Pi? I agree. It was all about the pie. Yeah. We all like pie, right? I love pie. Tupperware pie? Yeah. I don't really care for, like, the mincemeat pie. That's, That's kind of gross. Weird. Why would you put, like, chicken in pie? Oh, Arby's would or Harvey's would. <laughs> chicken pot pie. I'm like, can, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of chicken pot pie. No. You ever go to the, like the store, like the grocery store? That shit's cheap as fuck too. You can get. There's like a, a reason. Yeah, exactly. No, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Like chicken pot pie. Like when they sell it in the store, and it's like a fucking dollar and shit. Like those banquet pies. Right. Okay, dude. First off, they gotta fucking put it in a tin. They gotta put it in a tin. <laughs> They got to put it in a tin, and uh-huh. that costs money. Right. They got to put it in a box. That costs money, right? Yeah. And then they got to ship that motherfucker. How much is this fucking food actually worth? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, they, and they're making a profit on it, and it's a dollar. Like, you're eating, like, by the time you get done, you're eating something that costs them, like, 12 cents. Holy shit. I didn't even think about that. You're putting, that. like, 12-cent food in your body. I just thought about how bad it was. <laughs> Flaky, crusted dog food. <laughs> I want my meats in a yeah. pie form. Do you like... Yeah. <laughs> Dave is like, you're totally right. It's like fucking like Alpo at that point, right? Ah, uh, dude, I love meat pies. Yeah, you're, I'm smoking, you're smoking a cigarette Mint over there. You don't give a shit. Can't taste anything. Dave's, <laughs> Dave's like, I respect my body as he inhales a cigarette. <laughs> it's uh, written by uh, Layetta Kalo Grittis and Patrick Lucier. Uh, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's back as uh, the T-800 or Pops, as yeah. they call him in this episode, or the Guardian, as they call him as right. well. It was rumored that the following film will be Arnold Schwarzenegger's last as the Terminator. You guys buying this? Do you think he's coming back? I'm not buying it, <clears> that he's done anytime soon. Absolutely. Yeah, especially after seeing the movie. Right? Yeah. If he has time to do it, he's going to do it. So. Jason Clark is uh, John Connor uh, <clears throat> in the film. I didn't say that like I said like John Connor. John Connor. John Connor. Right. That's the pronoun. I said it like your French character for <laughs> We Stand on Guard. John Connor. John Connor. <laughs> Tom Hardy was the first choice for John Connor, actually. So oh. I think you know, I think like Jason Clark is like Tom Hardy light, don't you think? <laughs> right? Like the, the when, thinking man's Tom Hardy. <laughs> for those moments where you can't quite get John uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> for your consideration, Jason Clark. It's too hard. <laughs> so I go with Jason Clark. He's like the poor man's Tom Hardy. Right. You know? Tom Hardy's far too pretty to have all those scars. <laughs> Not my face. Amelia <laughs> Amelia Clark. If we could put some metal on it. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Amelia Clark. She was uh, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. You know? You got Daenerys. She's playing it from Game of Thrones. She's yeah. playing. Yeah, Amelia Clark. Uh, Brie Larson and Margot Robbie, they screen tested for the role of Sarah Connor, and Clark was eventually cast in the role. Wow, right. can you imagine Margot Robbie in this role? Will Smith showing up as the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Jai Courtney, Kyle Reese, Zach Efron was considered for the role of Kyle Reese at one time. Yeah. Fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. Uh, <laughs> J.K. Simmons is O'Brien. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Deo Ikenigi as uh, Danny Dyson, so the son of Miles Dyson. Right. Deo! 
John Boyega turned down this role because he was cast in Star Wars The Force Awakens as uh, Finn. And then we had Matt Smith, who he played Alex in this movie. And did you guys notice in the credits when they first started this that he named he was he was Matthew Smith? Did you see that? Uh-huh. He was not Matt Smith. It was Matthew Smith. I was like, what the fuck? The eleventh Doctor, Matt Smith, is now going by Matthew Smith. That's kind of stupid. It's in movies now. It's pulling Matthew. a prince maneuver. It's Matthew, not a slave. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> What? I admit, totally missed what you said. <laughs> the Prince Maneuver, where he changed his name to Glyph when he became a symbol. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen eventually. Yeah. I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a slave to the industry while I make all their movies. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were doing some Roots Kunta Kinte bullshit. <laughs> I was just like, gonna, like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, no. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Whitey. <laughs> All right, so you guys know our rating system. It's toss it, taste it, Tupperware. Um, So, guys, what I want us to do right now at this moment in time is rate Terminator Genesis. Okay. Uh, Who wants to go first? (laughs) I'll go first. I'm going to go last. Okay. All right. I'll go first. Um this was hands down the hardest movie I've have ever had to rate on this show. Really? The absolute hardest. Wow. Um, my expectations were extremely low for this. I, I went into it thinking I was going to hate it. Um, I didn't pay much attention to the trailers, though I did see some of them. I couldn't really help it. Um, but I have to say, and I've gone back and forth with myself all week about this. I saw it on... Uh, I want your honest fucking rating here, Jay. Yeah, I, I am because I, I thought about it and I was like, okay, I'm going to sugarcoat this and I'm going to put it in a way that's more, you know, uh, listenable for the listeners, whatever, or try to appeal to somebody. No, you, I want Jay, I want fucking, I want Jay unplugged. I'm giving you my unplugged. I want fucking Jay unplugged. I want your raw <laughs> fucking rating. I seriously, every night I would come home from work and I would think about like, this is me opening the door and catching you masturbating. Like, this is like Jay, like, no! for real. And if this is your first episode, understand that Brian's favorite movie of all time Terminator 2. is Terminator 2. That's right, guys. Like, last week on the show, you didn't get to hear this, but I did say, like, Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of all time. I'm not saying, like, this movie is fucking gone with the wind. This is not Citizen fucking Kane. Right. But for me, the nostalgia factor does come into play when it comes to Terminator 2. This movie came out when I was fucking... 13, and the character in that movie of John Connor was around the same age. I related to the character. I loved the fucking, the robot in that movie. I fucking love Terminator 2. It was like the culmination of practical effects and CG coming together in this amazing fucking explosion. This movie by James fucking Cameron, one of the greatest directors of all fucking time, and I love the Terminator movies. Yeah, like, to express his love of Terminator 1 and 2... Like, if you question why the Dyson family would continue to create the Skynet and bring about the robot apocalypse. I thought you were going to say vacuum cleaners. No. Like, Brian would be one of the program coders, (laughs) gleefully typing away, making Skynet. Yeah, that's true. He loves this franchise. I love Terminator. I do, too. Um, Terminator 2 was a huge spot in my childhood. It was my favorite movie growing up. We sure. saw it together in the theater we did. as 13-year-olds. And I think we talked about it for years yeah. after the fact yeah. about how yeah. much we loved it. Yeah. 
Okay, so understand why Jay might be struggling <laughs> finding a rating. It, it's it's a struggle, um, you know, because of my love for the franchise, um, and also you know just going in blind, uh, going in blind, and just trying to go with what my gut reaction was after seeing it. Um, was it one of those movies like after you saw it, like you had to like let it digest for a little bit Absolutely. before you formed a rating? If we had done this show. Right after, I might have had a different opinion. Okay. Um, so the more time I've had to think about it, the more I've really solidified my decision. I'm tasting it. Um, okay. Let me just tell you, I've had I had people walk out of the theater in the middle of this. Okay. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you're not going to like about it if you do enjoy the Terminator One and Two, especially. There's a lot of stuff you are going to like about it, I think, if you did like the first and second one. And for the, the, the main thing for me is I went into this. The only preposition I had was I want this to be an, a fun action movie. I can't remember the last time since maybe The Matrix, the original Matrix, where I was like, wow, I really had fun watching this movie. Um, and that was what I took away. Like, I left the theater. I'm out in the parking lot, and I'm like, okay, Jay, what is your initial thought on this? And I thought... Man, that was fun. Okay, now was it a a great movie where you're saying this is a Tupperware? No, it's definitely not a Tupperware. Will everyone like it that enjoys the the Terminator movies? No, probably not. Um, and if you're a big movie critic and you're really into um, the details, you're going to probably not like this as well. I think. I think a lot of the detractors, and I've read a lot of people's reviews on this that said it wasn't what they thought it would be. Um, but for me, you know, like I said, I had a great time. It was action nonstop, and I enjoyed, mostly of all, I'd say I enjoyed the T-800. I enjoyed Arnold Schwarzenegger's, you know, portrayal of the Terminator in this just as much as I would say Terminator 2, though it was not a better movie. Okay, so there was a lot of things that really, I don't know if everyone's going to feel this way that's really strongly about Terminator 1 and 2. I don't know, and, I, and like I said, people walked out of my movie. Um, but for me, I left it, and I said, man, that they was They realized they were in the wrong movie. They thought they were going to see, I thought they, they were there, they thought they were there going to see Sperminator. <laughs> Sperminator, get in this. I was like, why are your pants off, man? <laughs> Come on, me. <laughs> Come on me if you want to live. But but I also found myself when the the guy that sat next to me walked out, I found myself like he'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, but he didn't. Um, if he would have said that before he left, that would have been epic. <laughs> and, and another thing I have to say, like I've brought this up before, and it's a stupid sentimental yeah. shit. But my mom came in today to the store, and she's like, "I saw Terminator, and I loved it." Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking the whole time, like. What would somebody that's not going to be so critical about this think? And I immediately thought to my mom, who introduced me to Terminator 1 and 2 at a very young age, and I really commend her for that. But she came into the store today to see me to tell me that she loved it. And I, I agree. Like, it was fun. I, it's not my favorite of the franchise. Um, but this is a good starting point, I think, for new viewers. And if you like the other two, I think you'll find some stuff that you enjoyed about it. I could be wrong, but that's my opinion. Okay. I know, like I love how he's like. If you like the other two, completely disregarding Rise of the Machine, well, me, Salvation. Well, like, let me let me those correct, don't fucking count. Let me correct myself. <laughs> salvation. Well, I did enjoy parts of Salvation enough to taste Salvation. Yeah. So I'm not discounting Salvation sure. completely. Well, um, I I'm curious 
because there are oftentimes movies where the marketing uh, gives away every great scene. And this is definitely one of those movies. The I would have loved to have experienced this movie without knowing that as soon as the T-800 appears. Spoilers. Spoilers. They've seen the previews. I, 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 like, you're like, right. You knew, right. you knew that no, as soon right. as the T-800 showed up, Arnold's going to show up and charge him. You knew that he was going to jump from helicopter to helicopter. No, I was talking more about John Connor. Yeah, but you, that's even you that's knew like like how powerful would that scene have been where he can fucking start shooting John Connor and she holds the gun to his head? How much more powerful would it have been if you didn't know all this shit already? Yeah. So I don't know what movie I would have enjoyed, but I, I the movie I saw had been completely ruined for me, with the one exception that remember when you asked me what I want to see in this movie. Well, it was our listener uh, listener question from last week. Uh, we had oh, we didn't tape that. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I answered. What would we like to see in Genesis? I said, right. I would like to see Matt Smith come in and be the big swerve, and he's the big bad guy. Now, here's the spoiler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, how, how disappointing to me that the big joking thing that I said is actually the big swerve? I'm tossing the fuck out of this. <laughs> like... I because w- you, you the, because the movie gave you what you wanted. No, I it was just it was just by the it numbers. had an empowered female in it. I did it just I I you know somebody told me oh what did you think of the post credit scene I was like I didn't make it that far like soon as soon as those credits rolled I was out yeah I I I hated this movie toss it. Well, give me like why did you hate this movie? Did you you're, like you're, uh, the reason that I'm getting is because it gave you what you wanted with Matt Smith being the big bad. Well, it, it, uh, completely undeveloped and like oh wait for the next movie you'll get to see this character make fucking sense. Okay, well, like like it it was all just okay a promise of oh wait we've got cool stuff coming we swear that's an acceptable answer. I give it. I, I, no, that's that's. I wanted clarification. You gave it to me. That's an acceptable answer. So, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna rate this one too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like I like like Dave said earlier, what you get didn't get to hear about this last week was like Terminator Two is my favorite movie of all time. Nostalgia reasons. I was 13 years old watching this in the theater, and uh, it's hard for me not to like a Terminator movie. I love Terminator. Uh, the first movie, in my opinion, it was a sci-fi horror film. Uh, you know, you had, uh, this, uh, robot that just would not stop coming at you. You could fucking, like, rip it, you know, in half, and it would still fucking come at you and try to kill you and shit. Yeah. And then the second movie was, like, the ultimate culmination of special effects, practical effects, and the best action star at the height of his career. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, back in the day, was, like, the number one action star in the world. Yeah. Uh, even though he did have, like, uh you know, uh, body doubles and shit. But, uh, yeah, he was like the action star of, uh, of, I'd say at least for a decade and a half, every time he, every summer was like, what, what Schwarzenegger movie are we going to get? Yeah. So I've even like, you know, being a big Terminator fan, I've even forgiven, you know, T3 and salvation for, you know, obvious shortcomings in those films. Something that was said in this movie quite a bit was, I'm old, not obsolete. It's, it's, it's what Arnold said as the T-800, and he says it in multiple scenes throughout this movie. Yeah. That speaks a lot to this film. Uh, Terminator came out in like 1984. 
So it is an older franchise competing against, you know, superhero films, Transformers, and now like the rejuvenated Jurassic World films too. Yeah. You know, dinosaurs are fucking cool again. But the movie claims to not be obsolete. So the question is, did it did it succeed? Is it not obsolete? Terminator Genesis the first goal in my opinion is to retcon the original films and start a new series of Terminator movies. They succeeded, in my opinion, on half of that. They retconned these movies, all right, and they destroyed everything I love about Terminator in the process. Mm -hmm. I tossed this movie so fucking hard. (laughs) This is the worst summer blockbuster experience I've ever had as a diehard fan of the Terminator franchise. Alan Taylor, the director, and the writing team, they ruined the love story between Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. It was one of the most amazing love stories, abbreviated love stories, I've ever seen in a movie. I totally bought that they fell in love for the short time that they had in the Terminator movie. And he protected her, and they, they bonded, and... They got together. And, and, like, the coolest thing about it was the fact that it fucked with your brain as far as, like, time travel goes. It's like John Connor, this guy who's leading the resistance against fucking Skynet in the future, sends his best friend to the past to protect his mother from being killed. But his best friend ends up fucking his mom. <laughs> And his best friend turns out to be his father. Yeah. It's like amazing. It'll fuck with your brain when you think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? The one time I laughed in the whole movie was when she came around the corner and he's like, did you mate? <laughs> one time I laughed. Yeah. I'm glad you laughed. Yeah, that was the only, only thing. Because there were people just guffawing and shit. Every time Arnold Schwarzenegger smiled, people were oh. And like, that was the one time I laughed. Okay, I'm going to talk about that. The comedy in this was awful as well. The stupid smile from Arnold where he's trying to fit in. It's not funny and it's overused in the film a lot. And I felt it was forced. And one of the main things that they talked about in Terminator is that he doesn't do that kind of thing. And so like in the Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, like like he can't – he doesn't have emotions. Right. And the fact that like she tried to force him to do this smile thing, I didn't appreciate it. The fact that James Cameron came out and says that this movie, he gives it his stamp of approval, that also makes me sick. He says he considers it the official third film in the franchise. In my opinion, this movie should have been directed by Ryan Johnson of Looper, also uh, our Star Wars uh, Episode uh, 8 director, mm-hmm. or Matt Reeves from uh, you know the Planet of the Apes franchise. Ryan Johnson was actually offered this movie and turned it down. I think we would have had a different movie had Ryan Johnson been involved in this. A much different movie. Um, here's a quote you won't hear from any of the critics that you can put on the Blu-ray cover for this fucking movie. Fuck this fucking movie. (laughs) Leftover Brian. Right there on the front cover. I'm old, not obsolete. Unfortunately, Terminator Genesis, you're both. Also, the PG-13 rating can suck my dick, too. Yeah. The second Terminator movie to have the PG-13 
you have a character called the Terminator, and you're going to give it a PG-13 rating. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck this movie. Let's go on to the review. We'll talk about some spoilers. Let's review this movie. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's all right. And I'm sorry, you know, to your mother that enjoyed this movie. <laughs> That's like the worst part about this, that your mother loved it. Let's call her up and have her on. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about this movie. All right, let's talk it. All right, so it's the year 2029. John Connor, he's the leader, of, you know, against Skynet. He launches this massive final offensive on Los Angeles. He's notified by his unit. Techcom that Skynet will attack on two fronts, past and future. That'll change the war forever. Connor sets up two attack forces, one to strike at Skynet's main defense grid and a second that's led by Kyle Reese and him to destroy Skynet's main weapon. It's a time machine hidden at a remote storage facility. So, guys, I'll be honest with you. I actually loved, I'll be, I, you know, I talked about how much I fucking hated this movie. I loved the first act of this film. I absolutely love the first act. I did. I thought until they fucking ruined the love story between Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor that I was really, I was in. I loved it at the beginning. And then like, uh, I loved watching, you know, like the, the battle. I've been waiting to see this forever. Yeah. And I thought it was so fucking cool. I loved the first part of this movie. Well, I totally think this, this was the first time that I was, I was like, <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep, yeah, keep uh, sucking that cigarette down. That'll help. No, they're, 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 no, I was I was retching thinking of having to watch this movie. No, you're smoking. I was, uh, I was the scene five, five days, right, Dave? The scene with with uh, Kyle and and John where he gave him the picture and he said, and then he stopped before he went to go do the final rally uh-huh. and he said, "I just want you to know, Kyle, that everything I did." Remember when he was like, I, I did it for the best. I did it for, I, I don't regret what I had to do. I did it, I did it for the greater good. I think that's going to be one of those where we, at this point, he knows that he's like, this is a time loop for him. And mm-hmm. he's been through this several times and he knows that he become, that he goes with Skynet and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it was. You know, a surprise attack like they implied in this movie. And you're going to go back after watching these movies and be like, oh, he knew he was going to turn on him. And that's part of the reason he was saying that to him. Hmm. Yeah. Right, because they talked about, too, like the there, – there was plot holes like talking about how the T-800 got sent back by who he doesn't know who. Right, It was right, wiped right, from right, his right, memory. Right. So maybe John Connor will be redeemed. Right. And then, and like, you're going you're gonna to realize that – you know all the stuff about how did you know? How did you know? Because this is like he's been doing this over and over and yeah. over, and he knows that they end up fighting, right? And that's why he was saying all of it I did for the greater good, right? That that that's gonna that scene's gonna make way more sense after you get the completed story. I agree. I agree. <laughs> this movie was full of plot holes, tremendously, but like but like willful plot holes, like. You know, well, we, we don't 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 worry. This will make sense later. Wink, wink. Right. Like they kept saying over and over again, who sent you? Who sent you? Who sent you? I don't know. Well, that's not the only plot hole in this movie. Like that's a huge one. 
but it's not the only plot hole in this movie. No. There's so many things that, like, okay, and they, uh, okay, basically, like, this movie just lives and dies by the fact that they can make up any rule that they want to because there are multiverses that are included in this movie. And it movie. doesn't stand on its own in any way. Like, in no way does this movie stand on its own. Explain. Because they're over and over again saying, you know, we don't know, we don't understand this, we don't understand this, we don't know this, we don't know this. Mm-hmm. And like, why in the fuck does she freak out that, that pops can't come with them when they have to go to the future? Why do they go the day that it happens? What? You got a fucking time machine? Go a week before. Plan something out. Mm-hmm. Like, just so many things in it that just don't make any goddamn sense. So many things that don't make sense in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, when, yeah, let's just talk about like John it. John Connor's one of the main employees. <laughs> Like, do they not have an HR department for God's sake? Like, how does does he have a social security number? Like, what the fuck? He's one of the he's one of the inner circle guys, and he's just it, like even even the T eight hundred pop says that he mm-hmm. worked there and helped build it. Do they not have a fucking HR department? Like, I I I do basic checks on people's citizenship and background checks. You know, for my yeah, little restaurant, yeah. you're telling me that two goddamn Terminators get jobs like. What does he go to the interview and give him that fake smile and <laughs> he's hired? Right, makes no fucking sense. Right, yeah, that's lame. <laughs> All right, okay, let's talk about plot holes then. Yeah, um, this might be the longest episode we ever have <laughs> if we talk about plot holes. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so it's the resistance. They destroyed the the Skynet core, right? Right. Okay. The machines crash. They and the, then the rest of the machines they're, they're deactivated. So, how are the Terminators sent into the past able to function since the core has yet to be rebuilt? And they leave the date on the thing. When mm-hmm. they come back, they're like, "Oh, he went to this." It's a fucking all omniscient supercomputer. It's not going to change the date, so they don't know. Fuck. I've got another here's another plot hole. Okay. So the Guardian can build the Guardian, you know, pops yeah. in this in this version was able to build a time machine so he could go back in time. In Terminator two, why didn't that Terminator after his mission was completed just build a time machine and go back into his time stream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry, listeners. I try to be a pretty positive guy, but I cannot fucking describe to you how much I hated this. <laughs> and I felt horrible for hating it because I know how much Brian loves this goddamn franchise, but I, I don't like being a champion of the fucking robot apocalypse like i don't i don't i don't like the concept why why in the world does the the next generation of the dyson family still make skynet well how does what the fuck do they have against humanity god damn it yeah like the danny dyson doing it now like that made no sense to me too i was rolling my eyes at that um but like the terminator itself like how does the terminator itself like it's like when they when they program these things it's for killing right right like their main mission is to kill like and i know they have schematics of certain things but like schematics on how to build 
time machines and then you can make a time machine out of things that are like available to them in the 80s you know what i mean it's all like, they needed was that one missing part well it's like okay i've got a speak and say and a fucking tandy computer like oh i can make a time machine like, i don't understand <laughs> like how like the terminator was able to make a time like a time machine like how we had the knowledge to make a time machine like we never saw like you know arnold's terminator and t2 ever talk about like making a time machine going back into his like into his future after the mission was complete. Right, that would almost be the ultimate solution to his mm-hmm. mission, you know, to make yeah. the time machine. And why do they always go back to 1984? Just fucking go back to the 1800s where nobody's going to have <laughs> guns, nobody's going to have cars. Kill them before their parents even yeah, had a kill weapon. Some, kill yeah. some ancestor. Well, then we don't have a movie day. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a movie. doesn't make any fucking no, sense. It sounds like one of those fucking, like, uh, you know, crowdfunding movies that you toss. Uh, it still don't make it's, <laughs> It's a, it's an omniscient supercomputer. Why does it why did why does it make these dumb? But fuck the big mistakes? Th- big thing that we can talk about here is like you know the computer like 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 uh, the thing that like I guess like as a fucking purist, it makes sense. It makes sense that Skynet would like you know finally figure out like the reason I'm not able to. And I don't like that they introduce time streams, like different multi-universe, multiverses yeah. into this whole thing. I don't like that at all. I think it just it's lazy writing, and they can change anything they want to in the Terminator universe to retcon it. I don't like it. But since they did incorporate it, it makes sense that Skynet eventually thought to itself, like, well, shit, dude. The one reason we're not able to fucking like stop the humans is because the one human stops us every time in every multiverse john connor he's like the leader of the resistance he's their fucking savior so what do we have to do we have to infiltrate him we have to we have to take over you know john connor what did you guys think about that jay i'm I'm guessing you like that fucking twist um well I, i don't like that twist necessarily like john connor's character was not what i wanted john connor's okay character to be. he was like Kyle Reese, he was my two least favorite parts of this movie. John See, Connor that's the thing. Reese. It's like, for me, it's like J- Kyle Reese has to die in right. every movie. You know what I mean? I think they, they cheapen the love story between Kyle Reese and, uh, and Sarah Connor. They do. No, you get a happy ending with them kissing and fucking. Nah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Okay. Like, that was the weakest part of the movie was sure. their relationship. Yeah. Followed closely by the portrayal of what John Connor was. Right. Um, but I think the real story that this was trying to tell that I found interesting was that the T-800 was the real savior, not John Connor. So the thing that Skynet sent back to destroy the past was actually the savior of humanity itself. So that's kind of what I took from it. Um, but that being said, like I love the story of you know the original... Kyle Reese, of course, like right. that actor and that portrayal of him, like hit home. Where I was like, "Man, I fuck." He's my favorite part about Terminator One. Right. Nobody, you know, Jai Courtney's not going to replace Kyle Reese. Jai Courtney the was original a, actor. a very cookie cutter. I'm, yeah. go, I'm going to try to appeal to the masses. And then John Connor, we have this. I think they did a great job at first, though, setting up like the banter between like uh, it did feel some. There were times where it felt like that that like Terminator, where Kyle Reese was arguing with Sarah. Yeah. Even though like this was a stronger Sarah, she wasn't the waitress. Right. You know, it felt like when they when those two were like you know arguing back and forth, I was like, wow, this is like this. I I like the dynamic between these two. This is kind of like 
throw like a throwback to like that 1984 Terminator movie. But when I realized that in this movie that Kyle Reese is not gonna die, right? When I realized that, I was like, you can't have a fucking Terminator movie where Kyle Reese lives. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. I was like, and maybe I'm just a Terminator purist. And I'm I, like I hate change, but I hated that. Yeah, I, I think the the biggest thing that they changed was they wiped out John Connor as a hero, and they made the T eight hundred as the true. I guess that's like the hero. whole selling point on this fucking movie. Like, yeah. if you can buy into that, you love the movie. If you don't, then maybe you toss it. What, I don't know. To me, what they did was they took um, that emotional impact uh-huh. that you had with the T2 when you saw Terminator 2. Yeah. Okay. And for me, when I saw that movie, that hit a big chord with me. Like, see, I don't think that they earned it with like, uh, I think they earned it a little bit more with the boy with like, with like boy, John Connor. Yeah. Like how he felt about the Terminator, you know, like he didn't really have like a father and like this thing would protect him. Like we had that cute scene where like, you know, stand on one leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? And high then he five. had like, you know, like high five, yeah. like, you know, shoot that, you know, like, uh, like, like where he picked that one guy up by the hair and yeah. shit. That was funny and shit, dude. Right. We didn't have any of that here. Like, like I, I really didn't get like that connection between like, you know, Amelia Clark and like this T800. Like they had like this bond. Like she called him pops and she acted like she cared about him and stuff. But like the one scene I really didn't buy was like that scene where like the T800 fucking shoots John Connor. Right. And she's like, she's like, why are you doing this? Like, she's not screaming that this thing fucking just shot her kid in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't buying that. Who she's thing. been trying to protect before he was even Right, born. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I know. I get that. Like, yeah. There was definitely, like I said, if the more I think about it and the more I dissect it, yeah. the more I could totally toss this movie. But if I'm going off my just gut reaction of yeah. having fun with it, I had fun with it. No, that's, that's um, fine, dude. But I did, I did kind of enjoy the, the Sarah Connor T-800 relationship where he was... There were some fun scenes in this movie. He was kind of the dad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of raised her and she was the strong character because of it. Stronger than she was in the first... I don't think that they showed it like... I don't think that they showed it that well in the movie. I think they should have shown it way earlier in the film. Okay. Like I, I, like the relationship and the bond between those two. I think it happened like towards like the second act of the film and like it didn't really hit me as much. Like if I would have seen like their relationship a lot earlier I would have been more impressed. Like the times where they're showing like the first interaction between Kyle Reese when he saves no when uh, John Connor saves Kyle saves Reese Kyle, yeah. when he's a little boy like if that was really early on in the movie and I'm like wow that's fucking cool dude and I was like dude they really got it right. I was like I think that's a T fucking 500. I'm like sitting there thinking like that's a like that's a T 500 because like the eyes didn't look as human as like the T 800. Right. I'm thinking like holy shit this looks like they're really doing this series justice like even that robot didn't look like it was like 100% like right. a humanoid like T800 I'm like this is an early terminator yeah um and and then like I think they should have established the relationship between Sarah and like that T800 that was sent back yeah cuz like there's a T800 sent back to 1973 right to protect when Sarah she when nine. she was 9 yeah I just think that they should have shown a better relationship between those two when she was younger. Protect her from what? That there was a T-1000 that was sent back. Okay, so the T-1000 we saw them kill is the same T-1000 that's been coming at them since 
fucking 1973. This is a different time stream, Dave. There's different time streams now. There's a different time stream that was sent back. So somewhere along the line, hold on, right, Some, hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on, Skynet, many? hold on, Skynet became aware. Terminator One and Terminator Two, Terminator Three, and Salvation happened. And somewhere between those movies, after those movies happened, Skynet became aware after those movies that they're not going to win unless they get John Connor. And so there's different time streams now. So in one of the, in, the, in the different time streams, they've sent back somebody sent back a T1000 and somebody sent back a T800 to 1973 in the different time streams. So that's so it's the same T1000 in 1984 that is that was chasing them in 1973. There is no T1000 in 1980. Oh, in this movie yeah. there was a T1000. So no, it's just a different. It's a, it's a that's different a different one? time stream as well. So okay, so why does Skynet, this omniscient computer, only ever send back one goddamn robot to kill Sarah Connor? I don't think it's, it did. It's got a room. It's got a room full of T eight hundreds in that in that opening scene. Why does it send every goddamn one of them? Well, out? we saw in like that in the battle in Los Angeles that it only got to send the one T eight hundred back that one time. Right. I, I I don't know why. I. I I don't know the whys. That's for the sequel. That's one of those other questions that maybe they're going to answer in the sequel. I think I think it did send back, and that's why we have these, why we have it when she was nine that they sent a Terminator mm-hmm. back. I think they did send it back in multiple time streams. Right, but they only sent one. They never, they never sent more than one. Send back fucking 20 of them. But they never explained that in one and two either, why they only sent one. That's true, and we never questioned that as well. Yeah, but they they implied that it was this like big deal and one use thing and you know, all we can do is well, you know, it's this huge uh, fuck, T-800s can build these things. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Well, we didn't know that T-800s could build them until this fucking abomination of a movie. That's what I'm saying. This fucking shit doesn't make sense. Alan Taylor just makes up his own own rules Ugh. about multiverses and T-800s being able to build machines and force smiles. But but going back to the yeah. uh, 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 Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor relationship, that was again taken place by the T-800 and Sarah Connor. Hmm. The, the real love story was between him and her and I guess that's what I got attached to and that I enjoyed was like, I didn't care so much. Yeah, it was fucking weak. Like Kyle Reese... Totally, and that relationship was totally weak. But I did enjoy the pops. I did enjoy like this is my kind of my surrogate dad. Right. I did like that because like I felt emotionally connected to him in Terminator Two. Like just like Eddie Furlong's character, I did latch on mm. just like he did to that character as well as like Sarah Connor. I think. I mean, I, I think they could have done it. I think that for me, they could have. I could have latched on, and I think it could have started definitely in that scene where like the original Terminator shows up in 1984, and you've got the three punks there. Right. right. Of course. They asked uh, Bill Paxton to come back and reprise his <laughs> They did ask Bill Paxton to reprise his role, and unfortunately, he couldn't. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was cool that they had the three punks there. And the one guy did actually look sort of like Bill Paxton, so I give it. I, <laughs> but, you know, like, like I, I, there, there were some cool things in that. I, I did love the fucking, like, uh, the, the, the T-800 gun that fucking, like, blasted, like, the T-800 heart oh, yeah. and killed it. I thought that gun was fucking badass. I just think that, that that scene could have been way more powerful. Like, like it would have been – I don't know. I just didn't – I never really bought the connection between Sarah Connor and this T-800 
to where I did buy it in T two between Edward Furlong's John Connor and this and that T eight hundred. Right. Okay. Okay. The scene where they find out John's a new form of Terminator. Yeah. And he stops. The T, tr- he's the T three thousand. Okay. He tries to recruit them mm-hmm. to their side. Right. Did that make any goddamn sense at all? Like, and what what was he doing with his hands? Was he going to infect them? Yeah. Okay. That's so what I thought. The whole scene where he's holding Sarah Connor, right? Wait. Remember it, later on in the movie, he's got his mom in a headlock, and he, you know, he's he's like, "Don't hit that detonator! Don't hit that detonator!" Yes, yes. Okay. How is she not turned into a Terminator at this point when he can just turn it, do it with his hand? Well. Maybe I mean was that necessarily directed at her originally? Like maybe he couldn't do that. Maybe he couldn't kill her necessarily. No, no, no. They, they, Dave's totally right in this. It, it's it's a huge plot hole, and he used that as a the guardian cannot hurt Sarah Connor. That he that's you know, true. Yeah. He used that scene to portray that. But Dave's saying like, well, earlier you basically threatened to infect her with. He the, did though, the, right? I mean, he did like he did like poke his finger into her. Like. Sure, sure, sure. But he didn't do the whole Matt Smith, the T five thousand. If you've watched this movie, he held the hand over John Connor. Uh, he basically he traveled from another Matt Smith, the T five thousand, traveled from another time stream. He infiltrated their group as Alex and used this time stream to infiltrate John Connor and take over his body. So Dave's saying that like this powerful scene that Alan Taylor used to show that the Guardian could not destroy Sarah Connor, it was misused earlier in the film where they kind of like showed you where he was going to – his goal was kind of like basically like infect them with right. like this nanotechnology. Before the magnetic Exactly. Yeah. Like this – whole scene which was alluded to was totally disregarded when it came down to it and he had her at his disposal he's got it right there man he's just holding her for, I, I for agree with, I agree with that but was he also holding back because he knew that if he killed her he wasn't gonna kill her he was gonna infect her or he if he, or if he to, infected he's her he's gonna bring her to his side but or if he infected her that he was never gonna be born in the first place that's a good point no he already said that it doesn't matter anymore different time streams yeah, it doesn't matter he already said that it he doesn't matter he's right Dave's right that's why, true. why isn't she a yeah. fucking T3002 yeah. yeah and then T800 has to listen to you because he's programmed okay but so, like the, the the Skynet the Skynet from this movie is not the Skynet from their even from the, even from their time stream. Right. This Skynet is like a Skynet that's learned and watched every time screen time stream for uh, the same outcome every time. Right. So, I mean, the only thing I can think of is what you brought up earlier about like him saying that. Uh, uh, God damn it! That he can't necessarily fuck up the time stream. You know what I mean? Uh, Damn it. No, you're fine, dude. Think about it. I can't think of the wording. Go ahead. Just just talk. I'll think of it. Is it like a butterfly effect type thing? Like if he does one thing, it fucks up his time stream? Well, okay. Like you said, like maybe his character will be redeemed later. Was this an instance where he didn't make that move because of that, like for the greater good? Like he was in control. No, but he's still fucked up and bad right now. That he couldn't like the, only, the the way they redeem it is he 
was teleported away to another time by by the events of what we saw at the end. Yeah. And, but when he was teleported, it didn't teleport the infection. So only the man side that was left of him transported. Right. So now he's good again. Right. So now he can send back the T-800 to save Sarah Connor. Okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because remember, it, it can't, you know, it can't, it can't do the, it can't send the non-organic stuff. It can right. only deal mm-hmm. with the organic stuff. See, right. that that was what I was, I was trying to wrap my head around that, and you brought up a good point that maybe this will be redeemed later. So I'm just wondering if that's one of the things where he was like coherent and was like, okay, I can't necessarily kill her. I'm doing this for a reason. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. it just it just when he was sitting there holding her, I'm like, oh, she's fucked. She's a Terminator now. And then that never happened. I was like, wait, what? Like that's just what you were trying to do, you know, 45 minutes ago in the movie. Now you've yeah. got her. You you got her right there. And once you got her, you got the T800. So all right. The there, next obvious thing for you to do is like infect her. Yeah. And then, uh, then all that's left is Kyle Reese. And sorry, Jai Courtney, Kyle Reese ain't gonna stop shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judgment Day, boom, mission accomplished. Well, and like the whole, like a lot of the movie was like, like retconning it so like Judgment Day got it was it didn't happen in ninety seven so that it had to happen in two thousand seventeen. Right. There was like they made a big point of of doing that, which I mean they had to do it. They had to do it. They couldn't travel to nineteen ninety seven. They had to do it in our time. Well, close enough to our time. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, I mean, wh- I'm I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. What Jay, happened in the post credit scenes? Because somebody tried to tell me about it, and I was like, fuck, I don't even want to hear about it. What happened in the post credit scene? I didn't actually know there was a post credit scene, so I didn't I didn't stay for that. Okay. No. Oh, what happened in the yeah. post credit scene? Yeah, I didn't see it. it. It basically it showed that Skynet it it Skynet survived. Okay. And so now Skynet is like a pulsating red. Like Skynet survived. Skynet is how basically it's it's just this. It's the computer that's still there, and it showed Matt Smith, or what? No, 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 no. Matthew Smith. No, excuse it, me. It's 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 Skynet. It's uh, shit. Hold on, hold on. Let me find it. Let me find this information real quick. Let me pause. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we're fucking recording and shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. So basically, I mean, the mid credit scene just showed you kind of like that Skynet did survive it. Like Cyberdyne fucking blew the fuck up. We saw Cyberdyne being destroyed at that at the end of the movie. Somehow Skynet has survived and Skynet is like some pulsating red fucking orb and shit. So that means that we're going to see like this movie. We got teased a little bit of Matt Smith as Skynet in human organic form. We're going to see a lot more of that in the sequels. Yes. Two sequels have already been greenlit before this movie was released. So we are guaranteed to get two more movies. This can't be making that much money. There's no, no it, way. It, it got beat out by Inside Out and Jurassic World. Jurassic World got, uh, I mean, Jurassic World's been out for like three weeks now and Inside Out's been out for two. So it got beat out by two movies that have already been out for quite some time. Right. Um, I think Rotten Tomatoes has this for the critics as a 27%. 69% for the audience though. Right. So I mean the audience is uh I'm I personally I side with the critics on this one. Um Jay, I mean you're not alone, dude. I mean you're not alone. Like a lot of our listeners actually enjoyed this film. They yeah. enjoyed this film. They had a good time with it. 
I think every, it's very subjective film. This is a very divisive film as far as like if you like it or not. I I felt like like for me, I think they just I think that they took Alan Taylor took some liberties that I think he, he took it a little too far for me. Like the 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 love story, and I know it sounds fucking stupid, but the love story between Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor to me is almost like one of those things that you don't want to fuck with. Right. And I know that sounds fucking stupid. It's a fucking love story. Oh, don't fuck with the love story. Well, uh, Mr. Fucking Romantic over here. Don't fuck with my fucking <laughs> Kyle Reese love story and fucking Sarah Connor. But I think that was like one of the fucking coolest things from the first movie. And I think he did fuck with it. And for me, it was like one of those unforgivable fucking things. When I walked into the movie theater, I yeah. saw a movie poster I hadn't seen up until this point. I saw Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Amelia Clark's ass. <laughs> okay. Like that's what it was. It was it was Sarah Connor. Was it an empowered ass? <laughs> Dude, it was like did, did it, was, it look like it, was, it could take a shit with authority? It was her it was standing confident. in a field. It was her holding a T eight hundred's head. Yeah, and just her butt like was like half the fucking movie poster. Right? Okay. Okay. Like what? What does that have to do with making me want to see a Terminator? Because I was like. I was I was really annoyed that I saw a Terminator poster with John Connor as a Terminator on the movie poster. Yeah, I was like, man, you cannot get much worse than that. That was a, you know that that was a big thing for me. It was like I don't know, I don't know. Honestly, I think like as soon as they had the fucking reveal that like John Connor was a Terminator in this movie. You know what? I don't know what I would have thought had I not found out before. Right. That scene would have been great. Would it? Yeah, you would have been like, what? What? Like, like he just shot him. Oh my God, he is a Terminator. Ah, you know that would have been real. I don't know if I, you know, yeah, it would. I would have been. It maybe it would have caught me off guard. Maybe I would enjoy the movie a little bit more. Well, you but. were talking about the marketing and stuff. Like, what do you, what do you think? Like, am I am I totally wrong on this? No, I mean, I, I think you're totally right on it. Unfortunately, um, you know, and and the the thing with this movie is like. I have to kind of... Oh, thanks for the fireworks, guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the, The robot apocalypse is beginning. The thing about this movie and movies like, you know, Predator, um, Aliens, whatever franchise you're looking at that was rated R when we saw it. God damn it. We're it's not, okay, dude. Don't worry about it. I told you once it started, dude. <laughs> like, our listeners listen when we got fucking cats, like, knocking into mics and shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Frank belching and puking and fucking right. passing we're, out. We're not kidding, people. It really is the 4th of fucking July. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But I, I think uh, what really ticks me off about what I see about majority of the comments about people that didn't like this movie, I'm not saying you guys aren't making dude, a good Dude, I don't point. give a shit. You can say, Brian, fuck you. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I think you're... Suck a dick, you motherfucker. (laughs) I I love this movie. I can agree with every point you guys are making, but what pisses me off the most is people that, Mm. like, badmouth this movie because it wasn't a rated R film, but what you're looking at in today's culture is movie franchises that are hanging on by the fucking, you know, thin line that's been left after we've been able to watch these movies for free. Uh So all they're trying to do is appeal to the masses every time. We got that with Age of Ultron as well. And I think Age of Ultron was not as entertaining to me as this. Yeah, but see, the thing is, it's like Age of Ultron. I never expected it to be rated R. Right. Ever. Okay, Okay, that's a good Ever. But like, like, you know, with like a Terminator movie, you've got a machine called a Terminator Right. And it's in the title. I expect rated R. I expect rated R. Same thing with like Robocop. Like there's something that goes with Robocop 
that you just expect like an R rating. Right. And when like the last two RoboCop movies, and yeah, there was a RoboCop movie, RoboCop 3, which yeah. was PG-13, <laughs> which is another horrible movie right. in the franchise of RoboCop movies. Like PG-13 ratings when it comes to those kind of things. Like, dude, like, you know, I want to see a rated – I think I think a little bit more blood in this and a little bit more edginess would have been kind of cool. Right. But I think we're at a point where the movie industries, especially, I understand what you're saying. Like, okay, like fucking shit getting pirated, yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like, people being able to watch these things for free on like torrent sites and stuff like that, where you want to like be able to have like more audience being able to come in there and take it to try to like keep the franchise alive. Right. I, I get it, but like. Honestly, I think like a good movie is a good movie, and it's gonna make money. I think, uh, and I think John Wick. I think you're right, but I don't think the studios understand that, and they True. don't they don't have the balls to push something like this into R-rated territory because they're worried on that opening weekend that we're not going to have these massive yeah. numbers of people, and that's why it, it's it's the viewing audience that dictates this stuff. Yeah. So it would be nice. Yeah, I would love. For this to have been an R-rated film, it definitely faltered from it not being an R-rated film. Um, but yeah, I'm not talking about like I don't need to see the Terminator, you know, like say "fuck you, asshole." <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like I don't have to have that. I, that's funny. That's great. Right. But like just a little bit more blood and yeah. a little bit more deaths. And Dave, you look like you had something like really important. Okay, to say. you were talking about yeah, free, dude. and you know we can get everything. Sure. Okay. okay, another thing that just dawned on me that. Fucking pissed me off. Okay, yeah, I know you tried to like doll hold some on, of my hold on. No, hold on. I'm changing your fucking music. I'm changing your fucking. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. Darth Dave. No, you tried to doll some of my fury, bringing up John Wick, but it ain't gonna work. All right. Remember the Genesis? Remember the scene where they should. Showed the kid talking about the Genesis app. Yeah. And he was so fucking excited about it and couldn't even, like, tell you what it was. And they said, oh, we've just had one billion pre-orders. Right. Okay, really? Like, you're trying to sell me on that something that, you know, it just connects everything. People are going to shell out hundreds of dollars before the thing's even fucking available. And, like, the kid, little 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 Kyle got got his little... I iPad uh, Genesis thing, and he was so excited. Like mm-hmm. everyone's super excited and spending all this money on shit that they don't even really know what it does. Like, didn't make any fucking sense. Why the huge enthusiasm about something that they don't even know what it fucking does? I think you have a little more faith in human intelligence than I do. I think they would totally buy into something that connects everything to everything. You know what I mean? Uh, I think we already see that with the iPhones but, 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 and stuff but, like that. Yeah, if it was a free download, sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, but, even but, if it but, costs no, no, money. Jay's a little bit right here. Like, 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 I agree with Jay on the flip side. It's like, the movie's gonna gloss over, like, the intricate things. Like, we're not in this multiverse where we get to read the, hold on, hold on, where we get to read the fucking, like, the, the, the technology articles or, like, get on their internet and check out, like, oh, you know, uh, this operating system's coming out soon and this is what it does and this is what it's rumored to do and this is how it's gonna make your life so much better and this is, like, how amazing it is. Like, they have to gloss over this shit we to an al- extent. We already have the cloud where everything's fucking connected. Yeah, but was it's it... not new. Was it your choice? 
That's what I'm saying. It's like it's not necessarily the populist choice to get on the cloud. It's almost a requirement if you have a computer now to be on something like the cloud. It's there. Whether okay, you okay, want it okay. Or not. And like, 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 Cyberdyne is basically like Apple. I'm sure they've come out with other trusted fucking technology in the past, and like this is their new thing. And so like people are excited about it. But the dude, people love mystery. Okay. Like, one, every episode, people know that you're going to stroke them, so, like, nobody gives a shit when you do, Dave. One billion <laughs> pre-orders, okay? Like, at least, remember in the Secret Service, the whole thing revolved around an yeah. app that everybody was downloading? Because it provided free fucking phone service. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay? Everybody's super excited about this thing that they're not really sure what it does, but it connects everything, which we already have. That doesn't make any fucking sense. For Why you. are people so excited Dave, about it? Dave, it does make sense because in this multiverse <laughs> – hold on, dude. That's how Alan Taylor works out everything in this fucking movie, right? There's all these different multiverses and so in this multiverse, it does make sense. These people are fucking sheep. Yeah. All of them are sheep in this multiverse and that's the answer so for this whole fucking fuck movie. Fuck you, Alan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> You can usher in your robot fucking apocalypse. <laughs> Fuck you. But see, I'm not even going to watch fucking Thor 2 The Dark World or anything. I'm t- I already tossed Game of Thrones. Yeah, but see. Fuck you, Alan Taylor. <laughs> Alan Taylor, if you're listening to this podcast, fuck you. Fuck your parents. Fuck your friends. Fuck you. This takes me back to my Iron Man 3 episode <laughs> yeah. where I fucking shit on Shane Black. Dave, I love you this episode. <laughs> I hated you earlier, but I love you now. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's that far fetched from something that's like humans though, to where we're we're being made to feel like we're utterly dependent on this to the point where you have to buy into it if you want to be part of humanity at that point. If you don't, you're falling behind. Yeah, everybody's got to have a smartphone. That's you know? kind of what I felt about Genesis. Like, if you don't have it, then fuck you. You know, that kind of thing. It's just like... Isn't that he- their slogan as a company? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Genesis. If you don't have it, fuck you. Yeah. But that's kind of the same way with iCloud. Even if you don't want it, you fucking got it. It's there. It's on your computer whether you want it or not. And that thing can be hacked like a motherfucker. So it's the same kind of thing, I think, with Genesis. Yeah, you could break it down and say, why would everybody uh, want this? Honestly, I think there's a multiverse out there, Dave, where you're fucking pre-ordering Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> you're that asshole. Well, my, my antique <laughs> cell phone would seem to disagree with you. I'm telling you, there's one multiverse out there that Alan Taylor has, like, he's got you in this little fucking multiverse where you fucking get the Genesis app. In, in that universe, I'm, I'm I'm really really cool. I'm very very. I'm, I'm just a loving, caring, friendly, humanitarian person. Oh, yeah, and you're stroking people. That's so out of the ordinary. <laughs> but you know, and that's that's the other thing about this that was kind of a big deal. Are we even talking about the movie anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah can we talk about something else? Fuck. What did you guys think about J.K. Simmons in the movie? I love. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons was great. I thought he was fantastic. He was a great movie. like throwback to some of the uh, yeah. behind-the-scenes characters of Terminator 2. Uh, every time he was on screen, I actually did enjoy it. And you know what else I really loved? Like One of my favorite moments was the T-1000. The T-1000 was still fucking awesome in this. I, I loved what they did visually with him, and I loved him in Terminator 2. 
T-1000 is still my favorite Terminator. Unfortunately, they went all CG with the character. Um, I mean, if you've watched, like, behind the scenes on the making of T-2, there's a lot of practical effects that were done. True. In uh, the T-1000. Right. But what what did you guys think, speaking of special effects? Like, I I was really... I really liked some of the special effects that were used for T-3000. Did did you guys see this in IMAX 3D? No, I did not. I did. No. 2D. I did, too. Um, But I I thought that was kind of innovative. They kind of used the same thing, but with, like, the magnetic stuff, you know, instead of the liquid metal that they used... uh, fucking mercury four and stuff like that in the in the t2 i thought they did some cool shit with the t3000 as far as special effects now what i think was lacking and what oh i i and i know we saw it in the trailer what i really appreciated was the fact that like this t1000 took like the blade threw it up, threw in, the it up air. in the air that was cool shit because i was like yeah that's of course like that was that would be something that you would do if you had that ability. I still think the T-1000 is the most baddest ass of all the Terminators. Well, I'm, let's talk about a spoiler here real quick. Apparently our T-800 has now been upgraded True. to a T-1000. I did not buy that, though. Yeah, that was kind of a weak selling point. And I kind of thought that it was going to happen when we saw him melting. I right. was like, oh, shit, that looks like liquid metal. Are they really going to do that? And they did. Yeah. Arnold's T-800 is now a T-1000. He's been upgraded. Right. Dave, you're tossing that, right? Fuck the special effects. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this movie. God damn it. Here, here's the biggest bummer for me. Yeah. Um, the biggest bummer, apart from Kyle Reese, the biggest bummer was the future scenes. In every other Terminator, mm-hmm. I felt like we had these awesome fucking apocalyptic future scenes mm-hmm. that felt so fucking real that you're just like wide-eyed and just... You know, when you watch them for the first time, you're just wide-eyed and like, wow, this really could happen. This is awesome. This movie did not have any of that, in my opinion. As far as the future scenes, those were the weakest scenes. It really didn't seem like... I mean, it really didn't seem like... And, and maybe I'm wrong to think this, but like it felt it felt like in the other movies that like the future was really bleak for yeah. them. And I think it's like that's what I wanted to see from this one. They took us to a point in time where it was like... The major battles have already been fought. Right. And it's like, it's John Connor and Kyle Reese's, like, it's, it's like the end of the game. Right. And like, I didn't want to go there, like, in the story. I wanted to go, I mean, I wanted to see, like, the actual battle, like, you know, the uphill climb. Right. Not like, oh, okay, it's John Connor's battle to win now. You right. Know? It's like, okay, he's got, like, the, he's got Skynet against the fucking ropes and, yeah, this is Skynet's Hail Mary. Let's turn fucking John Connor into a fucking robot now, the yeah. T-3000. It, it didn't feel as threatening, and I don't know if that's because of CGI. I, I don't think it was that at all. I think it was just weak scenes. And, you know, John Connor himself with Kyle Reese, that interaction, like, why are you guys joking around? Like, to me, uh, John Connor, you don't fucking <laughs> sit up there and talk to him like a friend. He's your fucking leader. All he does is give orders. Mm-hmm. He does not have time. His whole thing is, I don't have fucking time. I need to stop this as soon as possible. I have time to talk to you about hope and shit like that and have a good chuckle. Mm-hmm. So that that was also a weak point, you know, for me. But there was a lot of them. I'm not discounting that at all. Yeah. There yeah. was a ton of weak points about this movie, but it was it was fun for me. And I, I don't know how else I would have written this you know yeah. what i mean without combining the elements of t1 and t2 i don't know how i would have done this any better and made it a fresher take you know i feel like if you try and do that you're looking at 
T3 territory, mm-hmm. and you're getting kind of hokey, and it's getting... Even though this made fun of itself, it, it was fresh for me. It was a fresh take as opposed to trying to tackle the James Cameron T1 and T2. Now the thing is, like with this, uh, they've green, they've like they like I said earlier, they greenlit two sequels, um, all rights to the Terminator franchise. They're going to revert back to James Cameron in the year two thousand nineteen, right? Which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Do you think that James Cameron will ever do another Terminator film? Now, that's the thing. You know what I mean? It's like he's. I mean, I know. I already know that. You know, he's. He's doing the Avatar films, and then after that, he's got another project lineup that he's been wanting to do for years. Will right. he ever go back to Terminator? You know? That's a tough call. It depends on how much his heart is in, into it, which it doesn't seem like necessarily it, it, mm-hmm. it is. I would love to see that, mm-hmm. um, much like I'd love to see Ridley Scott do a proper Aliens continuation rather than Prometheus, which was kind of this other story. Mm. I would love to see James Cameron do a continuation of these things, but mm-hmm. does he want to put himself back into that game? You know, especially after this, which has definitely had mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're not making any more of these. This shit's done. I doubt that. It's done. Fuck it. They're done. Put a fork in it? Yep. Yeah, if, it, if it's getting beat by two movies that fucking didn't even come out this weekend, they're going to be like, fuck, stop the bleeding. Thanks, but even Arnold. If, even if it goes back to James Cameron. <clears throat> oh, Mr. I, I consider this Chapter 3 of the Terminator fucking franchise. He should have been out there crying from the hilltops. Don't fucking go see this shit. Right. Don't even do it. How dare they? That's a good point. Okay. Dave. What if they injected franchise Viagra, The Rock? <laughs> well, that changes everything. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> the T1 million, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, laying the smack down on their candy ass. <laughs> the T-Rock thousand. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you brought me back from the dark side there yeah. for a second. Yeah. Good job. No, dude, it's, it's hard. it was hard for me to like. I, and I was actually, I was really enjoying this movie, the first act. Yeah. Once it got to the second act and I realized that they had totally changed, like, you know, like the backstory on Kyle Reese and the love story and they've changed John Connor's character and they've retconned all that stuff that I loved about the first two movies. I'm one of those, like, I was the crotchety old man that was like, I could not look past those things. And it was just like, you, like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh... You know, it's like like a, like a, like a, like me like somebody rewriting the Bible. Like you know what I mean? It's like somebody being like, uh, okay, yeah. And in my version, uh, Jesus doesn't die on the cross. He just uh, you know he uh, walks the earth and uh, he gets old and smiles. Gets a lot. old <laughs> and uh, I don't know. He takes up uh, knitting or something. I don't know. He doesn't die on the cross for our sins. He. I don't know. I just probably offended everybody. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I think that's about the time that... Jesus the- opens a bed and breakfast. <laughs> you know? It's very cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus opens a B&B. Cracker barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that moment that you felt was the same time that the guy sitting next to me walked out. Right. And I'm like... Right. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to go open a B&B. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I and I totally get it. I totally get it. But mm-hmm. 
Uh, I did. I just didn't analyze it that much for some reason. I just wanted to have fun with this one, mm-hmm. and it was fun. I love me. how Jay's like, "Yeah, you guys can't have any fucking." Fun. <laughs> no, you know what? It's not about that at all. You know what? I no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the day that you toss a movie. I know. <laughs> I don't think you've ever done it. I don't think you've ever tossed anything, Jay. And and I, and I know damn well if there was enough redeeming <laughs> things for you. You're and- just such a nice guy. Like, I, don't, I don't think you've like ever tossed anything. I want like, <laughs> I, like what is a movie gonna have to do for you to toss it? Like during the middle of the movie is like, are they gonna have to have like Mel Gibson like star in a movie where he actually says like, you know, fuck you, Jason, <laughs> fuck, fuck, Jason Piper, fuck you, fuck you, Jason Piper. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know, man. But like I said, I, I went into this not wanting to like it at mm-hmm. all, and not, I don't want you to f- feel like like you have to go into the next movie that we review. And no, and, and you, you know what? Like you have to hate it. No, you know what? And that and that's why I was so torn on this. Like yeah. on this show, we pick apart the details and we want to be honest about what sucked and what didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I got to be honest with you. You're going to find a lot of shit you'll hate about this. Oh sure. And and I agree with those those points. But it's one of those films. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, John! Woo! America! <laughs> like, oh, beautiful for space! Scott, four amber waves of Dave. Amber's hot. <laughs> but it, it was one of those movies where I was like, even up to the day of the show, like I said, I saw it on Wednesday, and every day I'm like, I'm like, dude, you gotta toss this. You've got based on all the facts laid mm-hmm. out before you, you realistically should be tossing this. Jake, but toss walking anything. out of the movie, I want to. I want to be in the multiverse where you toss something. <laughs> That's the multiverse I want to be in. J- Jake will be back next episode. There'll be plenty of tossing. He'll be tossing oh, SDCC yeah. out the fucking yeah. door. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, DC. unless, unless it's fucking like Marvel announcements. Disney announcements yeah. and Nintendo right. fucking video games. Then he's Tupperwareing the shit out of all of it. Oh, at Marvel San Diego Comic Con, they announced like a whole line of buttons, <laughs> patches, patches. <laughs> Tupperware the fuck out of it, right? But you know, it was it was absolutely the hardest movie I've ever. Disney's had. coming out with a new line of buttons. <laughs> New Survivor Punk Funko Pops. Yeah, exactly. Survivor Funko Pops. Disney buttons. Fucking uh, Nintendo patches. We gotta stop picking on him. He ain't here to defend himself. Oh, Too fucking, fucking bad. <laughs> this fucking fault. He should have been here. That's what happens. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, up till the day, up till today, up to the minute before mm-hmm. we start recording, I'm like, should I change my view on this? But I have to go with my gut. I had fun watching it. I'm glad. And I enjoyed yeah. the the main thing for me was the T-800 father relationship to Sarah mm-hmm. Connor, who I thought was great. I thought the Sarah Connor character was was good. I, I really yeah. enjoyed her, you know. And I enjoy Linda, Linda Hamilton, too. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed this interpretation of it as well. And she was probably the strongest character next to the T-800. Yes, this is a love story to Arnold Schwarzenegger's mm. T-800. This definitely is. But I, I I liked it. I liked that part of it. And, you know, call me a sucker, but I couldn't toss it because mm-hmm. of that. No, I liked Amelia Clark. Yeah. I thought she was good. There, there was enough for me to say I had fun watching this. Will I watch it again? I don't know. And that doesn't necessitate a taste it for me. A Tupperware, definitely, I have to. I will watch it sure, again. Sure, yeah. A taste it? Yeah, I watched it that one time. I had a good time. <laughs> taste it. You know, whatever. My biggest question is the scene where Arnold... 
<laughs> he jumps from one chopper. Jump into a chopper. That was horrible. One chopper <laughs> to another chopper. Right. Did you love that scene? No. That was the worst CGI of the whole movie. That was the worst Dive CGI. bomb from one chopper to another <laughs> chopper. Yeah, the mechanics of the helicopter chase made no fucking no, sense. No, that's not whatsoever. possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not possible. But, yeah, you know, again, in comparing it to, like, Terminator Salvation, mm. I like Terminator Salvation. It was a taste it, but this was more fun for me as a Terminator film than Terminator Salvation. So I, it's a tough one, man. It yeah. really was. I'm yeah. still torn about it. Yeah. All right. Hate you guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. No, I, your points are totally valid. Totally valid. <laughs> I'm just. I just hope I get a hold of a Terminator Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah. Old man Arnold. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, dude. I'm old. Not obsolete for me. Shit, man! Is it? Am I, am I done with the Terminator franchise at this point? That's a big question. Are you done? Are you guys not going to see it? If it wasn't for this show, like if we're still doing the show and the next movie comes out, like if it wasn't for the show, I would be done. Right? I would be done unless like the rights unless the rights revert back to James Cameron and he decides to do another Terminator movie. Right. Now, if they do another movie in the next couple years and I'm still doing the show, then yeah, I'm going to watch it. But. Yeah, I would be done. I would be done okay. if I had the choice. Dave, you? I don't even have to ask you. You just said fuck Alan Taylor like 300 times. What if he wasn't directing it or, you know? He better not be. <laughs> what if it was somebody else? Would you say No, this shit's it? done, dude. Okay. It's done. They, they're going to lose so much fucking money on this. They're going to be like, you are old and you are obsolete. Have a good life. Enjoy that pension from being governor. <laughs> I think he lost all that in the divorce. Dude, I don't, he hasn't made a good movie since he came back, man. Yeah. It's true. Escape Plan was garbage. Like, I haven't watched... Okay, I haven't... I won't watch the Johnny Knoxville movie because it just looks stupid. And then I didn't watch Maggie the Zombie movie with Abigail Breslin, whatever her name is. So... Nothing has been appealing since this role for him. I'm... St- I, dude, I really hope that fucking the... What is it? The the Legend of Conan? I hope it's awesome. Yeah. I hope it's awesome. I really do. I've... I, dude, for 30 fucking years, I've, like, wanted to see the conclusion of that story. Like, dude, the last it, time it we saw... it gives me such dread about it, man. Like, I... They describe Conan as a man of, what... Gigantic mirth and gigantic sorrow. Like, that's how I feel fucking thinking about it. (laughs) The funny thing is, like, they, they, like, in this, they talked about how Schwarzenegger, like, trained for six months to get back to the shape that he was in when he did 2003's Terminator 3. Mm -hmm. Yet they never showed him, like, shirtless or sleeveless throughout this entire movie. Like, you can talk about like how he tried to get back into shape for this movie, but unless you show me like his guns and shit, I'm not. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I do. I want to see Arnold's arms. Like, we haven't seen him in any fucking film since 2003's Terminator Three. Yeah. That was like the last movie he did. Yeah, I want to see. I want, dude. I know he's never going to be as big as he was, but I still I want to see. I want to see Arnold's guns, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, this is episode 97. It's going to, yeah, you guys get your fucking episode <laughs> to listen to your you're fucking welcome. show. <laughs> They're going to hate it. I don't know. I, don't know I was that. promised a comic book corner if I made it to the end of the episode. Go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> Can I get my music? 
I was promised a comic book corner for me. No, this will be a very unique and just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bag, <laughs> thank you for your patronage. See you later. And thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next week. I'm kidding, Dave. <clears throat> no, I, I normally keep this thing totally positive. I love talking about comic books. I love preaching the word about this paradigm and about this medium. But this week, Marvel released its lineup of books coming out up after Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah. And I have unapologetically <laughs> pimped every fucking Cullen Bunn thing that has come out every week. I love Cullen Bunn. Yeah, me too. My favorite writer. And this week they announced The Extraordinary X-Men, written by Cullen Bunn. Drawn by Greg Lamp. Oh, oh wow. Fuck that. Wow. <laughs> and like, Cullen, God love you, man. Like, I want somebody, to read all your books. Somebody's shooting Greg Land in the alley? <laughs> no, I, I want to read every one of your books. And because I love you, man, I will, I will fucking buy a goddamn Greg Land book. But I ain't going to like it, buddy. I ain't gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it for your story and I'm just gonna gloss over that artwork as much as possible. Because yeah. as a fucking white knight, Greg Land is fucking bane to everything that I love and care about. <laughs> so I will buy your book, Cohen Bunn. I will even review it on this show and I will talk about your wonderful storytelling. But fuck you, Greg Land. I don't want to fucking read your shit, and only because I love Cullen Bunn so much yeah. will I buy this book. But I hope to God you're gone in three fucking issues, <laughs> you sexist motherfucking piece of shit. Thank you very much. Comic book corner, he sounds like Macho Man, but he looks like Natalie Dormer. It's comic books and shit. Yay. And on that note... All right, kids. Yay. <laughs> another, another fun, wholesome episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. Where fuck Alan Taylor and fuck Greg Glenn. Hey, people want to know why I'm so positive. Well, there's there's some there's some negative in there, boys. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a dark side. It's a fun little song, too, isn't it? It is fun. Hey! <laughs> comic book corner, he sounds like much. <laughs> fuck Greg Land and <laughs> Alan Taylor. My life has no meaning now. <laughs> All right, this is episode 97. Uh, next week is uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, uh, yeah. Third annual, my third San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> my third. I don't know. Uh, last year, if you remember, last year was fucking <laughs> famous for Frank getting drunker than fuck. Yeah, dude, I was, dude, it was fucking insane. It was <laughs> fucking fuck, dude. Like people still talk about this shit. Well, we'll be bringing the booze, everybody. Uh, for, yeah, just so people know, like Frank does plan on coming back. I think eventually. I don't know when he's coming back for like what episode, but yeah, he's he texts me here and there and shit, and he's still planning on coming back. Um, you know, he's got some you know, things to take care of and shit, but he still plans on coming back. So yeah, it'll be, I think it eventually it'll be like five of us like wow. doing a show, you know? Um, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> we'll all do it. <laughs> it'll be our lowest downloads ever. No, it won't. no Brian it won't. couldn't take it. No, it won't. <laughs> no, 
Nope. I am the least favorite cast member on the podcast, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> Send your emails, folks. I know what they're going to say to that. <laughs> mm, it's true. The only reason like people don't like say mean meaner things about me is because like they know that I'm the one that puts the episode out. Right. So it's like you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you because like the people that do love this show. Like, they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. They just complain to other members of the podcast they, about you? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, there's like, there's some fucking support group out there where they meet, you know, like on Thursdays and shit, and they talk about how much they fucking hate me. <laughs> fucking army members. Like, dude, the show would be so much better without Brian. He's such a fucking asshole. He fucking hates Funko Pop. <laughs> and. Who hates Funko Pop? <laughs> and he tossed Avengers Age of Ultron. He's a dick. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, but they're just like, but if we say this, like, he's the one that publishes the episode, so we just, like, we'll just, like, I don't know, we'll just appease him, <laughs> so that, you know, we get to I'm listen. I'm sure that's what they think. They do. They're like, oh, we'll just appease him, so we get to listen to Dave, because we love Dave. <laughs> and, yeah, I've just been feeling so much love from and, all these emails. And we love... You just can't stop giving me love. We love Jake. No, dude, your problem is, your problem is that you stroke him. And they see through your shit. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. We you, love you. We love you very much. I don't. I don't. I, like, I love 50% of the army. There's like there's like the other 50%. I, I cannot stand. Yeah. I love you all. Goddamn. Like, and I know, like, when Frank comes back. When Frank comes back, I love Frank, but there's like, there's like a couple of listeners that are just like Frank fans. Yeah. And I call them Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And <laughs> when Frank comes back, I'm going to have to fucking read their tweets and all this fucking shit. And it's just like, oh, God, fucking shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Frank. <laughs> we miss you, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> Can't wait to hear from Can't you again. Can't wait to hear from you again. <laughs> Frank comes back. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> Send your iTunes reviews. Five stars, I'm sure. <laughs> you're, we swear we're in the like, half. Like that, ball, like, well, like, you're in the half that Brian doesn't hate. We swear. I don't get like no seriously. Like I don't like like okay like what am I supposed to be like? You know what I mean? Like fucking podcasts are like oh you know like pandering and kissing everybody's ass all the time. Like I can't change who the fuck I am, and to try to kiss everybody's ass. Like, I used to, like, when we first started the show, it was like, hey, you know, if you know, like, of anything that we can do to improve the show, let me know. Send me emails. No shit? When we first started this day. Wow. Now, it's like, it's like... Please shut your mouth. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you send me an email and you tell me you want more of this, more of that, like, I can't change. This is, like, what you're getting. So just enjoy it. If you don't like it, then find another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to... Like, this is what's on the menu don't like it <laughs> somewhere else you can't order off the menu with this show right right you right can't do it no if you do you're a fucking dickhead <laughs> just like when you do at a restaurant <laughs> see and like another thing that i didn't want to hear from people is like i didn't want to hear like oh you guys talk way too much about such and such topic so it was just like you know what we'll just talk for six fucking hours about a bunch of different shit so you can't say that we don't won't talk about everything under the sun right because we talked for six hours about everything. So, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and if you're not into it at that point, I'd say that's your fault, not ours. 
you know, you're still listening, but yet this is my love letter to the army. <laughs> like at the end of the yeah, episode, well, Michael J. Fox, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Dude, that was a love letter. I love your work, and I'm just jealous of you. I'm sorry. No, we all we all know we love Michael. Yeah, but I felt bad about it. Oh, of course. This, this is a pot shot. Yeah, that's all right. I know he makes jokes Dude, about it, but he has to live with it. He I gets to make jokes about it. I think that the next Terminator movie should star Michael J. Fox, and it should be called The Squirminator. <laughs> We're all dying of Parkinson's after this. You know that, right? No. Oh, my gosh. At least Brian and I are. <laughs> Domesticated days, Parkinson's corner. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stop this. Uh, I'm gonna be apologizing more. Oh shit! He's gonna be doing a lot of personal emails, <laughs> dude. We're gonna get so much hate mail after this. <laughs> That's fine. It will only feed the dark side. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Pick fuck up it. the lightsaber, strike us down. <laughs> Actually, this is like my favorite Domesticated Days comic book corner ever. You just <laughs> fucking bashed on Greg Land. Yeah, it's, 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 it'll be positive again next week. All right. Yeah, happy, happy 4th of July. Happy yeah. 4th of July that you're listening to this after the 4th of July. I think there's a fire in my fucking driveway that I need to attend to. <laughs> no, but ser- seriously, like, I, I love, like, most of the army. I know I, I fucking talk a lot. <laughs> Dude, I do. I love, I love most of the army. Most of them wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be doing this without the 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 plus column of yeah. listeners. Yeah, for sure, yeah. they're awesome. So what what awesome patriotic music are we going to play out at the end of this episode in honor of Fourth Fourth of July? I'd say the Ivan Drago theme from Rocky <laughs> Four, <laughs> Rocky Rocky Two, Three. I don't remember. I was thinking America. Fuck yeah. Okay, there you go. I don't know. There you go. We played that for Captain America. I like the yeah the Rocky Ivan yeah. Drago. How about some Neil Diamond? They're coming to America. That's not bad. Today. I can get behind that. It's got that part like, <laughs> my land, sweet land of liberty. He says it's so awesome. Very sensually. Let's see if I can find that real quick. <laughs> Search the Jewish Elvis. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm offended now. <laughs> That's what he goes by. He calls himself that. That's true. Back on what to you with iPage. Oh, oh, I gotta listen to this ad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we have ads though. No, we're in no way sponsored by we've, iPage. We've popped that chair. <laughs> they, they just released something on their website too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we in no way sponsor this. We're very sorry. That was kind of ominous. <laughs> Well, we do celebrate by blowing shit up. It's yeah. kind of appropriate. <laughs> How long does it ta- does well, it take a long time for the song to like really get it kick into gear? <laughs> it's got some orchestration. It's got to build the mood, you know. Well, leftover army, I think there's something that you need to hear that you always hear. What? Oh yeah, that, <laughs> where I say with the thing at the end. Of the if day. I say it, then you get angry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hold on, let me get my sparklers. Oh, 80s Magic Keyboard. Yeah, fucking uh, July 1st was Canada Day. Yeah. We've been traveling far. (laughs) Dave's dancing. (laughs) Okay, dude. Like, this song, or like, 
Bruce Springsteen fucking born in the USA. Oh, I think I think that just. Uh, sorry, Neil Diamond, the boss. Dude, I, I gotta go with Neil Diamond. Really? Yeah, they're coming to America. I'm feeling this. Are you feeling it? Yeah. It's, like, it's hard to trump the boss. <laughs> the porno version of the song is they're coming on America. Oh, I, I see why we want this one. I get it. I get it. Mm. They're coming on America. Whoa, whoa. Today. We just offended every veteran. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if you could give Lady Liberty an orgasm. Yeah. How good that would make you feel. <laughs> I'm not sure this is sure in the spirit of the Fourth of July anymore. I would feel bland. No, like, like, like. Okay, like, okay. If you could give like any, like, I don't know, like any fictional character an orgasm, what would it be? Is she a strong female character? <laughs> She's got. In your case, she has to be. But like, uh, okay. No, like, if you could, I just like, gotta make sure I can participate. If you could give any fictional character like an orgasm, who would it be? This is appropriate talking about Independence Day and female giving female characters orgasms. Shira, Shira, <laughs> yeah. The misogynistic level just skyrocketed on this. Shit. I totally want to give Shira an orgasm. Really? Yeah. I tried multiple times with the figures. <laughs> okay. I have the power. Yeah, that's what I. I would say Shira. Dave, who, who would it be? Who would it be? Who would it be? Fictional female character. Yeah, who would it be? Who would you if you could give any fictional female character an orgasm? Who would it be? I mean, like seriously, orgasms like it's a great thing to give somebody. Right? It's the pinnacle. Of no, it's not. This is not like <laughs> this is not a sexist comment. Like, it's a little sexist. It is not, Dave. Jesus Christ! Everybody wants a fucking orgasm. I don't care, empowered female or not. She wants a fucking orgasm, Dave. Right. If you could give any empowered female an orgasm and still have her feel empowered because you gave it to her, who would it be? But she has to be fictional. It can't be a real person. She has to be a fictional character. Who would it be? In your deepest, darkest desires. This is how we... Who do you want to make happy? I feel so dirty. On that level. Answering this. <laughs> this is how we're going to celebrate our country's independence. This is it? Yeah, by you giving a fictional character fucking an orgasm. <laughs> Today! That's what I'm <laughs> Asking for the answer today. Just, it's, 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 There's uh, no wrong answer. It, it, it's wrong just answering. <laughs> Wonder Woman, dude. I mean, seriously, you're gonna. Of course, it's a great answer. Okay, it hurts me to say it though. Why? Because I'm totally sexualizing someone who shouldn't be sexual. I want to please that woman. You know, if she's into it, I want to please her. I'm not doing it against her will. She's the pinnacle of all things awesome. Yeah, I want to make her happy on that fucking level. I agree with you. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that... that I, I don't think that, okay, like, you giving an, her an orgasm has to be a dirty thing, Dave. <laughs> no, 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 My no, 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 no. coffee mug that I drink from every morning, every time I look at it, it says Wonder Woman. I'm going to be thinking about the misogynistic thing that I no, just said no, on the last No, it does episode. not. It doesn't... D- Dave, sex doesn't have to be a dirty thing. I don't know, like... I'm going to be oh, your... Oh, it doc- is with me. I'm going to be your Dr. Ruth right now. Okay. Sex does not have to be a dirty thing, yeah. Mr. Domesticated Dave. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you know our background. Like, uh, sex was very, very dirty. Thing. Well, sure, and the, yeah, when you're raised in the Baptist church, sex is a dirty fucking thing unless like you wait like a hundred years and then get married and then do it. We are so gonna piss off so many people with this ending. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You know, but seriously, like, the thing is, like, yeah, it does, sex doesn't have to be a dirty thing. Like, you giving Wonder Woman an orgasm can be a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that you're sharing between, you know, Princess Diana. <laughs> it is, Dave. I'm just, I'm just a servant at the throne, is what you're saying? No, like, you're giving her something, a very special gift. You two are giving each other something very special. Right, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street, Dave. It's not a dirty thing. You and her are having, it's not like, you're, it's not like you're just fucking, like, leaving, like, some money on her nightstand and you're walking away no Dave you're giving her a special gift you're sharing a very personal part of you with her and it's beautiful two people sharing something seriously an orgasm an explosion of fucking like clits and dicks dude it's fucking beautiful right. okay I already feel dirty it's like fire you answer you answer man it's your turn yeah what's your answer oh fuck Jessica Rabbit <laughs> It is dirty. It's fucking dirty as fuck. Dude, it's fucking... It's dirty. It's misogynistic. It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Dude, I am tapping that ass. Yeah! Woo! Ow! And just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. I'm sorry, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Jessica Robinson's the bomb, too. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. I do that after sex like I always do. I just start crying. Come and dream. I gonna I, I, man, you didn't say Neo because Neo is not a female character, right? I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. If you wouldn't have said any fictional character, I would have been fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, hey guys, we'll see you next week. See if, ya if you listen. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture Leftovers Crap!
Leftovers. Welcome to my house. Welcome to your house. It's our house. Okay. Let me try it. Okay, go ahead and talk now. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to welcoming you. Hello. Welcome to the welcome show. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome. I'm welcome, Matt. <laughs> welcome, Brian. <laughs> We're the welcome. <laughs> I just came. <laughs> Our listeners love this. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for all the emails. <laughs> I love it when you guys are all just spend yeah. now. <laughs> the jizzers. All, the, all you guys. Soaking up our jizz. Thanks, guys. Oh, jizz. <laughs> doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, either. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Equal opportunity come. <laughs> Don't mean to come on your parade. Oh, one of my one one of my one liners. We got an email about that the other week. They are a hit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to go. Literally. <laughs> Not in my eye. Oh, every time kills him. We get so much money just from the one line with kindness. Yeah. <laughs> like my play on words. Let me get there. some kindness on there. Kind of, kind of a stretch, but it works. Yeah, you get you get my drift. Yeah, in your face, Tokyo drift. On your neck and chest. Yeah. Speaking of drifting, <laughs> we're talking about cars today. <laughs> Hey, you remember that fucking, what was that car movie, Crash, where they're like, yeah. remember that? Where it was like, they were jacking off with yeah. cars and shit? Yeah. That was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in that one? Was that Holly Hunter? I, you know, I was into like NASCAR, I and know. I went to that movie, and I was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but I've done that too. We've all done it. Yeah, no, this is like you take Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, and like, in order for them to like race cars and shit, yeah. Well, they gotta like jack each other off, right. And then crash into a, a fucking wall. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> it's like racing is pretty erotic. When I yeah. see a car crashes, I get aroused. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually just pull over and jack off. It's yeah. Really... Sometimes my jeans are too tight, but normally I can get them off in time and <laughs> take care of business. I think this might be our intro. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to episode ninety-seven. Yeah, congratulations—the one where I talk about pulling over. 
time I see an accident <laughs> on the side of the road, <laughs> you know, stroking one out and just doing your best. On my way. Yeah, you're just on my way to Starbucks <laughs> to get my morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this part of waking up, just tugging one out. On the the <laughs> Here's this guy again. Oh, We've caught him on camera no, numerous times. Where's your fucking Where's your fucking humanity at that point? Right. When you're tugging one out on the side of the road. Yeah. What is up with? Oh, that? to bring the stretcher out. Oh shit! Climax. <laughs> What piece of shit is doing that? <laughs> was it was Ben Affleck in that movie? Oh, Crash! Yeah, no, am I think, thinking of something else? I'm thinking of something else? No, no, you're thinking of the. There was another one. He was in. He was. There were two Crash movies. Yeah, there was two Crash like at movies. the same time, almost at the same time, and one had to deal with like people like uh, you know, like oh, Holly Hunter like reached over the car. She like came and like reached over the fucking seat and shit, yeah. and had like fucking like cum and shit all over her hands. Oh my god! It was fucked up. Didn't she have like no legs too? Eventually, in that movie? I think so. I think so. <laughs> what the fuck was that movie about? <laughs> it was about people getting off on car crashes. Man, I'm glad I didn't watch that one. <laughs> You've never seen it? I've seen oh, like god. parts of it, but I haven't watched the whole thing. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was I, fucking insane. It wasn't my uh, cup of tea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mm. Yeah. Just like this movie, I also blew my load <laughs> when I watched it. It's a fucking Tupperware. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Yeah. All right, there's our intro. Cool. Fuck it.